0: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with.
1: R- R- e- L- H- L- A-
2: the Mixed Martial Arts Hour back in your life on this Monday, August 29, 2016. Hello everyone. I'm Ariel Hawani back inside our New York City studio. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. It was certainly an entertaining one as far as mixed martial arts action is concerned. The highlight, of course, Saturday night, the UFC back in Vancouver for the fourth time. First time was UFC 115. Second time, UFC 131. Third time, UFC 174. Fourth time, this past Saturday, UFC on Fox 21. Three major takeaways from that event, in my opinion. First off, Damian Maya continues to impress continues to dominate his opponents in in, in a way that we have rarely seen Um, you know this is a guy who when he came into the UFC he was obviously very well versed in the jiu-jitsu game and perhaps it took him some time to evolve as a mixed martial artist he hasn't gone away from jiu-jitsu obviously we've seen that once again on Saturday night but he has really become as far as one discipline is concerned a master at it and he continues to beat up everyone on the ground and the most impressive part of the whole damn thing is he continues to take very little damage in his fights now he's won six in a row he submits Carlos Condit in less than two minutes and in my opinion he cements his place atop the very best in the 170-pound division. So it seems like they're going to do Wonderboy versus Woodley next. And then he's next. He wants to wait. And the emotion that he showed afterwards, the emotion that Carlos Condit showed, I mean, it really was as the old ABC Wide World of Sports show Um, used to say at the top of of its program back in the day, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. You see Damien Maya crying because Condit means so much to him, because winning over Condit means so much to him, because beating Condit like that is so darn important to him. He is literally bawling as Carlos Condit is trying to figure out his career and where he goes from here. Condit said afterwards he doesn't know if he belongs in the UFC. That is 100% untrue. His heart may not be into it, his mind may not be into it, but he certainly belongs in the UFC, and this is a guy who was, in my opinion, a scorecard or two away from becoming UFC welterweight champion back in January. It's still the fight of the year, in my opinion. I thought he beat Robbie Lawler on January 2nd, so it just goes to show how cruel this sport can be. Um, and now here he is questioning whether he'll ever fight again. Once you start thinking about that, once you start contemplating your future, maybe it's best to walk away. One thing's for certain, probably won't see him for quite some time. And the next time we hopefully see Damian Maya fight, it will be for the welterweight title. Uh, also of note, Anthony Pettis drops down to 145. He submits. Charles Oliveira, his three-fight losing streak is over. What a weight lifted off his shoulders. What a great moment for Anthony Pettis there on Saturday night and then how about Paige Van Zandt wow unbelievable stealing the show flying switch kick she hasn't fought since December she goes and and does the dancing with the stars show finishes second probably should have won the whole thing and then in her return to the UFC on national television she knocks out Beck Rawlings with a flying switch kick what a year for Paige Van Zandt. Uh, Friday, Bellator had an event. Bellator won 60. Benson Henderson, now the number one contender in the Bellator lightweight division. An unfortunate ending. Uh, Patricia Pitbull breaking his fibula in the fight. Benson wins, gets his first Bellator win. Um, what else was on that card? AJ McKee remains undefeated. Joey Davis looked very good in his Bellator debut. Georgie Karakanian knocking out Baba Jenkins. Like I said, it was a very busy weekend, and... Maybe the biggest news of all, it was made official on Friday. Rory McDonald has officially signed with Bellator. You know what's interesting? Tyron Woodley, Damian Maya, even Wonderboy Thompson. What do they all have in common? Rory McDonald is what they have in common. The last man to defeat Tyron Woodley, Rory McDonald. The last man to defeat Damian Maya, Rory McDonald. The man who Wonderboy beat to get his title shot, Rory McDonald. Well, he's headed to Bellator. So much to discuss on this show. It is a stacked one. Can't wait to get into it. So let's run down the lineup and get to our first guest. Can't wait to talk to her as well. Um, four o'clock, will be joined in studio by Luke Rockhold, who is, of course, coming off that loss to Michael Bisping. There's a ton going on in his life. He'll be in studio at four o'clock. 3.30, Michael Chandler will be in studio. The Bellator Lightweight Champion will be right here. So we've got two in-studio guests today. 3.05... Uh, Josh Barnett who faces Andre Arlovsky this Saturday in Hamburg, Germany, he'll stop by live from Hamburg. The aforementioned Roy McDonald will stop by at 2:45 to talk about why he decided to sign with Bellator. Max Holloway, who's one of the very best at 145, we'll talk to him about Pettis, talk to him about what's next for him. He'll stop by at 2:25. AJ McKee, a great character, the mercenary, the son of longtime vet Antonio McKee will stop by at 205, Rashad Evans will stop by at 145, talk about his future, and Rafael Dos Anjos in one of his first, if not his first interview since losing the belt back in July, will stop by at 125, talk to him about Conor, his fight against Tony Ferguson, so much to talk to RDA about, but first we got to start this show one way and one way only. Uh, She is still in Vancouver, about to head off to the airport. Uh, Very kind enough to join us right before she does that. She won big on Saturdays. It said, flying switch kick, Paige Van Zandt. Massive win for her. It's a highlight clip that will be replayed over and over and over again until the end of time. And she joins us right now via the magic of Skype, I believe. Or is it via the magic of phone? There she is, Paige Van Zandt. How are you, Paige?
3: (laughs) I'm good. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, what a pleasure. Where are you right now with those uh, black drapes in back of you?
3: This is still my hotel room. Oh my God. Good setup. (laughs) You're such
2: a pro, Paige. Even when you come on via Skype now, you're like, you're you're just top notch, A plus all the way. First class. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, How many times have you watched that clip over and over again? Do you have any idea?
3: Yeah, you know a lot. <laughs> um, I've gone through and watched it a lot, just from every angle, kind of seeing uh, how I did it. It was it was a really cool, a really cool highlight. I'm going to definitely remember that for a long time.
2: Is that something that you worked on in training? Were you looking for that?
3: It was actually that was something I was looking for in the fight. Uh, all my corners, kind of, it was decided that I was gonna get her tired in the first round. I knew I would have world-class cardio. That's something that Justin Buckles really pushes on us in training. So get her really tired in the first round, uh, use everything in my arsenal, kind of see what would open up, see how she would react. I was trying to fake a few shots, trying to uh, just kind of test her out. And then I was able to see she kept dropping – dropping her hand and that left side was open and uh Justin told me left side's open throw the kick throw the kick and I threw it landed it and uh got the knockout
2: so at the beginning of the second round as you may have heard uh Brian Stan says that he heard in between the first and second that Justin was telling you to stop flying around stop throwing that crazy stuff is that in fact what he said because almost on cue you land the flying switch kick so did he say that or not
3: no, that's not what he said. Okay. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it definitely well, he wasn't telling me to stop using all my tools. Um, I'll have to go back and kind of see what the what the corner said. But I know he kept telling me that left side's open, throw the left kick. Um, and uh, I don't know. He came, He's the one who kind of told me, and it was nice to have a coach talk about how athletic I really was. And that's something that he re- reiterated is that you're one of the top athletes in the gym. Uh, you have all these tools in your arsenal, and I haven't used them before. And I throw them, and I land them in sparring, but I go out to the cage and I end up just rushing forward and trying to close the distance and not really effectively striking. And for this fight, I definitely wanted to be a little bit more effective. I knew she'd have high-level boxing. I wanted to just stay out of that range, and if you use a few more tools that I land in sparring, and I landed it there.
2: What were you thinking when you sat down in between the first and second? Because uh, looking at Twitter, a lot of people were scoring that first round for her and saying that you seemed like you were trying to figure things out, maybe shake off the cobwebs. Were you disappointed in that first round?
3: No, I wasn't at all. That was kind of the plan, is wear her out, circle, circle, circle. I kind of looked at her over in her corner. She did look tired after that first round. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of did exactly what I wanted to do. I saw exactly how she was reacting to everything that I was throwing and um, threw a lot of leg kicks. I knew oh, that's how I was going to set up the over-the-top kick. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like the first round went perfectly. It went to my corner. I was really pissed because she uh on accident it was just kind of like when we were clenched up she came up and headbutted me and I was pissed I got headbutted and uh yeah I, I m- mentioned that in the corner but um, no I feel like the first round for me uh maybe I was down on points but it, I kind of set up exactly what I wanted to
2: is that where the black eye comes from
3: yeah oh my, my
2: I didn't notice kinda that was- yeah I didn't notice that on Saturday did you cover that up or did it only emerge afterwards
3: it, it, usually when I bruise, it shows up the second day. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: That is interesting. Um, When you landed that kick and she fell, were you think because you, you, you still had to sort of finish her off on the ground, were you like, oh, man, this is too good of a kick. Like, I, I need to finish this because it will be almost a waste?
3: Well, I think actually after I landed, I was just so like, holy cow, I just landed it. <laughs> it a little bit too long for it to register that I need to like swarm, but that's something we obviously drill is, when you drop somebody, swarm them and get the finish. So, uh I hit her, I was like, "All right, move in and just got on top of her and finished the fight."
2: Are you sparring a lot leading up to your fights and if so, did you hit people with that? Did you drop people with that kick?
3: Yeah, I uh have, yeah, I wouldn't say I dropped. Okay. <laughs> um I I we use uh headgear and like shin guards but i landed it really really well on one of my teammates this poor guy nico uh and it happened to be reebok was in there filming for the day and they got it on they got it filmed we oh so hitting with the same move and it landed perfectly um I hit it on one of the girls that i spar with and uh i've just been drilling it you know during open workouts my uh, one of my admit guys, he wanted in trainers. He wanted to throw that just to show it off during open workouts. And I was like, No, no, no! I want to save that. I really want to save that. Let's not show it. And it ended up working out.
2: Absolutely, yeah. The secret weapon—you can't uh, unleash that beforehand. Um, I noted before the fight that in talking to some people, no one was doubting you per se, but they did say in the back of their mind, like, "Man, I wish he had a little more time post." Dancing with the Stars like this is coming quick and of course it was a big stage on Fox so it was important to have you on the card but did you feel the same way in hindsight did you wish you had a little more time leading up to the fight after the show
3: I did I I did wish I had like just maybe two more weeks would have been perfect but at the same time I knew the time that I had to get ready for it Uh, UFC said I want you on the Canada card so I said all right, I'm going to Canada. And just kind of made it work. I got back into the gym and I I worked really, really hard. And I I feel like I've worked harder than ever for the last four weeks of this fight camp. I turned it up. Um, I really feel like I pushed it and I got ready for the fight. By the time I got to Canada, I felt really ready.
2: You mentioned in the post fight interview that it was one of if not your hardest training camps. In fact, you considered pulling out. Why was it so difficult?
3: There was just a lot of factors that were kind of um, one frustrating too. I took the fight before I had even stepped back into the gym. Oh wow. that was kind of a, that was kind of a secret. I was trying not to let everybody know, but uh, I yeah, just took the fight. Um, UFC said they wanted me on the card, so I said, okay, and uh, got back into the gym, trained really hard. I had my corners kind of worked out and all of a sudden neither of them could get into Canada (laughs) for various reasons. (laughs) But Canada didn't want them here. And uh, Four days before I'm supposed to leave for Canada, I got a new corner. Um, I actually had a teammate who was supposed to be on this car, Josh Emmett. And he had, I was just going to use one of his corners. Then all of a sudden Josh gets hurt and he's not going anymore. So his corners weren't going anymore. So then I had to ask them to come anyway. It was just like a lot of Annoying things here and there.
2: Any injuries?
3: No, actually, this is a great fight camp. Okay. No injuries going into okay. it, and no injuries coming out.
2: Wow. Um, were you freaking out when it's not your usual corner or the ones that you had been preparing for? Like mentally, what does that do to you?
3: Um, it's just a switch up. Um, it's definitely not a problem for me because I have had different corners for actually almost every single one of my fights. Um, I just I've only had like one consistent corner and it's my uh coach owen and that's pretty much been my only consistent corner um i've used him three times and then prior to that i don't think i've had anybody repeat Uh, it's just kind of worked out that way and um it's something that you don't rely on and i mentioned that actually in this this fight that this is the first time i actually listened to my corners for real and i could hear them and i threw things when they told me to throw them And that's kind of how I got that left kick is Justin said, left's open and threw it. So it it was great. And I feel like that's me maturing as a fighter. I'm going to start using some consistent corners and uh, really listen to what they have to say.
2: Do you feel like you were a little rusty in the first round? Like because of the long layoff and all the other stuff that you were doing, you weren't in the gym while doing the show. Of course, you were very active, but not doing MMA training. Did you feel like you needed some time to get going in that first round?
3: No, I didn't. Actually, my cardio, I would say for this fight, was better than any other. I was running um, almost like 20 miles a week getting ready for this fight, just trying to um, get my weight perfect, my cardio perfect. <laughs> I knew that I was going to have better cardio just because I was pushing the pace so hard. And for this fight, that's something that me and my coaches have been really, really working on, is me not just charging forward and rushing them. And we knew that was what Beck was expecting. And I watched a lot of her interviews. Uh, she kind of knew that I was going to rush forward and close the distance. I did see in her prior fights, I've, I've, she's a veteran, you know, I've, I've watched her fight for a while. She does have very good clench work and uh, she's very strong when you close the distance and get in that boxing range. So I really wanted to stay out of it, circle a lot, um, and it, it just kind of worked out.
2: Every fight is important. Every fight in the UFC is important, but because of all the attention that you received off the uh, off the Dancing with the Stars show, did you kind of feel a little more pressure this time to prove that you're not just, you know, some celebrity reality star, whatever, that you're at, at your core still a fighter, you still care about this, you still want to be one of the best, you know, a champion? Like, did you feel like you had to almost prove yourself again?
3: You know, for me, I, I feel like every fight, it's not that I have to prove anybody wrong, it's just that I have to prove myself right and I had to go in there and prove to myself that I belonged in there and prove that I was so much more than just coming off of Dancing with the Stars. And it was definitely just pressure I put on myself, especially knowing I was going to have a lot of people watching coming from Dancing with the Stars. So it was just pressure from myself. And I wanted to perform really well. And I was able, I I think I have the most finishes for the Straw So that was like another awesome thing that happened. So Yes,
2: Amazing. Um, and also, one thing that wasn't really talked about, because the last thing we saw you in was Dancing with the Stars, you know, you're coming off a pretty tough loss. That was your last fight. Mentally, you had to almost get over that hump as well. Were you thinking about, like, just to get your confidence back? That that, that was not a great night for you. You handled it like a pro, all-class, like a real professional, but you still had to get back on track. Was that playing tricks on you at all going into this fight?
3: You know, actually... I, I just stayed really focused for this fight, and I had to completely forget about that fight because it is in the past. Learn from it, but don't dwell on it. And I know that I was a much better athlete for this fight. Physically, mentally, everything was better for this fight. And I had to go in there with confidence. And no matter what happens in your last fight, you, even this fight, um, for my next one, I'm going to have to forget about this fight and reevaluate my opponent and just move forward.
2: Did you notice a difference in the way the fans reacted to you, Um, Twitter afterwards? I see a ton of celebrities tweeting about you being on Fox. Like, did this feel different, especially coming off what you did back in, you know, May, April and the the success on the show?
3: A little bit. I felt a little different, but at the same time, it kind of, it just feels like I belong here. It felt like I'm finally, like finally back in the octagon. Uh, It's a different feeling than anything I've ever done and it's awesome that I have so much support and it is, I feel like, even a bigger platform because I do have so many amazing people tweeting me and saying congratulations which feels really special but at the same time, it's just another win in the UFC and that's special in itself.
2: Best celebrity tweet you got? Which one sticks out?
3: (laughs) Um, My favorite is probably from Nick Jonas.
2: Oh, you're a Jonas Brother fan.
3: I'm a Nick Nick Jonas. Jonas
2: Okay, fair enough. (laughs)
3: Do the Jonas Brothers
2: still exist as a group? Do they still perform together?
3: I have no idea.
2: Okay. Have you ever met Nick Um, Jonas?
3: I haven't. No, but I met Demi Lovato. And that was cool. She texted me and said congratulations. So I know she knows him really well.
2: Wow. Demi Lovato all over the MMA space. Luke Rockhold dating her. I don't know if you heard the news. Really? Yeah. TMZ broke it.
3: Oh, well. I don't know about that. We'll see.
2: Okay. Well, actually, Luke is going to be on the show later, so we can ask him. I'm sure he'll be tuning in. Yeah, yeah I want to
3: know about that. Okay. I like
2: the way you perked up at that uh, little factoid. Uh, do you feel like he's he's not good enough for her? Is that what you're saying?
3: I don't want to say that, but I did like <laughs> I did hear that I was dating an NFL player once that right. I had never met right. before. So you just never know.
2: Fair enough, JJ Watt, right? Wasn't that one? Yeah, that was crazy. I think he put that out there because he wanted to be linked with you. That's yeah, scumbag. I never
3: had actually met him in person. So and then then I found out I wanted to date with him. Unbelievable! Who knew? I bet Lucky after
2: me. I bet after the show, you had all these like PR people reaching out to you, trying to set you up with their clients and things like that, right? Doesn't that happen? No, that doesn't happen? I, that good. I, I hear that's what happens in Hollywood. Like, managers try to set their client up with the yeah. right.
3: That actually is how it works, which is totally weird. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if you, you know Mike Roberts. He just replies back, he just replies back, no.
2: That's a good manager. <laughs> if he,
3: doesn't, he doesn't like it. He just says no.
2: <laughs> I like that. So, um,
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> so okay, so not, no injuries coming off, and you said afterwards that you want to come back in December, right?
3: Yeah, and you know, uh, no injuries. It's perfect timing. Uh, I don't know if I'll get on that card. I'm sure. I don't see why not, yeah. but uh, yeah, I feel really good. Of course, I do have a few. I was really excited after the fight, obviously, but I do have a few like fun things oh. wor- uh, oh. in the works right now, so hopefully those pan out, and um Get a good timeline for a fight in there.
2: What do we got? What do we okay. got? Last time, if you recall, you were in studio. You, you held back on us. You didn't tell us about Dancing with Stars. The next day, you go on some show called Good God. Morning America that was like way lower as far as popularity is concerned. And then you break it there. So give us the goods. Come on.
3: I know. I really wish I could. But <laughs> a few more maybe like, oh, I think I would be in New York. Maybe in New York. So, I mean, if it happens, I'll I'll come your way and um, we'll share it it on the show.
2: Okay. Fair enough. Um, Was there any chance, given how well you did and how popular you became, did you ever consider not returning to MMA? Did you ever consider not fighting again?
3: No, not at all. And I think that's the funniest thing about the whole experience. What I find humorous is, um, you know, me and Antonio became really good friends on Dancing with the Stars. And Nobody ever asked him if he was going to leave the NFL and mm. become a famous mm. actor. That never that that would have never been thrown out there. But for me, it was everyone's like, "Oh, Paige is going to leave for Hollywood. She's never coming back." And um, my that wasn't it at all. And I I do know that there's a lot of other fighters who have had much longer layoffs than I did, and uh didn't get to be on an, an amazing show like Dancing with the Stars and get those opportunities. So for me, I'm a fighter first. I just happened to stay on Dancing with, Dancing with the Stars until the finale. So it, it pushed back uh, my next fight, but uh, it all worked out.
2: Is it possible because, uh, as you alluded to on Thursday, I believe, uh, perhaps you don't get paid as much as Antonio, and you are involved in a very physical sport, and that's why people thought you'd think, you know what, maybe I don't need to do this anymore. I can get paid more to do some acting or whatever
3: that could have been the case because that's definitely true um (laughs) hollywood pays very well (laughs) um but i I am a fighter first and hopefully you know there is amazing thing there is amazing things happening um conor mcgregor just had an amazing payday and it's about time and i don't see that as an excessive amount of money with what he's doing that's about right and hopefully that starts trickling down so um everybody starts making more money
2: Kudos to you for saying that. I feel like Paige of a couple of years ago wouldn't have said that. Uh, that that felt like sort of a big moment for you. I, I don't know. I feel like that was. I was like, wow, good for Paige for speaking up because you certainly deserve it and then some. So I give you a lot of props for that.
3: Thank you. Yeah, but I, I just think that we all deserve it. We're all professional athletes. We're fighting at a very, very high level. The, the, the UFC, I would... Con- compare to the nfl it's it's on that kind of same playing field and hopefully eventually we we start seeing the athletes um making a little bit more money so anyone who's coming into the ufc they make it to the ufc level can actually make a living off of just fighting for the ufc
2: now here's the big question i've been wanting to ask you this for quite some time um but it's been a while since we spoke what is going on between you and ronda rousey has the beef been squashed what's happening here (laughs)
3: I think so i mean uh no it was just kind of the one little altercation but no i have absolutely no hard feelings no frustrations um towards her whatsoever uh whatever happened happened not really sure what why or how but it's over i think
2: no beef as far as you're concerned if you see her you'll shake her hand hug it's all forgotten
3: Yes, it's all forgotten. Um, you know, us fighters are emotional. I'm yeah. very, very emotional. So um, maybe caught her on an off day.
2: Have you seen or spoke to her since?
3: No. I mean, even before that, though, I mean, uh, we are both sponsored by Reebok, so we'll see each other at Reebok events. And other than that, we kind of have never crossed paths. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of UFC fighters will cross paths, but we don't really know each other or talk to each other.
2: But you're not losing sleep over it. No, definitely okay. not. <laughs> so, where do we go from here? You leave Vancouver today. They treated you well in Canada, I, uh, I would imagine.
3: Canada was amazing. Everybody here is so nice. I feel like everyone's so nice. That's right. um, but That's I'm right. flying from here to Oregon. I'm going to go visit my grandpa. It was his birthday a few days ago. So. Um, I'm bringing him back some maple syrup for his birthday and then back to Sacramento for training.
2: I like that. And, and so in between, let's say you get your wish and fight in December, we may see you pop up elsewhere on other projects, other things, non fighting related. Is that the case?
3: Yes. That's, oh my. Uh, that's the idea.
2: <laughs> Bigger than dancing with the stars.
3: Uh, you know, dancing with the stars is pretty big. Okay. <laughs> <I'm>, oh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, yeah, The uh, but who knows? Who wow. knows? I mean, I'm just getting started.
2: Yes, you are. Is it a done deal or still in the works? This thing that you're talking no, about?
3: Everything's still in the works right now. Um, just a lot of potential things. A few people reaching out, and it's up to my management team to just uh, figure things out on their end, and uh, we'll go from there.
2: Okay. What a year it has been. Huh? I mean, the year isn't over quite yet. But thinking about the way 2015 ended for you, with you know, you're in tears in front of the media, and now look at you riding high uh again dancing with the stars on fox nailing a kick like that that's going to be on every highlight reel about the ufc from now until the end of the time. i mean well deserved well done to you way to come back mm-hmm. and, and 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 way to way, way to prove everyone wrong what an unbelievable moment congratulations Paige. Uh, i know you're headed to the airport so i really appreciate you joining us today wouldn't have been the same without you so thank you very much for the time and again Thanks congrats on all. the big thank win you
3: me i'll come your way to new york
2: soon <laughs> deal awesome there she is Paige van Zant. massive win for her on saturday night in vancouver uh if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor i mean i'm sure you have at this point what a moment unbelievable what a moment flying switch kick finishing beck rawlings on the feet well f- essentially on the ground but it all started on the feet um Paige Van Zandt is a star and the UFC very lucky to have her right now most finishes in the strawweight division as well the long and storied history of the strawweight division okay uh let us move along we are rolling here today on the phone right now man who returns to action on November 5th against Tony Ferguson last week on this program we had Tony on the show this week we have his opponent Rafael Dos Anjos joining us right now Rafael how are you
4: Hello, I'm good, Ariel. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, it is a pleasure. I said at the top of the show, Hafel, that I thought this was maybe your first interview since your fight against Eddie. Have you, have you done much media since then?
4: Not, not at all. My first one. <laughs>
2: uh, what, did you just kind of feel like you needed a break?
4: Yeah, I had a break. Uh, and I was thinking about my life a little bit, you know, my career. And now I'm back on track. I'm back working hard again on my way to, to get the belt again.
2: Yeah, uh, it had been quite some time since you suffered a loss. How long did it take for you to get over it? Or maybe do you feel like you're not quite over it just yet?
4: No, I'm over it already, you know. Uh, I think uh, the loss showed me a lot of things. A lot of things that people think about me and people around me, how they reacted. And I think I'm trying to, to get a good, a good part of everything bad that happened in my life. Hmm. And with this fight, too, you know, that was a bad moment for me. But I'm able to see a lot of things now that I, I, that I was kind of hiding before. And it's a good thing. So uh, everything happened for a reason, and God made everything perfect. So I'm getting, I'm I'm learning a lot of lessons.
2: If you don't mind, what what do you mean by that when you say, like, you, things that you need to change, like like lessons and things? What kind of lessons did you learn after that?
4: Just a second. I'm turning on my car here. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I'm going to get on Bluetooth.
2: Talking to Rafael dos Santos right now? November 5th, yeah. Mexico City. Tony Ferguson. Port and fight in the lightweight division. Putting on his Bluetooth in his car. I believe he's on his way to training. I'm giving a play-by-play. Trains out of Kings MMA. Rafael Cordero, head coach. Of course, RDA, the one who started Anthony Pettis's. Losing streak back at UFC 185. He defeated Anthony Pettis to become the lightweight champion. That was in Dallas, Texas. Defeated Donald Cerrone in Orlando back in December. And then back in July, International Fight Week. Hello? Yes, there he is.
4: Sorry, sorry, I
2: No problem. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so I asked you about the, the lessons that you learned.
4: Yeah, I learned a lot of things, man. For example, uh, with my family, uh, all my family, uh, how the, how the, how the people treat you too, you know, mm. and for each person of my family, there was one, there was one kind of lesson, like for my kids, everybody got mad, sad, my wife too, and uh, it was a big loss for us, uh, especially the way that it went and in the gym as well, uh, because people, people treat you in of like one, one way when you're a champion, but when you're not a champion, mm. everything changed. People treat you different. And, uh, but that was good to know how people really think. And so we, we can start make adjustment mm. and make some cuts on the near future. want I be champion again, so, for sure, these people will not be on my side.
2: Wow. So, you cut people out of your life after that fight? A little bit. <laughs> wow. Um. How many times have you watched it? Not,
4: not, not many, man. Not many. I think uh, uh, um, on TV, I, had it, I have it recorded. I haven't watched it once. Not even once. I watched some highlights on internet. But I'm not, I'm not really on social media, media anymore, you know, very little. You know, How come? I'm trying to stay away. Why? And, but I didn't watch much, man.
2: Why no more social media for you?
4: Uh, man, I think uh, social media is good for promotion stuff like that. But most of the people are so negative. Yeah. People too negative. People just like if you read the comments. People, it's just too negative, man. People just think uh, uh, so bad, but I prefer to stay away from this.
2: So, so you, don't, you, know, you, you don't care to watch it, and I totally understand that. Um, of course, you probably have a sense for what went wrong. Like in, in a nutshell, do you have an idea why you lost that fight? Is there a mistake or two that you think that you made that led to him winning?
4: Yeah, I think uh I I had a I had a bad a bad night of work. I think just that, you know. Uh when you fight her, when you're not doing good on your work, you, when you have a work that have face, you lost the fight. And I think Eddie he had a great day. I had a bad day, but I'm sure uh I am I am the best fighter on this division, I am the f- best fighter on this division, and I will prove it once again, I'm still hungry, I just got caught, I my my guard was up, my hand was up, I just got caught and punched, and you know, I had some issues on the wake cut the day before, but that's not the excuse, I had a great day. But I'm coming.
2: Um, Was he tougher than you thought he was? Like the last couple of fights, Freddy Alvarez, we know what he can do, but, you know, there were kind of grinders. He wasn't showing that kind of aggression in his fights. Was he tougher? Or maybe did he show something that you weren't expecting in the fight?
4: No, man. I I trained for everybody the same, you know. I knew Eddie has a heavy hand, but thing that happened in my life, you know, and that's for a reason, hmm. um, you know, I know my, my 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 life is under under God's supervision. He's uh, He's watching over me always. And if he let this happen, that was for showing me a lot of things. So he's been showing me a lot of things and I make the address. And like I said, once I get back on the top again, Everything will be different.
2: You know, one thing that has been said this year was you ended the year, last show of 2015, massive win over Cerrone. You're booked to fight against Conor, and then unfortunately you suffer that injury. Nate Diaz steps in. Now we have these two fights. They're making millions of dollars, and maybe is going to fight Eddie. Um, and that's, that's, that's a lot of money that could have went your way. Does that eat at you inside? Do you, do you kind of feel like you just had bad luck this year? Uh, 2015 was an incredible year for you, 2016, 16, you almost had that massive payday against Connor and you know the, the the bad luck came into play just days before the fight. Do you think about that a lot?
4: Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, everything happened for a reason. I, here I am, I lost my title. I lost the the I got hurt two weeks before the fight. It' uh, not, it's not all about the payday, just because I got hurt and I couldn't fight. Uh, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing okay, man. I'm blessed that I have like amazing kids and my, I have amazing family, you know, everybody with a good health and I have everything, you know, uh, I live in a nice place and I can't complain, man. I think I'm still 31 years old. A lot of things will come. I miss you. I keep my faith. And I keep working hard. I keep my hard work. And that's how the fight life, uh, life, fighter's life is. You get hurt. You lose opportunities. But I think bigger things will come in the near future.
2: Is it hard for you to watch those Conor-Nate fights because that could have been you in there against them?
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't even think this way. Oh, uh, no. uh, uh, I think... Uh, uh, I got hurt. Nate stepped up, beat Conor, and now he lost. And, and it could be me, but man, I, I don't. I don't really think this way. Uh, like I said, everything happened for a reason, and I, I'm happy where I am now. It's gonna give me extra, extra motivation to work hard and get back on the top again. Um,
2: I, I know you say that you don't, you know, do a lot of uh, social media these days, and I, I don't blame you. But uh, I did notice during that fight last week, UFC 202, that you, uh, you mentioned something about. I think it was Connor's cardio uh, that you didn't seem all that impressed with it. That was you, right?
1: Yeah,
4: that was me because <laughs> I, I, I just the next day people, oh, you know, that was fighting 20 on all times i don't know because i think most of people they watch mma for the first time that day and they think there was uh i just saw two sloppy guys on the form that after the second round and the fight got so sloppy and i didn't see the best fight of all times at all but it is what it is
2: so you didn't enjoy it yeah, the, the first round was good. The corner
4: dropped Nate a couple of times, but then uh, 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 I didn't see, like, oh, what an exciting fight. I didn't see it that way.
2: Wow. Um, so
4: I, I, I've watched better fights before, you know.
2: Sure. Who do you think won the fight? Who did you score it for?
4: I scored for Nate.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, do you remember yeah, which rounds? Nate. Did you give Nate the fourth? Uh,
4: the third. I I just I think I had Connor on the on the third No I had Nate I had Connor on the first and the second I think the rest yeah. was Nate.
1: So
2: okay. no,
4: the second Nate had it. I think Connor got the third and 4 and 5 for Nate.
2: Okay. I think you mean the third. I think you're swapping too but fair enough. You think that uh that Nate won the fight. Um now it seems like there might be a chance that Connor fights Eddie since you've been there with Eddie, you've been in there with Eddie. You were preparing for Connor. Who do you think wins that fight?
4: Yeah, man, Conor, uh, uh, Eddie, he's, uh, he has more weapons than than Connor, you know. He has grapple. He has better wrestling than Nate. Everybody saw. Nate is a tough guy. He has a big heart. But Nate, he, Nate he's kind of limited, you know. He has a good boxing, good ground game. But he doesn't have takedowns. He doesn't have kicks. So this thing it can make the, the like harder for him, you know. But Eddie, Eddie have a good wrestling, good boxing, he kicks too. So it be. I think Eddie can give Connor a hard time.
2: Mm, you think he finishes Connor?
4: Yeah, it can happen. Uh, like everybody thought, I was way favorite against uh, against Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. And so that didn't happen. It's hard to tell MMA, but. Uh, 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 I think Eddie has advantage.
2: Now, what about this fight against Tony Ferguson? When you were offered this fight, did you like it? Was this one that made sense to you?
4: Yeah, I think the guy, I, I asked for the rematch, and but I think UFC will not gave it to me. Uh, no rematch right now, so I need to fight somebody else, and then I think, who, who should I fight, you know? And, and I think Tony is a guy that has eight wins straight.
1: Mm.
4: And Khabib right now is begging for title shot, which I think he don't deserve. Mm. But I would fight him too, you know, to see who's going to fight for the belt. But I think Tony is a guy that is ahead of him. It's a guy, Khabib is in a better position in the ranking, but I think Tony is ahead of him. Because he's been active, he's been fighting more. And uh, with eight eight wins straight, so I think that's the guy that I'm gonna beat, and then I want to fight for the title again.
2: So even though Habib is 23 and 0 as a pro, you you feel like he he hasn't done enough to deserve the title shot.
4: Yeah, not only UFC, he he haven't yeah. done in different organization, but in UFC, I know he beat me three years ago, but his last fight he fought. Uh, no offense to nobody, but the guy wasn't even top thirty you know and and I think the guy's not even a f c anymore you know, and I think he needs to fight somebody to 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 get the title, but it is what it is if you actually think kabib should fight for the title now or Conor, which I don't think is fair because Jose Aldo is waiting for Conor, mm. you know. The guy won the belt, not even defending his title. He's already want to fight for the lightweight. It, but I don't think it's fair. But I, I will be, I will, I be in this position before. I will build my weight up again. I will beat Tony Ferguson November fifth, and I want to fight for the title again.
2: So, if you had it your way, who do you think deserves to fight for the belt next?
4: I think, man. I, I I think I should I should I should get my rematch. That's what I think. Mm. So everything that I've been done in the division finishing guys that I've never been finished before. And but it is what it is. If Khabib goes, it's fine. But I will I will get there. I will get there again.
2: Just for fun, who do you think wins, Khabib or Eddie?
4: Yeah, man. It's hard <laughs> to tell, but I think maybe Khabib can win. Oh. And it will be great to get the back for him.
2: You'd prefer that?
4: Yeah. Either way, so I lost for both of them. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to get my rematch with some some of them. So I will be home and watch. And, and either way, you know, they both beat me, but it would be good to get a rematch with one of
2: them. Have you been told that if you beat Ferguson, you will get the next title shot?
4: I hope so, man. I hope so. Because I don't see nobody else to, hmm. to, to have the title shot.
2: But you haven't actually been told that yet. Sorry? But has anyone from the UFC told you or your manager that that's the case? If you beat Tony Ferguson November 5th, you're getting a title shot?
4: No. Okay. No. But, I think, but you want that. I think that that's I just want it.
2: You yeah. know, I think I deserved it. Yeah. Um, any concerns about fighting in Mexico City? Uh, your teammate, Fabricio Verdoom went there around two months before when he fought there the first time. Are you going to do the same so that you don't, you know, suffer the the effects of the high altitude?
4: Yeah, I know that's very high. It's like 7,500. Uh, 7, uh, it's very high. Uh, but I'm trying to. I'm go there a couple weeks before, maybe a month before, hmm. and acclimate. You know, I go a little bit early.
2: Um, you mentioned earlier about Tony Ferguson. He's won eight in a row. He was on this show last week, and he said that the, the blueprint is sort of out. That if you pressure you, then you will then you will falter. Um, I'm curious what you thought about his last fight against Lando Venata because it seemed like he was rocked by a guy who was making his debut on like two weeks' notice. What did that say in your opinion about Tony Ferguson? What did you learn from that fight?
4: Yeah, uh, 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 the guy, I didn't watch the fight. I just watched the highlight. Okay. And um, I'm kind of out of everything. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing now. You know, I'm kind of training hard and, and keep like focused, uh, you know and but man he's not gonna have opportunity to do that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna push the pace of the fight you know i'm gonna push the pace of the fight
2: so it seems like you've kind of cut everything else out all the noise you're just focused on yourself you're training your family nothing else nothing
4: else man nothing else
2: were you focused too much on that other stuff you think when you were champion
4: no well, man, I, I always was a kind of low profile guy, you know. I yeah. always spoke on my family, my my things, you know. But um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of still confused for me that I lost. But I know, I know, on the near future, a lot of better things will come. And but I wasn't focusing on different stuff at all, you know. I just, I just, I just had a bad day of work. But like i said i will i will I will be back.
2: does it still feel weird not to have the belt not to be the champion? Yeah, yeah,
4: feel weird you know because that was I put a lot of work on that, you know, I have my team you know i I went to evolve, I trained a lot of their man. and the, the the my coaches put a lot of work on it. Uh, Master Gordon, Master Rafael Cordeiro, Jacob Harmer, Philip De La Monique, all my coaches, we put a lot of work on it. But it didn't went the way that we want, but I'm pretty sure uh, better things better things will come. Uh,
2: one last quick thing. I, I'm, I'm curious if you saw Anthony Pettis' fight on Saturday. Of course, you beat him to become champion. Do you think he's better at 145?
4: Yeah, he, he did great, because on, on 55, he wasn't... Anthony Pettis is a great fighter, man. Yeah, I have a respect for him. I watched his interview after the fight, and, man, he lost for me. He lost for Boboza. He lost for Eddie. And he's still hungry, man. He's still, he's still, you know, like, he still won it. He mm. dropped weight, and he, he beat a tough guy, and... I have a bigger respect for him because of that. He didn't give up. He's still there. He's still in the game. And uh, congrats to him. He did great.
2: Great stuff, Rafael. Thank you for the time. Best of luck to you November 5th. I'm looking forward to your return and appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. You're welcome, bud. All right, there he is. Rafael dos Santos, the former UFC lightweight champion. Okay, let's move along now. Uh, looking forward to talking to our next guest. It has been a minute have been trying to get him on the show for quite some time. Finally, he squeezed us into his very busy schedule. We're talking to Rashad Evans right now. Rashad, how are you? Hey, I am good, Ariel. How about you? I'm doing great. I, I, can, I can feel the smile on your face right now. You're just so happy to be back on the show.
5: <laughs> I am. I really am. Like you said, it's been a long time coming. I've been trying to, uh, trying to fit it in there, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. You've been ducking me.
5: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, let's talk, my man. Um there's a lot to discuss. Let's first start with you. A couple of weeks ago there was a report, I believe it was Flow Combat that reported that you're going to return in New York as a middleweight against Tim Kennedy. Is that true?
5: Um well, I I can tell you I'm working towards that. I'm working towards that. Uh I'm making my cut down to middleweight. Um as far as the opponent, nothing has been, you know, uh Nothing has been set in stone. There has been talks about, you know, uh, a fight with Tim Kennedy. They've been talk about other other fights, too, as well. But nothing has been, I, I haven't signed anything yet. You know, I just, um, I had Ali working with Joe Silva to try to set something up, but nothing has been uh, finalized yet.
2: Now, let's start with the weight first. Why do you feel at this stage of your career like this is the best move for you? That's 20 more pounds to cut. Do you really want to do that?
5: Well, uh, you know, uh, the thing about it is, is the fact that it is a tough cut, but at some point, you know, I feel like I need to just, you know, kind of start over again and kind of get something fresh, you know. And one eighty-five is a weight class that I've always thought about going, but really just never uh, put the time and the discipline into making it happen. And you know, coming off two fights, you know, losing and just wanting to just find a way to to, to bring some life back into. You know, uh, wanting to compete again, I felt like dropping a 185 is, is the best
2: choice. Like right now, how much do you weigh, if you don't mind me asking?
5: I am right now at 215. 215. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, 215. So, you know, I'll start my day probably about, you know, 217 when I wake up in the morning. About Tom, I'm finished with my workout and, you know, stuff like that. I can get to be about, like, 210 to 209. And then, um uh, you know by the end of the day i'm I'm usually ending about two fifteen and that's fully gassed up and everything else with you know proper nutrition and, and liquids and everything
2: Wow, so you lose six pounds just working out that's incredible
5: man i i use I lose a lot of weight, a lot of it's just water weight. you know how it goes yeah. but um i'm train I'm training two or three times a day you know and and, and I have a couple different workouts that that work on a different uh diff- different aspects of, of my physical training, so then that way it kind of it kind of shocked my body a bit, and I sweat a little bit more, so i'm just trying to keep it trying, trying to keep it, uh, trying to keep it moving you know at thirty six years old, going on thirty seven in, in a few weeks, I got to find something just to keep my body you know always always trying to uh, trying to catch up i, I don't want to get comfortable i don 't want to plateau now,
2: to that point. Um, I noticed that you were in Thailand recently for a couple of weeks. Is that part of trying to switch things up and, and, and light a fire under you?
5: Yeah, you know you know what happened, Ariel, like um I got to a point in my life where I had like a lot of things going on. You know, I was kinda, you know, uh spread out too thin in my personal life and, and professionally, you know, you guys know I I was struggling in the octagon and I just wasn't I just wasn't finding the the, the right kind of the right kind of the, the right kind of flow for me, you know what I'm saying? And, and fighting for me has always been like a spiritual thing for me. You know, it's never been about just being the toughest guy or nothing like that. I go in there, I have fun, I'm clowning around, and, and it's a good it's a good outlet for me. But when I'm when I was all clogged up in all areas of my life, as far as my personal life, and it, it, it really messed up my professional life. So I wanted to go to Thailand just to kind of reset my focus and just kind of get away from everything and, and just kind of you know, just get to to, to the basis of, of of why I even started to be a martial artist, and it's just because I'm a student of the martial art. I'm a student of the game.
2: So, was it a fruitful trip? Did you did you did you find that? Do you feel better now?
5: I, I feel like I found it. You know, okay. if, if anything, I, I I enjoyed um the process of just getting to be a student again, just putting myself in a position where you know. I don't know everything that's going to happen, and, and, and I'm and I'm kind of you know kind of figuring out the whole the new environment of being in Thailand, you know, being with the Thai people and, and the way they live, and they live in such a carefree way, and it's just like it kind of reminded me, like you know, I, I've I've allowed myself to make life a lot more complicated than it have to be, hmm. because then at the end of the day, like if you know everything goes to hell in a handbasket, no matter what. I really don't have no control over it. You know, I can want to be this way or that way, but at the end of the day, I don't really have no choice. So i got to learn to just accept things the way they are, but at the same time, I can't allow anything to steal my joy. i got to still find a way to be happy no matter what variables life throw at me.
2: Do you still enjoy everything that goes into being an active MMA fighter like the entire process, the build up, the training, getting to the, uh, the, the the city and fight? Like do you still enjoy that that whole, you know, sort of tornado of things that goes on as you prepare for a fight?
5: I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it, but you know, uh, you know, one thing I've been finding myself it, it was just like uh a few times before the day the day of the fight you know, that process for me was kind of a, a little bit more um, psychologically stressful than it normally is. And, and it could just deal with the fact that me just not being ultimately, you know, too sure of, of my preparation and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it was just something that I had to really take a, a deeper look into, you know, because, you know, on fight day I wake up and I'm like, I'm nervous, but I'm like a little bit too nervous. You know what I'm saying? And then the process, once I get to the arena and once I start cracking pads, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm ready. But, like, the restfulness that you get before a fight, you know, because there, there's having, like, like, before you fight, there's this, there's this uh, readiness that is really hard to explain, but you know something's going to happen. What, well, there's a peace that comes over you in between that where it's just like, I know what's going to happen, but at the same time, I'm okay to rest because no matter what happens, I'm going to handle it. Yeah. I felt myself in a place where it was—I never really got to that place where I was able to have that ready restfulness because I was thinking, like, man, maybe I didn't run enough. Maybe my knee's not strong enough. we you know, what if this happens? And I and I and I couldn't allow myself to mentally relax. So I so that that's something I've been really trying to work on now was just enjoying that process a little bit more.
2: Speaking of the knee. Um, you know, n- no secret that you haven't won since the knee injury. Do you feel like it's still holding you back?
5: Um, you know, I, I I I do feel like it's been holding me back, but not because of the knee itself, but just because psychologically, I'm so worried that yeah. um, I'm going to move the wrong way or I'm going to, you know, do something that's going to pop out and it's gonna it's going to be ruined again. You know, so it, it it's really been you know my training consists of now is just doing a lot of uh, working out as far as um, planning off the knee, explosive movements off the knee. And I've been training with uh, Tony Villani at FBE as well as my other trainer, um, Rob, at, at, um, at, at, at around the same area. So what, what, I've, what I've been doing is the fact that I've been doing a lot of, of just explosive movement, you know, changing direction, all the things that you would do In a fight where you always have to be willing to, you know, cut on a dime or plan or put a lot of weight or carry somebody else's weight and be able to move in in a second. And once I know and I'm feeling like I am now, like I can do that and I'm ready to do that. Now I know when I'm training and now I know when I'm in a fight that I can I can do it. So I'm getting a lot more confidence in my knee.
2: You know, um, I think I speak for most of the MMA community, if not all, when when I say that in April, looking at you at that press conference in Tampa Bay, it, it was hard. You are a legend. You are a Hall of Famer. You're a former champion. You were emotional. You were kind of hurting after the loss against Glover Teixeira. What was going through your mind? Were you... Uh I mean, A, have you ever felt anything quite like that? Because it's, it's different than the Machida fight when you, you, know, you lose the belt, but you know that you're still at the top of your game. Are, are you starting to question yourself? Are you starting to think you don't want to do this anymore? What is going through your mind at that moment?
5: Yeah, at that moment, it was really, it was really frustrating because um, like, I, like when I felt like when I was in the ring and once I got going in the cage, I felt like I was ready and I felt like I, I was you know on point. But then... You know, when I got knocked out and it just, it just went so fast, I felt like I was so far away from where I'd ever been. And I felt like, like I was struggling way too much with even just to try to even compete. And then I had to start thinking, like, when I went into the fight, did I already like, did I already mentally lose in my mind? Like, was I already kind of like not? Not, uh, like expecting to not win. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had, I never had a feeling like, like when I went to a fight, like I could lose. I never ever felt like that, but I was thinking like maybe, maybe I felt like I could lose in this fight and maybe I didn't really go out there and attack and I had positions on them where before I would have never given up. Like, if I get somebody against a cage, they're gonna have to work their butt off to, to, to keep me off of them. From holding them against the cage, because then I'm going to try to take a shot, or I'm going to make them work a lot more. But when I had Glover against the cage, I didn't maximize that position. And I'm just like, dude, where's your head at? Like, what, like, like, what are you, what, what am I thinking? Where am I at when it comes to competing inside of this octagon? And even before that, I'm just like, these are all things that that used to never happen to me because fighting used to be, it used to be so automatic. Like it would just be like, it was just, it was just like. Easy. It was so easy for me. And I never had to really, to really work at being a top, top fighter. And it sounds weird to say because I felt like I I'd never have, I haven't had my best performance in the octagon. But at the same time, on that day, I felt I was so far from where I used to be because I actually felt for the first time that I need to do something in order to bring my level up. Way more than I than, than than I than I had before, and I'm like that used to never happen to me. And I was like, where where did I go? What happened to me? You know? And it and it's just it's a sickening feeling because fighting fighting has been something that's always been in my DNA for so long. Like I've been fighting before I can I can even remember, and I never had that feeling gone, and it was gone that day.
2: Did you consider not fighting anymore?
5: Um, that that night, I went I went back to the hotel and I went and I went and sat with my family and and, and I thanked them for them all coming and you know I hung out with them and I eased their mind I smiled with them and laughed and stuff like that. But that night, I knew I had my answer because I went back to the hotel and I had a a, a couple of drinks and stuff like that. But I couldn't I couldn't rest my mind was still busy on what happened. And I was embarrassed and everything like that. And then I just put on my my running shoes and I ran for like four hours straight. I went, I I ran until the sun came up and I ran until all the fighters were getting on a bus, going, going home for the next day. And I just kept running and I felt like Forrest Gump, but at the same time, finding the will to run, finding the reason to run, it answered my question on whether I should quit or not. Wow. And my body said I shouldn't quit. My mind said I shouldn't quit. My heart said I shouldn't quit. And if I, if I never win another fight again, I would at least be able to go out there and compete knowing that this is what I truly, truly want to do.
2: Why do you still do it? Why put your body, your mind, your emotions, your family, what's the point? Why, why go through it?
5: It's just, it's just who I am it's just who I am. It's just, it's like a big, a big part of who I am. Like I've, I, it's just something that's inside of me. You know, I, I can't even explain it to be honest because I don't, I don't, I don't get another feeling like this doing anything else. Like there's no feeling that I feel preparing for a fight, getting ready for a fight, you know, sitting there waiting for the fight to happen. Like I do when I'm like, like when I'm like when like when I'm in it you know so it's a tough thing
2: you know this sport is um is very cruel sometimes some of the things that you're talking about right now like I was watching Carlos Condit a former teammate of yours on Saturday I don't know if you saw that fight did you see that fight on Fox I
5: did see the fight yeah I did see it
2: and did you see him after the fight the press conference in the cage I mean it's heartbreaking stuff to see someone like Carlos Condit who I still think is one of the very best in the world, say that he doesn't know if he belongs in the UFC anymore. And and it feels like every athlete, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MMA, whatever, goes through this sort of moment where they have to decide, should I keep going, should I not keep going? Someone who is, you know, obviously you're getting up there in age, you've had your highs and lows. How do you react to seeing others kind of go through the same thing? Like when you see Condit go through that, how, how does your heart react? And you know him on a personal level as well, but it's sort of a fraternity that you guys are in and you all kind of go through it together. And I'm sure at some point you thought you would never reach that point. Like we all think we're going to live forever and we all think like, Oh, you know, we're going to be the best forever, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Obviously. How do you react seeing others kind of start to go through the same thing that you're going through?
5: My heart, my heart went up to him because I know that feeling. I know that feeling where you put your heart and soul into everything and then you go out there on a night where you, you where you supposed to perform and it doesn't happen. And you just are in a weird space where you're just figuring like, you're just thinking like, I just dedicated, you know, three, four or five months to getting ready to be ready to go out there and compete. And this is what I would go out there and I, I, I went out there and I, and I just completely just, you know, wet the bed. I I didn't go out there and perform the way I needed to perform. And then you start thinking like, you know, has it, has, has time passed me up? Has the sun set on me and I didn't know. And I don't, and and I always said, I never wanted to be one of those athletes where people are like, you know, I'm the last to know I need to stop competing. So then you think to yourself, like, is, is that, did that happen to me? Should I stop competing now? Is the curve, the level went up that high and I'm just not there no more, but I can't see it because I'm too close and, and I can't, I don't have enough perspective to see that now I'm the guy who needs to give it up. And, and it's its a really, really tough thing to ask yourself because as a top athlete who's always been you know, at the top of the food chain, you're not ready to be at the bottom. You don't even know how to feel when you are at the bottom or you don't know how to feel when you do get gobbled up as if you are, you know, at the bottom because you're only used to being an apex predator. And when you're not, you feel like I, I can't compete in the other way. And then you start thinking like, well, what, what do I do if I don't fight? Like, like, like what, what am I if I'm not a fighter? And it and, and it, and it takes you in a weird place because then you have to start to find a way to redefine who you believe yourself you know, who you believe yourself to be outside of fighting.
2: What do you think you'll do after you stop fighting?
5: You know, I really like doing the TV stuff. Yeah. But more importantly, I feel like my thing in life is just to give back. And if anything I can do to give back, to help out, um, to, to start some kids programs in in the inner cities where they actually need it, meaning the fact that you know, a lot of a lot of school programs are being cut, and these kids have a lot more free time on the hands, so they get involved in nonsense. You know, and I used to be one of those kids who used to, who was part of the Roddy bunch. If I wasn't uh, into sports and stuff like that, I found some something crazy to get into. So a lot of these kids, they they get into bad things. So I would like to start, you know, uh, you know, programs for them like some kind of MMA training or something like that, where they'd be able to get into after they get done from training and just give them a better. Give them a better outlet just besides hanging on the street and doing, and doing bad things. You know, that, that's something I can do. And it's something that I feel like I can find purpose in doing.
2: Being a New York guy, is MSG just what the doctor ordered for you in the sense that this is something that you've been talking about that you've wanted for a while? Here it is right around the corner. I mean, it feels like the timing is so perfect to, to use that as great motivation to get you kind of back on track and to strive for something, to be a part of that card history, all that stuff. Like, is this perfect for you in that sense?
5: It is absolutely perfect. You know, this is – I couldn't, you know, wrote anything better myself, you know, and, and to be able to, you know, hopefully have an opportunity to compete on this card and to be a part of what this card means in the history of mixed martial arts is, is just it, – it, it really means everything to me, you know. And um, a big opportunity, a big chance for me to get back on track – and to make a statement you know it is something that I look to do and if I get a chance to be on this card i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna show out i'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and i'm just gonna i'm i'm gonna do my thing and i'm gonna enjoy doing it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. th- th- but this is what this is what it's about though you know what i'm saying and and if i like it's just about being a part of history no matter no matter what happens in my life, no matter you know uh you know. I live forever in this moment. I live forever. I'm immortalized forever in this moment. Being the fact that I can say that I've competed in the first card at Madison Square Garden, UFC, mixed martial arts. And and that, that for me is something that no one can ever take away. And I'm just happy I get a chance to be a part of that.
2: So, do you have any reservations fighting Kennedy? Were you guys tight when you were at Jackson's fighting a Jackson's guy? Any any issues there?
5: Um, You know, if if that's a fight, then that's a fight. You know, uh, at the end of the day, I'm professional. He's a professional as well too. Uh, But I I have no reservations. You know, we we've always had great training sessions when we train together at Jackson. So it should be exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I, I think. It is weird because like when when I would train with him, I would always think like you know maybe one day we will fight each other hmm. because at the time he was coming to the gym, he was still kind of like a uh, he was kind of still like a guy who just came for his camp, so he was part of the team, but he was kind of like a floater, you know um but but like you know now he's 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 a jackson guy, and uh but i I've always felt like we we would uh we could possibly fight and we and when we train together. It was a, a dogfight, and we were going there, and we would get after it. So, I look forward to, to uh, you know if if that's the fight to be. I look forward to fighting them.
2: And have you decided? Like, is it one hundred percent that your next fight will be at one eighty five, regardless of if it's Kennedy or not? Is that the plan?
5: Yeah, that, that's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it happen, and just you know make sure I take care of my weight so that way I'm not, uh, you know, killing myself before, you know, mm-hmm. right before the fight. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to really do what I can and make sure I get my weight down as soon as possible.
2: Will you work with any of these famous nutritionists to help you in that regard?
5: Uh, Yeah, actually, I've been, I've been working with, uh, you know, George Lockhart and, and his people already. All
2: right. Yep. They're the best. So, um, yeah. And, 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 and final thing for you, what's your take on this whole... Uh, Dana White saying that he wants to see Rumble fight John Jones and not DC which seems like it makes no sense and then you have Cormier and Rumble saying they want to fight each other and sort of box out Jones we don't even know when Jones is coming back considering you're sort of tied to that whole picture what's your take on that what should Rumble do next
5: I think Rumble should fight DC and, and, and here's the thing about it like when you're, like when, when you're a UFC matchmaker or whatnot you know, I'm not a UFC matchmaker but it just doesn't seem smart that you'll take out Two number one competitors, you know, and 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 as the way it is right now with so many shows and the way the landscape is with people getting hurt and 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 losing real big star power as far as you know uh, big athletes that has a drawing potential, it just doesn't seem smart that you'll knock out two top guys. You know what I'm saying? It would seem better to have you know DC fight uh, Johnson, and then you know if Jones comes back in a, in a certain amount of time, then he fights the winner or whatever the case may be. It just sounds the same smart that you would knock out two potential main event cards.
2: Yep, yep. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, uh, Rashad, man, I, I feel like we could talk for another 30 minutes. Such fascinating stuff. <laughs> the, the honesty that you put on display here today, wow, um, it, it's breathtaking, really, to hear an athlete talk about his career like that and that story about you running after the Glover fight. Just just incredible stuff. And uh, you know, I hope that you do find what you are searching for and get back on track because you are one of the best, my man. Really a pleasure to have you on and talk like this and get to hear what's going through your mind. It's, uh, it's an honor, really. So thank you so much for coming thank on the you. show. And uh, I hope to see you at MSG. I hope you get what you want. Hope you get to fight on that card. That would be uh, something very special for longtime fans of yours. All the best to you, my man. We'll talk to you very soon. Again, thank you so much.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.
2: He's the man. Rashad Evans, former light heavyweight champion. Wow. Amazing stuff, especially considering what Carlos Condit, coincidentally, the former teammate of his is going through. This is a part of combat sports. This is a part of sports in general. It's a part of life. At some point, you face your own mortality, if you will. You face the facts that, look, we can't be the best forever. We can't be on top of the game forever. That's just the way life goes, and at one point you feel like you are the king of the hill, that you'll never slip, that you'll always be the best, and then boom, just like that. In a matter of seconds, it feels like you start to to question yourself, you start to think about the next chapter, you start to wonder if you're good enough to hang with these young guys. I mean, it's just amazing. And that was on display on Saturday. And it's hard to see. It's hard to watch these individuals who we deem invincible, who I have the utmost respect for, who, again, as I've said many times before, contain more testicular fortitude than I can ever dream of, that have more guts than I can ever dream of. And then you see them in this vulnerable state starting to question themselves. It's it's a heart-wrenching thing to watch. Really appreciate Rashad and his honesty right there. So how about this? You, we go from Rashad, who's at that juncture of his career, to a young man who improved to 5-0 and o on Friday night. He is just 21 years young. He is one of the bright young stars fighting in Bellator right now. He is the undefeated AJ, the mercenary McKee, and he is joining us right now via the magic of Skype. AJ, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you, my man? good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Congratulations on the win. Um, Thank you. I got the impression that you were a little disappointed that it went as long as it did. Like, you couldn't really truly enjoy it. Was that the case?
6: A little bit, you know, but uh, um, it is what it is. And I ended up getting another second second half finish, so I'm happy, you know, just to go in there. And it it went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but at
4: the end of the day, I still still locked out the cage with the victory.
2: Now, you mentioned that uh, you were partying the night before, and you alluded to that as maybe the reason why I went to the second round. Is that true? Were you really partying the night before? Kind of, yeah.
6: (laughs) I went went to the club. Uh, What? We had Wiz Khalifa there, so wanted to go see Wiz Khalifa, man. You can't pass up Wiz Khalifa.
2: Were you personally invited to the concert? Uh, Well, no, I work at the club. It's the same same spot where my after party was, so
6: I just kind of went up there.
2: What time did you go to bed? About one. One, two. In hindsight, do you think that was a mistake? Definitely, you know.
6: Um <laughs> I think you just kinda being young, you know, you just kinda look past things and and you wanna you wanna just enjoy life a little. But uh I don't know, I I feel where where I wanna be, where I wanna go. Um, there's little things that I gotta leave alone, you know, and being young is probably one of them. You know, that's 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 a, a sacrifice I gotta make to get to where I wanna be.
2: Well, what a story you are, because like I said, you're just 21, you're 5-0, and and you're the son of Antonio McKee, who we've been watching for quite some time, and the interesting thing here is, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, telling you anything you don't know, but your dad was considered kind of a grinder, you know, he wasn't, wasn't known for his finishes, he was known to beat up people and go the distance, you're the complete opposite, you're upset if you go to the second round, was that a conscious decision on your part, like, I don't want to be like my dad, I want to be known as a finisher?
6: Um. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's kind of an entertainment thing for me, you know. Um, you make the fans happy, the fans make Bellator happy, and, and Bellator make me happy, so it's just kind of a, a supply and demand thing, you know.
2: Growing up with a with a with an MMA fighter as a father, um, was this something that he, you know, kind of forced you into? Like, not forced, but kind of nudged you to go in that direction? Because, you know, I gotta be honest, like, we don't see a lot of sons of of fighters at this stage as far as i'm covering the sport it just you know because you're so young and he's young as well is this something that he wanted you to do and you just kind of followed his path
6: no my dad actually didn't want me to fight at all i had to like beg him to let me fight my first amateur fight which was a week after my uh 18th birthday so um after that you know he he kind of Saw how good I was, and he's like, "Man, he's like, if you're gonna do this, then you gotta, you gotta give it 110." And there's there's certain things, certain aspects of your life you're gonna have to leave alone. There's certain things you're gonna have to add in. So um, just knowing he's been through it all already, you know, and he's been on it all, he's he's done it all, you know. I just kind of look at his career and and see the things he's done already, and just follow his footsteps, you know, just 'cause he he wouldn't put me down a path. He uh, he hasn't already been to himself, so he's he's not gonna tell me to walk that walk if if it's not the right walk to walk.
2: Do you recall when you first started to think that this was something that you wanted to do? Say that again. Do you recall when you first started to think that this was something that you wanted to do? Like, at what age did you start to think about being an MMA fighter?
6: And since I was probably like five or six, what when I, I barely started. Yeah, I started wrestling it. Three or four, so um, just being around all the fighters, you know. My dad fighting all the time, being around Rampage, Chuck Liddell, Congo, uh, Rashad Evans—literally any any fighter you can talk of. I've all the greats I've been around. You know, I've watched their careers. I just uh, I grew up around them in the gym. You know, everybody's known if you want the hard work, the grind work, the, uh, that Antonio McKee—he's he's gonna give it to you. You know, he's gonna give you the real deal. So um, just always being around the grind, you know, it's it's all I know how to do, you know, and that's that's kind of where where I feel I let him down a little, you know, going into the second round. But um, it is what it is, you know, um, with, with due time, people are going to get better and they're going to catch up. So you, you just got to keep evolving as they evolve along with the sport and, and stay on top and stay ahead. So if, if that's sacrificing time and partying, then that's what you got to do. You know, you just got to gotta decide what you want to do and give it 110.
2: What are most of your friends doing at this age? Like, like, what, what, are they in school? Do they have jobs? What are they doing?
6: My cousin's in school. The rest of my friends, I honestly don't talk too much. Really? <laughs> my, my friends are in the gym, you know. I see them Monday through Thursday. We'll kick it on Friday or Saturday sometimes. Okay. But- usually I'm at
2: work Friday, Saturday. But the ones you grew up with, you don't keep in touch with?
6: Not really. Um, They they come to the fight. They support me. You know, we'll hang out. They'll come to the after parties. But uh, after that, you know, it's back in the gym. I'm supposed to be in the gym today, but I'm like, you know what? I want a little break. I'm kind of drained. So (laughs) I'll definitely be back into the gym tomorrow.
2: Are a lot of them hitting you up now that you're gaining more notoriety? You're on television fighting on the main card. Are, Are you feeling a lot of people coming out of the woodwork?
6: um not really you know some of some of my main friends that were always like supportive of me even even when i was fighting back in high school you know just like hey you shouldn't be doing this you got a wrestling tournament like just just fighting you know I've, i've always loved to fight i've always been a fighter i've always had that inside me just to fight so um they're always supportive and like now that i'm actually getting there you know they're still supportive of me and just when I step away you know they they still give me my space but I know they're still always there for me
2: when you were dreaming about your career did you think at 21 you'd be fighting for a top promotion like Bellator on national television was this part of the plans or is it happening a little sooner than you thought
6: my dad's had it all planned and it's <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy i'm just figuring it out and like me wanting to be the youngest champ ever now, I'm, I'm trying to get it within the next couple fights. So um, just it all being here and it all settling in is, is just life-changing, life life-blowing, you know. Um, just taking it all in, trying to get acclimated to it all is just, it's, it's intense.
2: Yeah, uh, after the fight, you, you weren't talking about, you know, slow builds. You were talking about Pitbull, Strauss, the champion. Do you feel like if they book that next, do you feel like you're ready for that or do you feel like you want one or two more fights?
6: I feel like I got one or two more fights just to kind of uh, tighten up things, you know, especially after this last fight. um, It was a good win, but I feel like I kind of overlooked Cody Walker. Not overlooked him, but I didn't expect what I expected from him just based off. He's probably one of the biggest 45s anyone's ever seen with a 78-inch reach, 6'2". You know, that's that's a huge 45-pounder. And I'm already a pretty big 45-pounder. So me having to change my entire game up, you know, um, just being focused to fight Corrales and, and being ready for Corrales, I went in there kind of getting ready to fight Corrales, you know, staying long and staying on the outside. But um, I don't know, in the, in the middle of the fight, the whole game plan, a week before the fight, the whole game plan just changed. And my dad's like, hey, you've always wanted to go get it. He's like, <laughs> this is your fight he's like you gotta be inside this fight so go get it and I just went in there and I kind of let those hands go you know and went to go get it
2: what I appreciate about you among many other things is that you get the showmanship part of the game uh you come out with the jacket you call yourself the mercenary where did that come from where did this gimmick come from
6: um my dad you know I'm um, I'm a car a car fanatic and a gun fanatic. You can put any gun in front of me. I'll put it I'll take it completely apart and put it back together. Wow. Without even being shown how to do it. It's just I love guns, I love cars, I love speed. So, um, it's kinda just things that motivate me, you know? And um, like I wanna go take Artemis classes just to learn tactical training, you know, if if this if fighting ever fell through I was probably gonna go into the military or something is there's just certain things that, that drive someone and fascinate someone, you know. So, uh, for me, speed and guns is one. I, I love speed and I love guns. Forgive
2: so my ignorance. Like, hey. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead.
6: Go ahead. And that, that's just kind of where my dad came up with the, the mercenary thing, you know. Um, Bellator, also, they, they hired me to do a job, you know. When they signed me, they signed me to, to sign the contract, you know. I signed that contract promising that I would I would take over the division that was that was the promise I made to myself and to my dad and to Scott Croker so at this point all I have to do is live up to my word you know and and take over the game and stay focused and do it one time one fight at a
2: time where does the jacket come from
6: that's just me that's uh that's just a little little part of AJ man I like I like a unique type of fashion you know so uh like after that after the fight, I put on all white, and we went to, a, a, to the after party with all white. I went all white with a, a tux tail, white jeans, black wow. belt, black glasses. Why, all why, black.
2: Why all white?
6: It's all white. It stands out. Okay. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's it's celebration, you know? All white is just kind of, it's, it's kind of the thing. It's all white or all black, you know? But white stands out a lot more than black, so uh, I just felt it was just necessary. You know, it's what I wanted. Everybody's got their own different little type of fashion. You know, my cousin Joey, he's he's more of a a modern fashionist. You know, versus me, I'm more of a, a classic fashionist. So, um, but he his style is off the chain too. You know, I'll go in his closet and pull out his clothes just because I like his style. But it's uh, everyone's just got their own their own different swag their own different look you know he'll sit one way versus the way i sit
2: right Uh, but they're
6: both still a classic look
2: and of course you're talking about joey davis who was successful in his bellator debut on friday Uh, a very very hot prospect 133 and 0 i believe in college uh so you're on the same card as him you call him your cousin is he like a blood cousin or are you just like is he like your boy your cousin
6: uh He's blood to me, but right. he's not... I've known Joey since I was three. He started training in my dad's garage at five. Crazy. And I was three, so... Um, I don't have much family, you know? Joey doesn't have much family. Our, our lifestyles are kind of similar, you know? He grew up in Compton. I grew up in Long Beach. Both from the hood, we just both... You know, we both seen some crazy things in our lives. We both uh, are changing our families' lives at the end of the day, you know? So, um our lives are just so similar from me living in a loft with my parent, my dad, my little sister, him living in a loft with his his dad and his little sister you know, it's just just crazy how similar our lives are and how like how we've kind of just shared our lives together, you know so I'll kind of slip off track and like wherever Joey's going, I'm going like right now, you you can see there's Joey with his girl and I'm sitting right here so, like, it. this is just, like, how we are. Wherever he goes, I go. Wherever I go, he goes.
2: And and, and so how about that? Um, close to where you're both from, you're, you know, fighting on the card, main card. You're about to go 5-0. and He's fighting on the undercard, making his debut. Was this something that you guys dreamed of? Like, did you plan for that? And how surreal was it on Friday in the locker room when it was all happening in front of your eyes?
6: For me, I didn't realize it was happening until i got into his corner and started cornering him. okay at that point i was so nervous like it wasn't even funny i started freaking out (laughs) like i've like my dad's one of the type of coaches he hates when you just yell and like i started noticing like hey you're just yelling shut up like your dad's not talking anymore but i wasn't yelling like crazy stuff like i was yelling good things to do you know i was trying to get him to see see things he needs to open up and um after the fight he noticed you know he noticed it but when you're in there you know there's there's just certain things that hold you back that that you can't do you know you can't pull the trigger you can't you can't get in tune with your body or there's certain things that are blocking you from that you know so um he sees it i see it we've we've talked about it we've talked about it with my dad and there's a lot of work to do but uh for a month and a half of training, he's he's gonna be awesome, man. He's he's right behind, you know. He's right behind me.
2: You're the reason why he didn't try to go for the Olympics, right? You said, nah, that that doesn't that doesn't pay. Come do prize money yeah, with me.
6: What, yeah. What? What's what's an Olympic medal gonna do for you? <laughs>
1: we're
6: the only t- we're the only country that taxes for an Olympic medal that that is supposed to be a prize. How are you going to tax right. somebody for a prize <laughs> that you're giving them? You know, I just, I feel it's ridiculous. And then on top of it, it, there's no, there's no pay for it. You know? Yeah. Um, unless, unless you're Jordan Burroughs and guess sure. what? i Jordan Burroughs. He, he lost this year, you know? So I wonder, I want to see if he's going to compete again after that. You know, all respect to Jordan Burroughs. He's a, he's a great athlete, phenomenal athlete. But hey, what's next now, you know? Is he going to compete again? Is he going to switch over to fighting? Because sooner or later, you know, every, everyone slips up or everyone falls if, if
2: something's not in place. When do you want to return?
6: I want to get on the September 13th card. I'll fight Damn. whenever.
2: Well, what about, what about that break that you were just talking about? I don't need a break. Okay. I'm back in the gym tomorrow.
6: I'll okay. be back in the gym tomorrow. I wanted today, but I'm I'm a little spiritually drained from this weekend. So.
2: <laughs> are they down with that idea? Are they going to give you a fight on that card?
6: I don't believe so. I okay. think the main events are already locked in. So, um, Maybe October. Right. October in San Jose. The, the Chandler fight. I believe it's Chandler versus...
2: Oh, that's November um, 19th. Chandler, Benson. Yes.
6: Chandler, Benson, and then phil versus is it phil or no mvp yep that's the co-main so there's two open fights we were, we were talking about on the the press conference after the fight and uh i was like cool like i asked scott Croker, i was like can i fight in the middle of the press conference he's like you can fight whenever you want i was like let's make a contract so <laughs> i'm ready man uh i got a couple more fights of just fine tuning up to do just spiritually getting right and doing things right you know So uh, I feel two more fights and I'll be prepared and uh, we'll we'll be ready, you know, we'll be ready to, to get that title shot and be the youngest champ ever.
2: Well, I am intrigued, my man. This, to me, represents what uh, Bellator should be all about. They are doing a great job now of pinpointing young talent and bringing them up, and uh, none better than A.J. McKee. 5-0 and now, fantastic win on Friday. Uh, congratulations to both you and your cousin, Joey. I'm really intrigued by what you guys are doing, and uh, you guys have become must-see TV now. So congratulations, keep it up, and looking forward to your next fight. Thank you very much for the time, A.J. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. All right, there he is. AJ McKee stopping by, the son of Antonio McKee. What a story Bellator has on their hands there. And the best part about it all, he is winning. And he is winning in very impressive fashion. This, to me, remember when Scott Coker came on board um, a couple years ago, I said, look, we need to give him some time to write the ship. And perhaps it has gone slower than some wanted. Perhaps um, it has been, I don't know, a little up and down a little like a roller coaster, but you're starting to see the beginning of Scott and his team. It's important to note that he has a similar team to the one he had uh, in Strikeforce. You're starting to see them find young talent, build up young talent, and, and start to have a persona, start to have a brand. You know what I'm saying? Like they did in Strikeforce with Luke Rockhold and Cain Velasquez and Daniel Cormier, young guys like that who ended up being superstars. So, uh, very intriguing stuff. AJ McKee, uh, well on his way. Okay, uh, let's move along. One of the very best at 145 pounds in the UFC is Max Holloway. This man is on a roll. He is hungry for a big fight, and he is joining us right now via the Magic Skype. Wow, crystal clear Skype over there in Wai'nai. How about that? Max, how are you? (laughs) What's
7: up, my friend? Good, good. How are you, my friend? Look at this setup. What do you got over there? This is incredible this is uh this is a regular logic tech camera and uh a yeti i my streamers i stream it i'm so, i'm off of uh oh. i stream on twitch tv so this is my streaming setup oh
2: i see so you're one of those
7: demetrius johnson rampage jackson
2: guys doing the the video game thing
7: yeah yeah let demetrius johnson know that uh um, i'm coming for his ass on street fighter 5 <laughs> he whipped my ass real bad oh a wow. couple, couple weeks ago so tell him i'm practicing and i'm coming to uh to get what's mine my revenge <laughs> you guys are actually competing in front of
2: fans online
7: oh yeah we was playing street yeah his, his game is street fighter 5 i played him once in ufc and i won and he was saying <laughs> how how terrible that game is whatever so i told him i'll buy street fighter 5 to play him we played 10 times and he whipped my ass 10 times so wow. I told him i'm practicing damn let him know, let him know. Uh, i will let him know um do you get paid for this Twitch, uh we partnership. Yeah, we wow. do we, uh, it's it's all off of uh our Twitch is at Bless MMA, so give me a follow guys come yep. through. I watch the fights and stuff, whatever. Uh and uh we play games, but we gotta we gotta sponsor um a a partnership with them. They uh they um uh they give us emotes and stuff and the way we get paid if people come and subscribe to our stuff. So it's pretty pretty cool. And the best way to talk to fans, I get to uh tell my wife that i'm uh you know working (laughs) so it's awesome while playing games so it's fun
2: well i know nothing about that stuff but i love the fact that they're supporting fighters and giving you guys an outlet so um i am all for that great stuff by twitch okay there's a lot of business to talk to you about first let's start with the new stuff um saturday night ufc on fox anthony pettis 145 looks great and then wow i see on your twitter don't believe the hype (laughs) you were not impressed
7: (laughs) Bro, I, I didn't even watch the fight, bro. I, just, <laughs> I, swear to, I swear to God, after every 140 fight, five fight, people was tweeting me that I should fight this guy. And I'm like, bro, like two weeks ago, you just was telling me I should fight your ear, And before that, you just was telling me I should fight Doohu Choi. Make up your guys' mind, man. What what the hell is going on? You know, I just... It's just a confusing thing, you know. These guys want me to fight. It's just, it's just the hype, you know. It's just. I'm not talking about Perez or whatever, you know. I'm not trying no shit to shit. Then I'm just, just saying, don't, don't like. They're so like. Uh, it's uh, this MMA fans. They just jump on the yep. whatever that fight is, you know. And that's that's what I say. I want to fight. That's why I want to fight often because they remember you for fights, you know. If you if you take some time off, they kind of forget what you do. But it, it just proves over and over again. Every time I, every time I won 45 or fight, they're yeah. like, Max, fight him. Max, fight him. I'm like. <laughs> what the hell is going on my friends you know there's some guys that i want to fight hey that's all good matchups for me i think down the future but there's a couple guys on my radar right now that i really want and if i can't get the guys i really want i'll, I'll fight i'll fight whoever but you know that's what i'm talking about they keep uh fight 45ers keep fighting and i keep getting harassed on twitter that i should fight them that they win so it's, it's crazy
2: okay we'll get to the guys that you want to fight in a second but have you seen the pettis fight since saturday
7: no, I didn't watch okay. it. Okay. I I I, I I I was uh You didn't tape it or anything. I saw finish. No, I didn't tape it. No, we we was uh I had a family day on Saturday and then uh we came home and the DVR didn't record. So damn, damn it dude. is what it is. Yeah. But after the fact, he's saying you know title shots this and that.
2: I mean, I'm looking. You won nine in a row, correct? That's not a typo.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Nine in a row. No. What? Well, it's uh. Yeah, my friend said to make make sure to correct you because you keep saying eight. But uh, I was saying I was giving you I was giving you a a break because uh, it's eight forty five fights, and I fought Clay Collar at one fifty, so yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's nine fights. In fair a row. enough,
2: fair enough. My bad. I'm not trying to take any, anything away from you. I'm just trying no, to be no, a- <laughs> no. He
7: said I told him I, I told him I got him. I told him I got him. Everyone say that? He said yeah, but it is what it is.
2: Right, because of the Will Chope fight, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so nine eight, whatever the hell it is, it's very damn impressive. But still. We're not hearing you in title picture talk, this and that. What's going on here? When are you going to get what you deserve?
7: Um, I don't know. You know, it, uh, The weird thing of the division, there's two champions. I I would sit here and be like, you know, I want to fight Conor. But then I'll be a st- stupid. I'll be dumb. I'll be a dumbass, you know, because there's another belt in the division. And Aldo got him, you know. So if, if Conor comes back down, they fight each other for sure. You know, I can't be saying like, wow, where's my fight? Because uh, Aldo got a belt, you know. So... If by the, we're hearing uh, talks, you know, of uh, stuff going up to 55 and fighting for that title and he got to drop his 45 belt, then, of course, the only fight that makes sense is probably me and Aldo, you know, since Aldo already fought the guy uh, Frankie Edgar twice that's in front of me, and then I, I I would like to think I'm next in line, but, you know, we saw, we saw some cra- crazier things in UFC happen, so I ain't holding my breath on, it. if I get the call, I get the call. If not, uh, we got to go for 10, and uh, that's what we're going to do.
2: So Okay, so let's lay it out. If they do conor versus aldo unification bout who makes sense for you then
7: i don't know man you know uh, i want to fight in new york so you know right. frank yeager pops up in in mine yep. you know um Cruz Cruz is saying that he would he would he wanted to fight for the belt and he wanted a big fight i would like to fight him at 45 i think that would be a fun fight to uh prove myself against someone the pound for pound number two in the world you know number one pushing it there so that, I think that would be a fun fight or, you know, now there's Pettis and whatever. So we see what happens, you know. Whoever you see wants me to fight, I, I, I take the fights, you know. We never turned down one fight in my life, you know. We get the call and it's like whatever, you know. Tell us the day we get ready and we be there. But as
2: of right now, they haven't reached out to you yet. They haven't talked to you about what's next.
7: No, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in in the, the shadows dark. just like you guys. Yeah, I'm in the dark, man. Ninja's move in the shadows and anyway. it's time <laughs> to shine uh it's time to shine huh
2: are you starting to get anxious are you are you getting like you know are you starting to feel like okay, what's going on? I fought you know two months ago, two and a half months ago what's going on
7: here um a little bit you know i i wanna uh yeah, I fought four times uh the last two years, you know, so it's like yeah i wanna i wanna um. I wanna. Each year, I fought four times, so I wanna fight. You know, I wanna keep fighting. So, yeah, I'm getting anxious. You know, this 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 breaks anything longer than three to to four months. is kind of driving me crazy. You know, without being booked, usually I'd be booked already. You know, yeah. last year I would have been booked already. So, uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna get. You know, I wanna make those big money paydays and whatever. And uh I want people to harass people because I fight and they harass the top uh, the other guys in front of me that I should fight them. You know, so yeah, I'm getting anxious, man. I wanna wait, but you know. Uh, Time is, uh, time is on your side. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just taking my time and we we'll see what happens.
2: If you were in charge, what do you think should happen with the title? Like, do you think that if Connor doesn't, if he fights 155 next, should he just give up the belt at that point? Is there value in still, you know, having him hold the belt? What do you think should happen here? Because he's now fought, what, twice since winning the belt and hasn't defended it once. Yet, you know, you can't deny the fact that his two fights against Nate have made a lot of money for everyone involved. What do you think should happen at this point?
7: Um, you know... Uh I don't know. I ain't the UFC, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it's whatever, you know, if, if, when I'm in, when I'm in that position, I would, I would want to do what I would want to do, you know? So we see what happens, you know, Dana White already said that, uh, that he said that if he fights 55, he's going to drop the belt, you know, or, or unify or unify the belt at 45. So we see what happens, you know, everybody keep crying and complaining, you know, I ain't, I ain't no cry baby. You know, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to let my emotions get into this It's uh, it's just the way it, it turned out, you know. You can't change nothing. You you're gonna do what they're gonna do, and uh, I'm, I'm just ready for the call. Whenever they call me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. You know, I, I like to call it spilled milk. You know, you're not gonna spill milk and try and put it to the container. You know, you just wipe that shit up and move on. What's your dream fight at this point? Ah, uh, you know, my dream fight is either a rematch with Conor or or uh, or a fight with Aldo. You know, because uh, you know. F- I always wanted to fight Aldo since his WEC days. Before I even was in the UFC, he was the best guy forever. You know, yeah, I always yeah. wanted to fight him. And then uh, of course the Conor the Conor fight. You know, the, uh, people keep saying, uh, telling me that uh, harassing me on top of Twitter and stuff. Uh, that uh, he had a torn ACL and he couldn't finish me and this and that. But uh, it is what it is. You know, tell, go tell your boy Conor, prove it that he can finish me. Take the take the fight. You know, we keep I keep calling him out. I keep I keep seeing. You know, I keep talking, talking and. He's, he's not talking about me. He's talking about a bunch of other guys that he fought before.
2: Have you noticed that your name has sort of become a verb in MMA where people say, oh, he's pulling a Max Holloway right now. The sort of end of a round thing where you point to the <laughs> ground. That whole thing that emerged um, when you fought Ricardo Lamas. This has become a thing now in the last two and a half months. Yeah.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they put it in the EA Madden Sports too, too. So it's really? uh, UFC too. So yeah, yeah. They <laughs> did it just and you only my guy could do it. So it's pretty sick. Wow. You know? um, yeah, shout out to uh, I think I, I think uh, Terry out there, Gary. Uh, he uh, the yeah the guy who does the game. He he put it in for us, and he he's the man. You know, you get to uh what what happens in the game is the last twenty seconds, you do the taunt, and he do I do the uh, point down taunt, and if they taunt back. You get eliminated, limited uh. A limited uh what is that cardio you can't uh you can't shoot and clinch and you just bang hands in other wow. words so it's, so it's pretty cool it's pretty dope and yeah everybody's doing it you know uh shout out to uh uh rivera uh, uh rivera they did it in the yep. first 30 se- uh, 20 seconds of the turnaround, not the last i was like <laughs> they, they're kind of forgetting the thing it's at the end not the beginning so shout out to that their fight that fight was crazy too uh, when was the first time that you did that um, was the
2: was the Ricardo fight? You never you know, did that I, in training I, or in any other like small time fight. That was the first time ever.
7: Yeah, that I was like, hey, you know, I try at the, at the ending of the fights, I try to I try to try to uh, throw down for like the last ten seconds, but I never really made it known. You know, I try to stay there and be like, oh, ten seconds, might just swing. You know, see what happens. But that last fight, uh, Ricardo, was, Ricardo, like if you watch, he taunted me like three times, and I was thinking, like in my mind, like. What the hell you taunting me? You know, if you want it, you can get it. And, you know, I decided to just stand my ground, you know, so it was crazy. Wow. It's amazing how it's actually become a thing. Now, explain something
2: to me. How has the UFC in Hawaii not become a thing yet? With your success and so many others coming up, Courtney Casey just won a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I yeah. feel like they can legitimately put on a card at this point, Hawaii versus the world. I feel like you can have like a 10 deep <laughs> card of Hawaii fighters, Hawaiian fighters against international fighters. How has this not happened yet?
7: I don't know, you know. Um, I I talked to Dana White to him a while ago about it, and the only way they said they want to come to Hawaii if it's huge and uh, the arena that we have at uh, in Hawaii, the big stadium that 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 uh, the Pro Bowl and stuff come down. It, it's an open stadium, and they keep saying that the rain and stuff and whatever, but they want to come down when when uh, for a big event, for a huge event. They said so. We see what happens, you know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I can get my title shot in New York, you know, hopefully mm. pull it off and win, and then, uh, you know, take defend a belt at home, you know, that'd be, uh, I think that'd be pretty crazy.
2: Is that part of the motivation? Like, do you feel like you need to be the champion to bring
7: the UFC to Hawaii? Oh, yeah. Uh- Hell yeah, you know, hell yeah, you know, look at Stipe, you know, that, that guy just wins That's the belt true. and then they do a damn <laughs> event for him in Cleveland. <laughs> the hell is going on in Cleveland? You know, shout out to LeBron James then, but come on, man. You know, I agree, it's, I uh, agree, by the way. Come to Hawaii. People want to come to Hawaii. Everybody wants to sure.
2: come to Hawaii. Shit. I agree. Um, do you feel like life has changed? Like now when you're going around your town, are you getting noticed a lot more?
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, way more, you know, way more. And, uh, uh, just going going around anywhere you know going to the mall getting stopped and whatever it's super cool you know it's uh it's just uh showing that uh the hard work is paying off you know you, I, I go out there i train hard and i go out there i fight hard and uh you know and a lot of time and a lot of my time and a lot of time i gotta take away from my family sacrifice so yeah. it's just it's just a relief like damn it, it's working you know i'm doing something right you know so it, it, it's super cool how old is your son at this point uh, my son is four years old. Does He He turns five in January.
2: Well, happy birthday. or Well, sort of early birthday to him. But um, does he get a kick out of seeing people recognize you and ask for pictures? Does he understand kind of what's going on?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not going <laughs> to believe that guy. He either <laughs> wants to be in the picture or he tells me to stop taking pictures. So if he's not in the picture, he shows he a little fit and he's like – dad stop taking pictures I said stop and then if he's in the picture he's all smiles and shocking and whatever so he he, he loves it you know he just got I gotta make sure I gotta tell him hey get in the picture so he doesn't complain about it
2: wow he feels left out he wants a piece of that action too
7: yeah, I guess so. A smart man, I guess. <laughs> um,
2: you're, like I said, your last fight was against Ricardo Lamas, and now here we have the legend BJ Penn fighting Ricardo Lamas. We were talking on this show uh, a couple weeks ago. I feel like I don't, I don't like this fight for BJ. I feel like it's a little too soon to have him come back against someone like Lamas. You've been in there with Lamas. How do you feel about the fight?
7: Um, you know, I feel MMA, MMA is wild, you know, and uh, and uh, motivated BJ Penn is uh, <laughs> is a scary dude, so. Yeah. We see what happens, you know. Uh, uh, Ricardo ain't no slouch, you know. He's yeah. number, he's number four in the world for a reason, you know. So, but then, you know, uh, BJ ain't no slouch either. So he's a legend. So we see what happens, you know. I think it should be a fun fight. It's just who, uh, who can get their game plan first, you know. It's if if Ricardo can, uh, you know, I think Ricardo's probably gonna try and stick and move on on BJ and you know and and uh you know kind of try and take him down and stay in BJ's guard, but. And then you know of course BJ probably wants to get on top we see the most uh most damage he does when he's on top and he takes someone back from there so I just think it's just who gets the game plan off first you know we see what happens Who's your pick? Uh, you know I you know hopefully uh, we got to stick I got to stick with the Hawaiian you know right. so we can get this uh U- this UFC Hawaii uh train rolling
2: Oh okay all right all right So so you got to okay you can't even though maybe you're you're picking with your heart right
7: uh, yeah yeah
2: all right sure fair enough Uh, (laughs) i like that very much um okay so when do we think that we're going to hear something here
7: um hopefully this week you know it's uh i'm i'm waiting i I, hopefully we can hear something this week it's a one week past since the actually this is going to be a second week going on with the whole conor mcgregor nate diaz fight so hopefully conor make up his mind soon you know because uh everyone's waiting on conor i guess i guess so you know what's new (laughs) What's, what do you you know, so, <laughs> does that piss you off? So we see what I'm, No, I I don't care. You know, I I have no I have no I have no uh I can't I can't let that affect me because I can I have no control over that sure. situation. You know sure, so sure. it's uh it's, I'm not gonna be pissed off but be I'll be crying about nothing. That's that's really really stupid. So I I ain't, I ain't being pissed off.
2: But fair to say you're not gonna accept any fight, right? I mean you want the top guys. Um if it's on a belt.
7: I I yeah, I wanna fight, you know. Well we see we see what happens. I just wanna fight. You okay, know? if you see right. comes comes at me with a fight, I'm gonna fight. You know, that's just at the end of the day. If if you don't believe you're the best in the world, then why the hell are you doing this shit? You know, if I I think I can beat anybody in the world and to prove it, you gotta fight everybody. You know, I'm not picking and choosing, I'm not cherry picking out here, you know, or or being like, No, I don't wanna fight that guy when they call me. When they call me, they get the same answer. Yes. You know, just <sighs> tell us the date, tell us the time, we'll be ready. By the way, what's the Brody's? The Brodies is my YouTube channel Oh check look at my you YouTube The Brodies Yeah YouTube Twitch Yeah I'm here my boy Me and my boy Birdie Bird My friend uh, He takes pictures and stuff And whatever And he does videos for me Sometimes here and there So go check him out And you don't, you're not into Twitch But you can watch uh, You can watch my gaming Some of my gaming clips I got it up there It's All funny
2: right. And you're doing commentary right?
7: Oh, i'm talking yeah. yeah yeah this is how twitch looks twitch looks just like this and then the big is my game and i can talk and i talk shit to whatever all right my madden one is the best one lately i've been uh we gotta put up a madden one actually but i've been losing my shits over madden man fucking madden gods i i, I want to see you and uh,
2: dj talking crap to each other while playing is that online somewhere
7: Oh yeah, that was, that's on our Twitch. I, I, okay. I'll have, my, I, I have my boy uh, po- post one up on the stuff and I'll let you know. It's, uh, it's funny, I won one round and I gave DJ the most shit talking ever because you gotta <laughs> win two rounds. Okay. And I won one round and I was talking shit to him. I was saying, yeah boy, just fucking swearing at him and doing all kinds of shit. He was, he was laughing, it was funny. And then he yeah, DJ you. is a good time playing. Yeah, we fight, he with my ass. So it is what it is. though. That's his game. He can have his, have his game.
2: Look at you, a man of many interests. I love it. All right, well, uh, best of luck to you in getting that big fight. I hope you do get to fight in New York. It seems like uh, everyone wants to fight on that card, and who can blame them? What a, what, a, what a scene that will be November 12th. I appreciate you coming on relatively early over there in Hawaii, Max. All the best to you, and congrats on, on all the success thus far. It's great to see
7: no, thank you for having, me, man. You have a great one. All right, there he is. Max
2: Holloway joining us from Waianae in Hawaii from his uh, amazing setup over there. Wow, unbelievable stuff. Uh, certainly deserving of a big fight. And you'd have to think that if uh, if, if, Connor fights, if Connor fights Aldo next, he needs a big fight. If Connor doesn't fight Aldo, he's got to fight Aldo, right? You would think we'll see. Uh, Interesting times at 145 pounds, especially with Anthony Pettis dropping down. All right, let's move along now. The big news of last week, no doubt about it. Rory McDonald signing with Bellator. You recall on this program back in March, uh, Rory kind of broke the news that he was going to fight out his contract, test the waters. He has done that and he decided to sign with Bellator. How fascinating is this? A sign of the times he is now joining us on the phone. Rory, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Congratulations on the big news, Rory. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us as well. Um, so when, when you were on the show back in March and, and you were kind of, uh, maybe for lack of a better word, venting and, 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 and saying what was going on behind the scenes, did you know already that you were about to fight your last UFC fight?
8: No, no, I was pretty like, uh, I was pretty transparent about the whole thing. Um. I knew that we were going to go into a tough negotiation period, but uh, I didn't know that UFC wasn't going to master me, but I had my, I had my doubts, you know, about the whole thing. But at, this, at the end of the day, I, I really didn't know which way it was going to go.
2: When you fought against Wonderboy in Ottawa, did you feel the pressure of becoming a free agent? Did that affect you at all?
8: No. Uh, I was excited about the whole thing because... It was about it. Was time that I I get, you know, I get paid, and I knew what I was worth. Win or lose, I know I bring a lot to the table. I'm one of the youngest and brightest uh, fighters in in the division, and uh, I really don't think that I've even reached my potential. There's a long, there's a long way, a long road ahead in my career, and uh, I really don't even think that I've shown uh, shown anything yet. I think there's a, a lot ahead of me. A lot of people are going to get excited in the next few years, I think.
2: Um so after that fight, how soon afterwards did you start you and your management team start talking to people, testing the waters, like how quickly did you get into the process? Right away. Right away. Immediately. Um yeah. Did you receive any kind of offer initially from the UFC? Yeah, yeah, I mean,
8: they they had an offer, we counter-offered, counter-offered, you know, there was a I think it went back and forth a few times, but at the end of the day, Bellator stepped up.
2: Was that where you wanted to go? Or would you have been happy going back to the UFC?
8: You know what? UFC's done a lot for me. And I'll never, I'm not going to be one of those guys that that shits all over them and say they're doing this, they're doing this. Yeah, they've done a lot for my career without them. I wouldn't be where I am on this uh, on the bargaining uh, side of things. You know, they put me in the position to do this, to build my career. They've given me many opportunities, so I would have been happy to go back with them. But at the same time, I also believe in the promoters and the company at Bellator. I believe I believe in what they're doing, building a strong roster, and you know, I have a lot of faith in them in the direction they're going in in our sport.
2: When you met with Scott Coker and members of his team a couple of weeks ago, before they offered you a deal, before anything was signed, what was your impression of them? What, like, what did you like about them?
8: They're straight-up guys. They're easy to talk to. They're approachable. And they have their ears open. Not just, they don't just have their plans, and they, they tell the fighters to just do what they want, you know? They want, they want to hear what the fighters want to do. They want to be creative do something new. They don't want to just push their agenda, so to say. They want to, uh, they want to listen and, uh, you know, be uh, partners almost, you know, do mm. this together and build something unique. So, you know, it's been, it's been, even though it's new, it's already been awesome. I've talked to the, the head guys over at Bellator and Spike in one day, more than I have in a whole seven years with the UFC. Wow. You know, so...
2: Was that something that you wanted? You wanted a closer relationship with your promoter?
8: Well, I mean, I think that, that, I think that only benefits everybody. Yeah. I think, you know, when, it, when you guys can work together, put, put your heads together and come up with something really special for the fans, I think people could really appreciate that.
2: When they offered you uh, the deal, did the UFC say no or not match right away? Or was there a back and forth? How did that play out?
8: The offer that I'm under currently, I'm, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure anyway, that it was just a straight up, we can't match that offer. But there was some back and forth leading mm-hmm. up to it. But uh,
1: uh,
8: I mean, that was, that's my manager's side of things. He was the one in the, in the talks and, you know, doing the negotiations. That's a, I, wasn't in, I wasn't a part of that.
2: And once you got the word that, you know, they're not going to match and that you're headed to Bellator, what, what were you thinking? Because, it's, you know, you came into the UFC as a kid and there been so many great moments there, ups and downs, fought for the ball. Like, what were the emotions that you started to feel once it sunk in that you're leaving and now going somewhere new?
8: You know what? I was very excited. At the same time, I had the butterflies, you know? Like, you know, this is a big a big career choice, you know? So, you know I. I really had to feel very strongly about my move, and I did, I do, and I, I did, you know? So, I was nervous, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I, I think I made the right choice.
2: How much did the the new UFC, so to speak, the Reebok deal, all this stuff come into play as far as your your decision is concerned?
1: You
8: know, I, 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 I spoke about this at the press conference at Bellator, and I, I think I have to clarify yeah. something because i think a lot of people took it the wrong way okay i think i, I i'm sponsored by reebok and i appreciate everything they've done for me you know they, they do a lot for me on a daily basis and they've actually been great and they actually want to come into the sport and make a positive a positive effect and you know what they came in with not much time to work putting together uh you know, uh, you know the the stuff that they got going on in the cage right now. But I think in the long run, they have a, they have their, their mind in the right place. You know, they want to do good things for the sport, and be a part of it for a long time. And I appreciate that. I just think the UFC went about it in the wrong way. They they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't really think of the fighters. I don't think, even though they I think they say they're trying to. Make it out like they are. There was no discussion. It was just, it was just, okay, this is happening and deal with it kind of thing, you know? And that's, that's not, that's not very respectful. I don't think that was a very good move. I don't appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I don't think it really played the biggest factor in my decision. It was more the numbers. And the respect they get on a daily basis um, the opportunities on the horizon that those who believe in giving me and working with me building my my brand and uh, you know making money and making good fights and, and you know making a great promotion
2: by the way are you hitting pads as you're talking to us on the phone or is that someone else
8: uh, it's, uh, it's other people oh man someone else is on
2: I would have given you major props for that. That would have been a first for us, hitting pads and speaking. Um, so you mentioned that you were sponsored by Reebok. Is that going to continue? How does that work now that you've left the UFC?
8: Sorry, say that again?
2: How does it work? Because you had, you had your own deal with Reebok, right? How does that work now that you've left the UFC? Uh, Are they still going to sponsor I guess,
8: you? I hope so. I guess uh, I guess we'll see. I, you know, I still think that they have a great opportunity because of all the things that I'm going to be doing outside of the cage with Bellator and a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, shows and, and good promotion. I think, I think, uh, they could reap the benefits of that as well. Not just re- reaching, uh, the UFC market, but I mean, that's a discussion I have to have with them.
2: Okay. You haven't had that discussion yet. No. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you've allowed yourself to think this way, but I know that you you kind of look at the sport from um, a larger perspective at times. Do you feel like historically this is a significant move? This can help others jump. Like, are you trying to when you talk about you know not speaking to the fighters about the Reebok deal? Do you want all fighters would you prefer would you would you would you suggest to all fighters to fight out their contract to test the waters to do this sort of thing so that free agency really becomes you know a real thing in MMA as opposed to how it's been in the past do you think that that's better for the sport that this move kind of moves things along in that direction
8: You know I think every every fighter has a unique position you know in their career and I think like like any business move, you have to have the right strategy going in. So every, everybody's got a unique situation and I think they have to analyze their own. Um, for me, in my, the position I was in, it was, it was a smart move. I can't say that for everybody at, at uh, you know, everybody's in the different stages of their career. So, you know, build your brand. You know, get make a name for yourself, have good fights, put performances on, and maybe uh you know and maybe test it out, but I do not I d I don't I don't I can't speak for everybody.
2: If the likes of Benson Henderson didn't sign with Bellator first, do you think you would have not considered them as seriously? Uh
8: like if if they weren't uh if they didn't have the the brand like they didn't uh well, you know, some people Put made the name up in the
2: UFC? Well, no, like some people have made the jump before, you know, UFC. You're obviously not the first to go from the UFC to Bellator, but if you were the first, like do you think it's a little less daunting now that others have done it?
8: I think that I was I, I'm I'm the one that's grabbed the most attention for it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. What do you think?
2: No, I think it's very significant. Uh, I, I think it's 100% significant. I was just saying, if you were to be... It's different to, it, There's a difference between grabbing the most attention and being the first. Do you get what I'm saying?
8: Yeah. Um, I think that there's, there's also... Uh, the tide is turning a little bit. People are more aware. They see the opportunity where there was no opportunity before. So.
2: That's all. Uh, did you reach out to anyone who fights for Bellator to get their take on what it's like to, to work over there? No. No? Wow. Interesting. Because they don't have a lot of Canadian... I mean, there's. is there anyone at TriStar these days who fights for Francis? Bellator? Francis, Francis Carmon. That's right. Yeah. You didn't ask him?
8: Yeah. Uh, well, I believe we're managed under the same people, so I had a, my management had a pretty good idea. And plus, I mean, I, I met with the people and I've seen the product, you know, so... I didn't really have too much to ask.
2: Right, um, and was there any other promotion that kind of came at you strong that you were considering as well?
8: Bellator uh, and UFC were my, uh, my my top choices.
2: Okay, you didn't want to consider anywhere else because I heard there were others that really wanted to sign you as well.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think I think ONE FC took a crack at it, but it, it wasn't. Uh, they weren't in the ballpark.
2: Do you leave the UFC a little disappointed that you never were champion? Does that bother you? Do you think that, like, that will eat at you inside? Sorry, say that again? The fact that you never won the UFC belt, you were so close, but you didn't get it. Does does that bother you? Like, do you you feel like that will eat at you inside? Do you leave disappointed?
8: Yeah, but like I was saying, I'm young. Yeah. There's a long journey ahead of me. I got another 10, 15 years ahead of me in this game. Uh, I think people have seen me for a long time at the top getting a lot of attention. So they think that I'm old school and I'm on my way out, but they're going to be very surprised when they see me down the road in 10 years, still, still at the top of the game, you know, mm. but, uh, to answer your question, am I, am I disappointed about, you know, leaving the UFC and not having the bell? Yeah, I am. And, you know, actually I just, actually something right before we got on this conversation, something very, uh, interesting came up to me, uh, we're going to have to see where it goes, but it has something to do with that. my title fight with Robbie. Some very interesting information that came about. What? What are you talking about? Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens with that. I, I don't really want to speak out too loud about it, but something that uh, really grabbed uh, my attention, and I think uh, a lot of people are going to be very interested to hear about this, if it, it actually is true. Uh, I have to do my research, but... Uh, Uh, could be a very potential, potentially a very big thing. Whoa. It pisses me off, and it pisses me right off to hear about it, to be honest, because I feel very, I feel robbed. But, uh, you know, I came in, I I, I worked hard for that fight. I fought my heart out, and, you know, I left everything in there. I left my soul, and, uh, you know, I really poured everything out there. I came in honest, uh, and I always have, my entire career, I don't, I don't play with no dirty drugs, any uh, performance enhancers. That's something I don't believe in morally. Um, you know, I always believed in myself that if I worked hard, I trained hard, I, I worked my martial arts techniques, I could get to the top and I could be the best in the world. So the fact that whatever happened in there, if this is true, it pisses me right off to my core.
2: So, I mean, obviously, you you, you you may have heard that he... Are you implying that you heard that he failed the drug test or something like that? Is that what you're saying? Some te-
8: uh, some test results uh, uh, came out four times higher than the limit.
2: For that fight or for his last fight? My fight with him. But how, how does this come I, I out now? He's fought, like tw- I, he's fought twice like since. I said,
8: yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, it could be bullshit.
2: Okay.
1: But,
8: I mean... We have to we have to look into it. That's why I don't want to just okay. I don't want to start pointing fingers or anything, but uh I mean it definitely uh you know, look at look at their team's history, look at that team's history, you know? It yeah. it, it makes me very suspicious. But I, don't, I I mean I can't uh I can't go out and start saying for sure without without making uh my research and making sure that all this is true.
2: Um good source? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, so I, I'm sure. I, I guess that kind of adds to the the question about not winning the belt. How many fights have you signed for? Can you tell us that? Six. Six. Okay. Um, and is this is this like collectively this? I mean, I feel like okay. Let me ask you this: Why can't I ask you? Why is it taboo for me to ask you how much you're getting paid? When in every other sport, it's it's. I know how much LeBron James is making, Carmelo Anthony, every other athlete. But why is it taboo in in fighting?
8: Well, you know what? I think the details of the contract are confidential. Okay. Because it t- takes a lot of creativity and work on our behalf to come up with this kind of a deal, you know, and. I don't think you do uh, understand exactly how much every other athlete is making because there's a lot of undisclosed purses and things like that and deals and sports deals that you don't hear about. And I think that is, it's proper that it's confidential, you
2: know? Okay, fair enough. Um, when you were on the show in March, you said you want to get paid fine. Like you have a family now, you've put in a lot of work, you've taken damage. You want to get paid what you're worth. Do you feel like now you're getting paid what you're worth?
8: Yeah, I do. I feel very happy with what, with uh, what we what we have.
2: Were you worried at all that you weren't going to get paid what you're worth, and that you were going to be forced to walk away?
8: No, I was very confident.
2: Even even after how the fight went in June, you didn't feel like you hurt your 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 negotiation power, your leverage, anything like that.
8: No, because of what I've done. I mean, I think people realize that everybody has their bad nights in this game, but. Uh, and I and that I have uh, many years of, of great potential, so I think people realize uh, in the long run my stock is going up.
2: Hmm. Um. So, initially, I was told that you're you're targeting a, a sort of January debut, but I think on Friday you said maybe the summer time you're targeting. So, so yeah. when ex- Why? Why? Why one year away?
8: I want to make sure my nose is completely healed. I didn't do that last year after the Robbie fight. I just kind of was too hungry to get back in there and start punching people and getting into sparring matches and stuff. Um, I didn't go about it smart, you know. Huh. So this time I got to take the proper. I don't know if it'll be summer, but it's. I really have to. I have to be smart about it, and, and I have to lay off sparring. You know. Yeah. I'm Really going to tone that down in my career in general because. I mean, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old, sparring full grown men, you know? So I've done thousands upon thousands of rounds. So I really just got to cool that down at this point in my career.
2: How is your nose now?
8: Feels great. I mean, actually it was really, if you look at the pictures before the Steven fight, it was crooked. Steven actually straightened it out for <laughs> me. So thank you, thank you Steven.
2: <laughs> what went wrong there in your opinion? Like why couldn't you figure him out in that fight?
8: Uh, you know, I, I, I think, I think it wasn't a fact of not figuring them out. I think I just got stuck in a rhythm with the way I was training and I didn't adapt to a style that I, I feel that was more, that was myself. You know, I've been so, for so many years, I've been trying to learn this, trying to learn that and be so unique every single time. But from now on, I'm going in with the, you know, how I was in my early career. Like I have a, I have a certain style that, that, fits, that fits me, you know? A pressure, a system that, you know, that works with my, my body and, and, my, and my mind and stuff. So that, that intensity and that pressure and, and uh, you know, I'm going to be working on those skills rather than developing, uh, you know, a brand new set of skills every time I step in the fight. Mm. Even though it, it, has, it has boosted my, my skill set majorly, but I also have to be true to myself and, and be true to the fighter that I am, you know? I think, uh, I think you're going to see a, a more consistent uh, fighter.
2: Uh, for a guy who was saying that maybe he wanted a little more love, uh, what was it like on Friday when it felt like you were sort of the bell of the ball and everyone's excited about you, your first day at school, kind of? Like, what kind of reception did you get and, uh, and how much did you enjoy it?
8: I thought it was awesome. Everybody was really nice and you know welcoming all the fighters. Um, you know, every it, it, it was different. You go over there and everyone's like, "Welcome to the family." Yeah, and I felt like that. You know, it feels uh, feels like uh, just warmer. A better vibe comes off of them. You know, it uh, it, it almost feels like uh, how it how it used to be. I guess I, I don't know how how I could say that, but like. There's a bit of that old school fight show vibe that's going on, you know, like doesn't feel, doesn't feel quite what I've been used to at the the UFC for the last, you know, two, three years.
2: And you get the big reception, the big introduction with the Canadian flag, which was pretty damn awesome. And you hint that, uh, you, you are curious or you're interested in fighting at 185 as well. That's on the radar.
8: Ariel? Yes. Hey, sorry. My Bluetooth cut out.
2: Oh, no problem. I was just, I was okay. just asking, is 185, a uh, like an immediate option for you? Cause you hinted at that in the, in the interview on television.
8: Oh, 100%. My, you know, my plans for Bellator, my, my, uh, you know, my recent plans or whatever, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to fight for that 170 pound belt. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take that off Korshkov or whoever you say his name and, uh, and then I'm going up to 185, and I'm taking that too. Damn, I'm uh, I'm very focused on this. I want to be a two division champion. I wanna I want to do their tournaments. I want to do the whole
2: thing. So it's gonna be an exciting time. Have you been told that your first fight will be for the belt? No. Okay, but that's what you'd like. You feel like you deserve that. Yeah, it's gonna happen though. Okay, um, let's on end on this, Rory. Um, you're your first loss in the UFC was to Carlos Condit in Vancouver. And I couldn't help but kind of feel like there was some, I don't know, it was just kind of strange how on the weekend that you signed with Bellator, there is Carlos Condit fighting in Vancouver, losing and now kind of questioning Mm -hmm. his career. I'm wondering if you saw that and what your emotions were seeing that because I know how much you wanted to get that fight against them, the rematch and never got it. What did you think when you saw all of that?
8: Yeah, could you imagine if we had the rematch there in Vancouver? It would have been pretty cool, huh? Yes, it would have been great. <laughs> I thought that would have been awesome, but uh, no, I I knew that 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 fight was going to be um, dangerous on both sides. Damien's one of those guys that he can really, you know, he could put anybody away in the division. I, I believe I'm I'm the only uh, only one year that really uh, stuck it to him. So I'm not. I, I don't know. Am
2: I wrong there? Uh, he has two losses at 170, but I think that's a fair—that's okay. a fair assessment. And also, by the who, way, who his beat him? his last loss was to you. Yeah, uh, Jake Shields beat him. Jake Shields <laughs> beat him, And him and Tyrone. Yes, that's oh, right. Oh,
8: Jake, Jake Shields beat him. That's right. It was a close fight.
2: It was a close fight. Your fight was a lot more one-sided. That. Yeah. Okay. I remember that fight. Well, yeah. You know,
8: Damien's one of those guys. He can make you look really bad fast you know he's a very uh unique style to adapt to you actually uh you have to do some tricky things to to stay away from his strengths
2: did you feel for carlos seeing him sort of talk about the end i
8: didn't actually see his interview but you know i I can only imagine especially after his loss as Bobby, i did see how he was speaking after and he seemed like he might be at the end of his his career you know he's, he keeps he keeps questioning whether he should still be doing this and, you know I, I have a lot of respect for for carlos um he taught me uh one of the most important lessons in my career a very humbling experience and you know uh i just i wish him all the best i think i still think he's a very dangerous fighter in the division um but uh with, uh, with this game, you, uh, you can only do it if your, your heart is in it and your, your, you know, your, your mind is in it because it, it takes everything to be at the top of this game.
1: Hmm.
2: Uh, well, I wish you the best, Rory. Uh, what, what exciting news this is for you and your family. Congratulations on signing with Bellator. Um, hopefully they'll bring more events to Canada. I know a lot of your fans are uh, wanting that.
8: 100%. 100% we're coming to Canada. and like I was, I was tweeting yesterday, the, these shows are going to be big okay we're not it's not gonna be uh you know this is gonna be uh a, a legit show you're gonna go there and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an experience you're gonna be talking about it on the car ride home and the next day and oh wow, that was an amazing show. I can't wait for the next one and uh I could guarantee you i'm gonna be putting on a strong fight game when I come out there for bellator this is uh i'm gonna be dropping people like flies out there i mean coming forward and bringing the action, Uh, without a doubt, people are going to be going crazy.
2: Wow. Rejuvenated Rory McDonald. I like it very much. I I could sense the the, the ambition and the the confidence in your voice. It's great to hear. Uh, Thank you so much, Rory. Congratulations. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it very Mm -hmm. much.
8: All right, thanks, Ariel. See you
2: later. There he is, Rory McDonald. How about that? Wow, you can feel it in his voice, right? There's nothing like a fired-up Rory McDonald. Um, okay, congratulations to him. Let's move along. Uh, the UFC train rolls along on Saturday. They are in Hamburg, and the main event is one that we have been talking about for over a decade. It's Andre Arlovsky against Josh Barnett. Main event, how about this? Old-school fans love this. Josh Barnett joining us right now via the magic of Skype. I do believe there he is. Josh, how are you?
9: <laughs> Hello, Arial. Uh, ich bin uh, Hamburg, Deutschland. Oh, wow. Do you speak German? Yeah, no. No. In fact, uh, what little German I can remember from high school, I, it gets overtaken by the urge to speak Japanese to German people. And in this day and age, I don't think it would go over as well. Ah, World War II jokes. Oh, yes,
2: yes. Okay, let's stay away from, uh, away from that. Um, before I actually start the interview, I want to tell everyone, pay close attention to this conversation with Josh, because afterwards, New York Rick is going to ask you a trivia question. The first person to get it right, based off of what Josh says in this interview, is going to get a signed DVD copy of Never Back Down, No Surrender, right? That's the, There it is. There it is. Yeah.
9: You know, and, and I won't even. I will actually pull out the liner. Oh my! Sign it, you know. Well, I mean, this is the way to do it. This yes, is, this is like the legit. The certificate. Who knows? I mean, yeah. You could. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have it notarized, <laughs> uh, and uh, I'll file file the form, the triplicate. It'll it'll be absolutely official.
2: Holy moly! Just did and it on the uh, air.
9: yeah, and you know what. You, I just uh, completely devalued your DVD for nothing.
2: No, this is great. I think it just no. shot up. Completely uh,
9: free of charge.
2: I think that uh, our man, New York Rick, is going to rig the competition because he told me he's a massive fan of this franchise. He sort of marked out is when it? I told him, yes, yeah, so um, we'll see what it, happens.
9: Into teenage coming-of-age <laughs> stories, I see. Uh, in and around fighting. Right. <laughs> well, this one doesn't really have that because we're all grown-ass men and it's rated R. There's boobs oh. and swearing. Okay. And... Uh, the like, there so it is. I hope it doesn't hurt his uh delicate sensibilities.
2: Uh, okay, so stay tuned for that. Pay close attention now. You are in Hamburg, when did you get there?
9: Uh, I got here Friday. Friday, I
2: how has it been yeah. thus far? How have the German people received uh,
9: you? Uh, yeah, geil. <laughs>
2: You play the part very well, if I if I may say.
9: Oh, you don't you don't say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be a little German there. It could be a little German in you.
2: Do you, you have recalling. any German ancestry in your in your uh, in
9: what, your? Do you yes, ha- I do. You do. Yeah.
2: yeah. Who? Which part of your family tree is German?
9: Uh, mainly my dad's side, but uh, my mother's side has some as well.
2: Has this been something on the bucket list to fight in Germany?
9: <laughs> I mean, I'll pretty much fight anywhere uh, if, if the pay is right. I'll show up in your uh, in your car park <laughs> okay. in Toronto. You know, the hell with it. But okay. uh, um, coming to Germany, I, I've always wanted to spend time in Western Europe, and I've always wanted to do Northern Europe, Germany, uh, Scandinavian countries, uh, just. To get, a, to get a glimpse of, of the area, the people, the culture. And I hadn't had a chance to do that yet. So to be able to come over here and all I have to do is beat up Andre Arlovsky, well, wow, it's a dream come true.
2: True or false, you will actually be repping Germany on your fight kit this Saturday. Is that true?
9: It is true. Um, they had, uh, one, they've got a really cool-looking flag. <laughs> yes. An awesome people on it. Uh, and two... Uh, it also has to do, and not only is it because, uh, I have, uh, a lot of German blood in my veins, but, uh, um, you know, the color scheme works out a whole lot better too. I know that they're starting to personalize things to a degree, but, uh, you know, coming from a guy that used to make all of his own stuff, yeah. um, you know, this Reebok thing, as much as I, you know, I, I've actually found no issue with, with the gear and, and working with the people, um, you know. I designed everything to fit me to be the colors I want them to be, everything the way I want it. So to, to lose that bit of individualism has been a bit of a struggle.
2: Does it Does it feel like a piece of you kind of dies when you can't put your personal touch on things?
9: <laughs> uh, if there was any soul left, maybe. <laughs>
2: now if if this were pro wrestling is this kind of like if it were yes uh it, it, is this like your version of the cheap pop to go with the the local flag it I, is a cheap
9: pop <laughs> I'll, I'll, i will totally own up to it yes <laughs> okay. it's a cheap pop but i do have at least i have ties to it you know fair enough uh bloodlines in, in any case um but uh and you know we all the germans they loved odin too they are basically all the same same god structures as as, as sweden and norway and and the likes in Denmark, right? Um, but uh, uh, you know, it's not like showing up in Philly and just wearing a, a Flyers jersey as you walk out to the ring. Now that's that's a real cheap pop, right? This is a somewhat cheap pop,
2: subtle. And he's he's European, so you're kind of trying. I, I wonder who will be the you know the baby face. Who will be the? I mean, you're always the baby face in my eyes, even though you kind of <laughs> moved away from that yeah. that uh, moniker. Um,
9: how Germans and Belarusians get on? Sure, could be that that they they'll they'll uh, they're like, well, we spend all the same money, so that makes us buddies. Or uh, <laughs> although I don't actually, I, I don't even know if Belarus is in the EU. But uh, and if and if it's not, what is a Belarusian form of currency? Chicken feet? I don't
2: know. Wow, but, this is all stuff that uh, we didn't expect to be talking about. But this is why we love speaking to you.
9: Um. So. We'll see. You know, I mean, come come weigh-ins, I guess that'll give me a bit of a a glimpse. But, you know, I can say that I'm already feeling a bit of the European uh, notion and culture kind of uh, ingraining itself in my person.
2: Okay. What do you mean?
9: Yeah. So, today, I went to the sauna here at the hotel, and it is European. Uh, and I don't even, I don't, not even just talking about the bathroom, but the rest of it. So, uh, you go out there, you, uh, you strip down naked and you've got your saunas, your wet saunas, your dry saunas, all pretty typical. Yeah. But it's nude coed.
2: Oh, so yeah. <laughs> wow. How many people were there?
9: Uh, you know, surprisingly the, the fact that they even let me in at all is, is incredible one that anyone bothered to get into the sauna with me, even better still.
2: <laughs> Why can't you go in there?
9: Uh, you know, I don't like to get into legal discussions. Okay, uh,
2: all right, fair enough. On,
9: on air, all well, right. my lawyer has advised me to to uh, to to not speak about this. But nonetheless, um, it was a very relaxing time had by all, I imagine. <laughs> I remembered to hydrate afterwards. You know, we got two girls on this card, too. And if they're going to be... I'm going to assume they're staying in the same hotel as us. Yes. And all these fighters are going to be cutting weight. So I just can't wait we to don't see how that goes. You don't
2: have to strip down, right? I mean, it's kind of optional. No, you don't
9: have to. I sure. don't think there's anybody, you know, forcing you at uh, <laughs> at schnitzel point. But uh, they're not threatening you with a really obnoxious-looking sausage sure, to sure. do so. Uh, but uh, nonetheless... I don't know, even still, uh, even still, if there's people, let's say the girls are in uh, bikinis, right? And there's just a bunch of Germans just running around, you know, just flopping everywhere left and right. Right, right, right. You know, a good 75 year old, that'd be good motivation to cut some weight, get Uh, out of there as soon as possible.
2: Now, where are we at mentally going into this fight? I I like to take the temperature here because I watched this Battle Lines show that the UFC put out, which I thought was nicely produced. It wasn't a lot of like yelling and screaming. It was just kind of chill and it it gave us great insight into where you're at and where Andre is at. Um, But it did focus a lot on you know your age and how long you've been in the UFC and him as well. Where where are we at mentally as far as your career is concerned going into this fight? Well,
9: first off, I want to know how are you taking the temperature here? Because that's really important. Uh, information. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> you know, if we're talking in the armpit, that's cool. Even just, you know, forehead of the hand of the back of the hand of the forehead, I'm all right with that. But if we want to get more intimate,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know.
9: Uh, I mean, you are my manager. That's right. But, uh, that's right. I think I would prefer the uh, the hand of a certified, fair enough, technician. Fair enough. At least somebody that went to like some. DeVry Institute sure. and got an x-ray lab technician degree. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Because uh, you know with their irradiated hands, they got to be clean. My mental state is as good as it's been. I actually asked for this fight because uh, I'm not the only old geezer on this thing. You know, Andre, he's just as old as I am, essentially. Uh, and the fact that he's been knocked out like 12 times means he's probably even older yet. Mm. Uh, I'm aiming to make it 13, um, uh, but, uh, the, the camp went fantastically well. Uh, I'm sorry that there wasn't as much yelling and screaming as you must be used to no, in no, terms of UFC, uh, pre-fight footage. I'm good. Uh, I've not watched a lot of these, but, uh, you know, that was my original motivation was I, I was asking the line producer, I'm like, Shoot, how much yelling and screaming do you need for this? <laughs> I don't want any. I want to make sure that my core market isn't disappointed. <laughs> so, uh, I liked it. You were uh, doing laundry. A,
2: it was great. It, it got yeah, me really it, fired up was, to watch a fight.
9: <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, um, I had a great camp. It went really fantastic. Um, I brought in Tony Nelson, uh, who's who's been one of my students and training partners for a, a few of these camps now, as well as uh, Joel Sherritt, who I've been working with. I usually ha- go to... When he was at the Air Force Academy, I'd head out there. Or I'd go to the Naval Academy. Now He's a head coach of the wrestling team there. But I managed to, to pry him away, to come out to California for a little bit and work with me. Uh, I've got Jamal Abdullah, who I've actually been... I've spent time with for the past few years as well. Uh, and Eric Hammer, as always. So, uh, the... It was just more of a matter of getting a bit more time with some of these guys and... Uh, I, know, I, I feel great. The mind feels fresh. Uh, Love in the German air. Yeah.
2: Is it annoying when people ask you about the state of your career? How many fights you have left? What's going on? Are you thinking about retirement? Is this an annoying question?
9: Is that's, this your way of asking that question without no. actually asking? No,
2: you. it's not. But I just feel like after the Rothwell fight, you went on Twitter and things, and this, you know, like it, this is something that is discussed. The fight game, you know, Carlos Condit is talking about it. We had Rashad. This is a part of the game, right? As you know, and sometimes yeah. fighters stick around too long. Sometimes they leave early. You know, it's just it's always a fascinating part of the game. And I know you're a student of the game, well, so I'm curious how you.
9: I, I I have yeah. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be at this. Uh, because I've been doing it for 20 years. So, uh, I mean, I had a, one of the days I was in the gym, just, uh, getting a little cardio work in, what have you. And this, this kid comes up to me, uh, I'm going to assume Russian, but I know he could be from any number of Eastern European countries. So no offense if he's watching, (laughs) uh, he comes up to me and he goes, uh, oh man, uh, could I, I like to? I really like to shake your hand. It's really great to meet you, man. I remember watching you fight all, way back in the day. I, I was just a little kid. It was like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look thirty-five, but mm. uh, you know, I guess it's just the facial hair. Uh, it's just to, that to hit home that yeah, I've been doing this that long. There are people that were children. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and I, I've said it jokingly before but it is a truth that there are people that didn't even know what the hell the ufc was when i was fighting in it and now they're in the ufc yeah so uh, uh i've seen at least probably two heading on three generations of fighters come and go
2: other than getting paid and that's a great motivation what what motivates you now to do this to continue doing this
9: um honestly just to keep Having the opportunity to come on the MMA Hour and talk to you, Ariel, I feel like there's not a whole lot at, at which a man can be motivated to even get out of bed in the morning, but knowing <laughs> yes. that that light at the end of the tunnel, that 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 luminescent glow from the screen on the other side of the Skype session, it just, <laughs> it does something. You know, it's, it hits you really deep, like almost to the prostate deep. Oh, wow. But Somewhere in, in between. See, I feel like, I
2: feel like this has been just what the doctor ordered for you because the word on the street is there like, yeah, you're in fight mode. You're getting all, you know, serious and, you know, you're, you're focused. And now here you are talking to me. I feel like I've brightened your spirits up a little bit.
9: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's safe to say that. I think that you're you're a little bit of a ray of sunshine in my life.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. It must
9: that. be all the, all the shine off of that gel. Just.
2: I know. Look at this thing. I've been sitting here for two and a half hours. <laughs>
9: um, in, in any case, uh, yeah, I'm dead serious, man. I I can't wait to get out there and fight. This is just a eh, as the time ticks down, it seems to just be uh, taking forever. It, it mm. seems like as if every day was the last day, and just the same as before. But uh, I do know that you know, fight time is around the corner, so. All things are going as scheduled.
2: How would you assess right now Andre Arlovsky's skills? Where's he at in your opinion?
9: I don't know. I really don't. Uh, he's done so much over so long of a career, uh, and everybody has witnessed his talent time and, and time again. But I'd like to think that um, he, wherever, whatever he possesses now is not going to be good enough. Hmm. and. Uh, and to say that whatever he had then was never going to be good enough, but I have to go out there and uh, and implement my will upon him. But knowing how tough Andrei Arlovsky is meant that I had to I had to train incredibly hard. I had to keep a lot of I had to keep a lot of things in mind while I'm training to perfect my approach towards this fight because he is not someone to take lightly, and he isn't anybody to. To, uh, to underestimate um, so I have ultimate faith in what I've done and who I am and what I possess to go into that cage. Hmm. But uh, knowing that, um, it's it doesn't diminish the fact of how dangerous an opponent Andre Arlovsky is. you know he's coming off of two losses. but like people often say, it's like the, the cornered animal.
2: I still feel you win a couple, you're right. Like the heavyweight division is so unpredictable that you're still very much in that title chase. Do you even think about the title anymore?
9: No. I just hmm. think about winning. Yeah. Winning is really all that matters. Yeah. Uh I I don't need to chase titles because I've fought in so many title fights and so many title fight level matches that if if somebody thinks that I need to to give them a reason to to give me a shot at any belt in the world, then, you know, clearly they don't, they don't know what they're talking about as far as MMA. So, um, you know, I'm ready for, I'm ready to fight anybody with any belt anywhere in the world. And this fight could be a title fight in the UFC. It could be a title fight anywhere. Hmm. Uh, it just so happens that it's not, but it is the main event. And I'm hoping that Andre is a much nicer guy than Roy Nelson. Uh And if I happen to be winning, um, he actually lets me like finish him or something yes. so that we don't have to keep fighting out there because, to be perfectly honest, he's a heavyweight, too. So I don't know why the hell he would want to go 25 minutes if he didn't have to.
2: That's true. That's true. Very, that's very inconsiderate on uh, Roy's part. Um, does, Wasn't it, though? Wasn't it? <laughs> part of the reason why you like this fight because it's sort of a throwback fight, because he represents an earlier period in the sport. You know, you know what I mean? Like I feel like you're one who appreciates that sort of thing and it's not it's this is something that I've been building. So it kinda that 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 adds a layer of intrigue to the fight. Is that is that why you like it so much?
9: The way I introduced this fight to the to the fan base out there was that this is UFC versus Pride.
2: Yeah.
9: He was the UFC hotshot while we were over in Pride. So uh this is one of those matchups that people would have wanted to have seen back in the day that never happened. So um by having us get in there now i know it's a bit it's a bit after the fact at this point and technically we are both ufc fighters uh not to mention the fact i was a ufc fighter uh before being a pride fighter but uh you know our ascent in the mma world started at the same time you know he was on the same card as i was in ufc 28 in atlantic city um at the trump taj mahal um here we are come full circle and i want to get in the ring with them i want to challenge this guy that, that used to be considered unstoppable um as simple as that
2: what do we have planned for fight week open workouts can you give us a taste no no germans watch this so anyone who attends will not i know.
9: have no idea if we even have an
2: open workout get the f out of here josh barnett part of a fight week no open workout what the hell is going on
9: have well, they... I'm not. Yeah, I, none of this is in my hands. By the way, I don't plan this stuff out. If if, I mean, if it it's... was my fight week, you know, it would be a completely different thing. I mean, I'm sure we'd have like a gi- a great big blut, and we'd have a big feasting and you know, all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know, we'd stomp around fires listening to yeah, uh, that'd be great. Oh, you know, satanic black metal, it'd be great. But uh, that's not what's going to happen. And I did see, however. A great fighter that he is, Carlos Condit, stealing my gimmick oh, yes. and trying to pro wrestle up the uh, the open workout. Yeah, yeah, Come on now, you didn't like that. No, yeah, but that's okay. Um, my gimmicks have been stolen for years by people in the UFC. This, the cleaning the blood off and licking it, all that. You think you think BJ came up with that? No. You know, I got in trouble over that. In fact, I mean, in a way, I mean, I got a talking to. Sort of. I mean, Dana went into, went to the press at the time, and people were completely uh, aghast at me <laughs> licking blood off of my fingers and, and gloves. And uh, and there, and he he, was, he said, "I don't know if that's the kind of thing we really want." In the UFC, it's, bit, it's gruesome, and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I am a I'm I'm an inspiration to people even in how they want to screw around in their open workouts.
2: Well, I hope that they rectify that. Hopefully they, uh, they do something because
9: rectify, rectify it. I'm barely newer. (laughs) Never (laughs) Um, all
2: right. Uh, we will, uh, we, we will hope that they do something because it's not a Josh Barnett fight. If there's no open workout, there's gotta be something.
9: Well, uh, given the opportunity, I will be okay. sure.
2: To, Maybe a uh, run-in in the sauna with the naked people or something. Camera, just have your, have Leland, you know, break out the, the camera phone. Let's get something going on here, right? Well,
9: yeah, I mean, we got the, I'm doing uh, stuff with GoPro now oh. as a content creator. So, for for sure, I've got like four of them I and mean, we could get it from pretty much every angle at this point.
2: Okay, I want that.
9: Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's probably a YouTube channel, or not YouTube. There's probably a a website for that kind of thing, Ariel. I'm sure you can find your fix.
2: I will look into it. For now, I will let you go, Josh thank you very much uh, Gutentag? is that uh, is that German I don't know
9: uh, this is uh, you could just say choose
2: okay there you go you know better than me uh, I wish you the best my man uh, a pleasure as always to catch up with you thank you for the signed DVD we'll be putting that out there yes. in a second uh, appreciate that and we'll be watching this Saturday afternoon here in the United States uh, live on Fight Pass it's Josh Barnett versus Andrei Alofsky and worth noting a very very good card the return of Alexander Gustafsson hasn't fought in around 11 months uh, Alira Latifi against Ryan Bader. I mean, there is a lot to like on this card. So do check Nick that Dalby. out. Yes, Nick Dalby. He's a
9: great, he's a great prospect. Denmark. I love watching the karate action of Nick Dalby.
2: Yes, Denmark's own. Uh, so we appreciate yeah. it and we'll be watching. Thank you, Josh. All the best to you. See you. There he is. Josh Barnett stopping by live from Hamburg, Germany. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've got some guests in-house. First, we're going to be joined in studio by the reigning, defending... Bellator Lightweight Champion Michael Chandler is here. After that, we'll be joined by Luke Rockhold. How about this? This is incredible. This show is flying by, but we've got much more show to go. So in a minute, we are going to reconfigure this bad boy. We are going to be joined by Michael Chandler in studio. While we do that, here are a couple old school clips for you. First, uh, the first time I ever spoke to Josh Barnett and Andre Arlovsky was at the Affliction One Media Day. That was when Arlovsky uttered, the now famous or infamous House Taste My Pee" line. Uh, I also spoke to Barnett that day as well, so I thought we'd look back at July of 2008 when I spoke to them for the first time. Watch that. You almost forgot, and then we're back in studio right here on the MMA Hour with Tour Lightweight Champion Michael Chandler. Ariel Hawani for MMARated.com, being joined by the Babyface Assassin, Josh Barnett. Josh, uh, there was some trash talking going on with other fighters at the press conference. What was that all
9: about? That's not trash talking. That's just that's just folks, you know, having to deal with you know denial of the, of the truth of it. I, the thing is, is that most people don't get into trash talking situations with me because I'll just tear them up. If they want to play dozens, they want to talk about jokes. I got jokes, so I'm not worried about that. It's just uh, you know they're just they should be happy that they had something to say other than. I thank Affliction, I'm glad to be here, it's going to be a great fight, thank you everybody. Well, in all seriousness, do you feel that you were put too low on the card? I don't give a damn. As long as people are going to pay to see me fight, I know this. and. They could put me at the top or they could put me first of the night. First of the night's kind of nice because then you get to beat the hell out of somebody and then just sit back, drink your pina coladas, and watch the rest of the the fireworks all go down. But, uh, you know, it's not a status thing for me. I mean, to hell with that. I'm a main event guy, and everyone's going to see that when I fight. You know, a lot of people
2: have always wanted to see you fight Fedor Emelianenko, and uh, Tom Intensio, the VP of Affliction Entertainment, has said this is kind of like a tournament situation where the winners will advance to another show, possibly in October.
9: Do you think if you win, you'll get that shot against Fedor finally? I have no idea. I haven't really thought any, anything about it. You know, the only thing that matters to me is beating Pedro because he's the only one that's trying to knock me out that night. Fedor Fedor's not going to jump me from behind. In fact, if anything, I'll probably get him at after my after-party and we'll get a little tipsy over at Ember. Can you invite me to the after-party? Go ahead and
2: swing on by. Um, I, I thought I was going to get like, VIP love. It's tight space. All right, well, let's talk about Pedro first off. Um, I mean, this is a guy that you lost to in, in a fight that I'm sure you thought you were going to win. Everything was going in your favor, and then a, a flash knockout, so to speak. How long have you, I mean, since that night, several years ago, have you been dying to get this chance again?
9: I wake up in a cold sweat, screaming at the top of my lungs. Pedro! It haunts me. Ah, really seven years ago if anything I just like I tell all my other fighters uh... <laughs> Good or bad, if you go out there and you compete, there's going to be something you can take away from that that's going to help you become a better fighter. So I took away, don't get knocked out, and and that works for me.
2: And how about fighting in the United States? Because you've only fought twice in uh, the last few years or so. Any difference in terms of preparation and all that that you're, you know, kind of in your backyard here? I know you're not from the California area, but it's a shorter flight than going to Japan.
9: Well, actually, I've been staying down here in uh, florton so you might as well just add me to the OC's list of fighters down here. But. Uh, you know, the only thing about the difference here is I got less paperwork to deal with in, in Japan and and it's just a little easier to deal to do everything. But a fight's a fight. I'm here to go. I'm licensed. I'm ready to smash and be, the thing about the ring is it just it could happen anywhere. It's it's international. That ring is my nation. So wherever that's at, it's where I'm fighting. All right, well, just promise me this.
2: If you do you know, win on Saturday night and your star blows up here again in the United States, just stick with the pro wrestling, all right, because I love that.
9: <laughs> that's not going anywhere. This is pro wrestling. When I go out there and fight Pedro, that's pro wrestling. When I go over to IGF August 15th and take on whoever they can find to, to drudge up that's dumb enough to get in the ring with me, that's pro wrestling. Everything I do is pro wrestling. I am fighting for the entertainment of the fans. I'm going out there. I'm going to give everybody exactly what they came to see, a show, something to talk about, something to be entertained with, and uh, to, give, to do the sort of things that only I'm capable of doing. All right, well, he is uh, the
2: babyface assassin, Josh Barnett, and you can guarantee him one thing that uh, there will be some form of entertainment on Saturday night. Josh, best of luck to you. Thanks, Ariel. Hawani for MMARated.com, being joined by Andre the Pitbull Arlovski. Andre, Saturday night, you against Big Ben Rothwell. How are you feeling just a couple of days out?
10: I'm very excited, and I'm ready for the fight.
2: How has uh, life after the UFC been treating you so far?
10: You know what? I not even think about because I was busy with my training, and I can tell you after July 19th.
2: <laughs> Do you feel different? I mean, you know, in the last year you fought against uh, Jake O'Brien. They put you on the undercard. Now you're being, you know, put here one of the top dogs, one of the big draws on the on the card. Do you feel loved more now?
10: Be honest, it's not really matter for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in a pay-per-view or not, but yeah, of course, I'm very excited. And uh, I fought for UFC almost eight years. It's, it's, it was a tough decision for me, but now I'm with Affliction and move on. and I'm I'm cool. Uh,
2: Big Ben Rothwell is a guy who uh, you know blew through the heavyweight division in the IFL. Now he's coming over and fighting a top ten, you know, fighter such as yourself. Do you think that maybe uh, his 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 record was a little padded there because of some of the competition he faced in the IFL?
10: We will have an answer on July 19th. But I can tell you, he's a tough guy. He's strong. He's he's he, he's good striker, and I I trained for this fight really hard and. Uh, found out who's born on July 19th
2: you talk about that training you've enlisted the help of Freddie Roach the the world famous boxing trainer I, th- I, I give you much props for that because I think it's a long time coming that an MMA fighter goes into the boxing world and gets some help with striking how has it been working with Freddie thus far
1: it,
10: it was it was it was very exciting, I spent three weeks in LA and um he, he helps me a lot, but I'm still trained with my boxing coach in, in Chicago, Mike Garcia, and I have great, great team, great, great trainers, so I, I'm, I'm happy. He'll be in your corner,
2: right, on Saturday? He will. And we've heard some rumors that you're going to be uh, going into the world of boxing, but then we heard that it's not for sure yet, it's September 13th. Are you, in fact, going to be trying your hand at the sport of boxing?
10: You no, know, guys, first, thing first, first of all, I have to fight on July 19th, and we'll find out after.
2: But it's something you're thinking about? We'll see. Okay, i got to ask you this final question, though, because there was a lot of talk online. I'm sure you know about it. Tim Sylvia and your former ex-girlfriend. What was up with all that stuff?
10: You know what I'm not interested in? and It's, it's his business. And I, If he did something with him, I just want to ask you, hey, Tim House, taste my pee, 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 okay? All right. We'll talk about Tim Sylvia. It was a little soap
2: opera right? I don't care. All right. Well, strong words from Andre Arlovsky. Clearly,
10: your mind is focused on Saturday night. Absolutely. Best Thanks of luck so to you. my fight. And then uh, July 19th, again, man, Russell. Well, we may be seeing the return of the pit bull on Saturday.
2: Best of luck to you and continued success. Thank you. All right. How about that? Blast from the past. MMARated.com. Andrey Josh Barnett. That's back in 2008. Great stuff there. Okay. Now let's move along. Here we are in studio with royalty, Bellator royalty, the reigning defending Bellator lightweight champion, Michael Chandler in the house. How about this? Wow. This is, this is great. This is something. You've been on the show many times before, but never in studio. What's it like? It's actually is this the really the culmination cool. of your it's career? It's
11: actually really cool. I guarantee that there's a lot of MMA fighters who have not seen this setup. Yeah. I mean, when we walk through here. You know, it was, it was just, it
2: was cool. You were kind of like, wow, I finally made it I really after know, all absolutely, these absolutely. years. This, this was that the breakout belt, moment right spike. here. Forget the belts. Yeah, Dave forget and the Busters. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a
11: breakout moment. Um, what
2: are you doing here in New York?
11: We are, I'm here with uh, Luke Rockhold yep. and Robbie Lawler. We are shooting um, Adidas Combat Sports op- at Church Street Boxing. Just got done. Still a little bit sweaty. Okay. You were working out? Ever. Yeah. I mean, we're doing all kinds of shots, hitting bags, and they have a lot of cool new gear coming out. A lot of new shirts and okay. shorts and rash guards and and spandex pants and obviously Adidas is one of those brands that's been around it's one of the most iconic brands in the world mm-hmm. but now they are they've been for the last year or two moving in that combat to sports direction yep. and uh lots of cool gear lots of cool apparel um, so it's cool. It's cool to be a part of it, and we're just uh, sh- shooting a big old photo shoot.
2: So you're sponsored by them now.
11: Yes. Is this new? Um, no, I've been with them for about a year. Okay. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's me and Luke, Robbie, uh, Chris Algieri, yeah, boxer. That's right. Um, Clark Gracie, who's a BJJ guy, and uh, a couple other guys. So
2: now you cool. get the. Se- I mean, you you don't have to concern yourself with this, but the whole Reebok thing affects mm-hmm. the UFC fighters. Adidas and Reebok are part of the same family. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I didn't. Owned by the same parent company. Okay. But do they have anything, as far as you're concerned, to do with each other? I, Is not that I gear? know.
11: Not that I know of. Okay. Um. I mean, it's it's different, you know. I mean, all of these different licensing deals and, and all that kind of stuff. It's different, I money. Mean, it's it's great gear. Um, I use all the the shin guards and the you the, use it the, in training. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a you know it's a sponsorship thing, but I, I yeah. actually do prefer. That. I mean, it's it's a good it's good gear. So, um, you know, I didn't know that about the parent company, but it's cool to obviously in Bellator you can have whatever sponsors you want as long That's as right. they're not vulgar. The old school stuff that guys used to wear. Yes. Um, and it's cool to be to see even two UFC guys who. Obviously, they are, there's a lot of restrictions put on them when it comes to fight week and it comes to their fight shorts and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, with our management, um, you know, we've been able to get a great partnership with them and it's a great company. Obviously, it's one of the, like I said, one of the most iconic brands in the world. Yep. So it's it's a cool
1: deal.
2: Nothing against Reebok, but it is good to see some brands, especially blue chip ones like uh, Adidas still sticking around and sponsoring those guys, sponsoring all fighters, I I like that very much. So you just came back from the OC. Yep. You were there. You were mm-hmm. front and center. You were all over the place. Now, let me ask <laughs> you this. The weigh-in's happening. As a fighter, right? As a fighter, how do you feel about being there front and center, holding the belt? Did you kind of, like, if I'm being honest, I felt like that wasn't the place for it. Yeah, you know, I mean, at, at the end Benson of the day. And Pitbull facing off. Absolutely. I get what they're yeah. doing, but don't you want to respect what's about to happen, too?
11: Absolutely. You know, and, that's, and that was one of the things. They wanted to bring me out for the weigh-ins, and, and I was cool with it. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, we do fight. Every single fight to get towards that belt. You yep, know? yep. So, um, I have the belt, and these guys have to had to had to win that fight to fight for it. So, yeah. I was I was told to be out there. I Did you feel up. weird
2: about it? You know, I mean,
11: I I think if I was in their shoes, you know, I, you know, Pitbull's talking all this trash about yeah. killing me and taking off my head, and then Benson's talking about getting the title shot and this and that. But I didn't expect them to really. I guess acknowledge me there. I mean, they can't focus on me. They can't focus on the belt because you got to, both of them had a tough fight in front of yeah. them as we saw. And, um, you know, it was, it was an interesting situation but, you know, at the end of the day I, I wasn't too far away and uh, so I, I made it close and I up the <laughs> belt and showed them what, shown them what they uh, have a shot at possibly.
2: Considering what happened between, and I love that Michael oh. took this... Oh, uh, this is I keep that close to me, yeah. just in case you, you, you I get You found it. Valid, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> that it was here, and you found it. Among I thought you all were the- messing with no, me. No, I swear. This
11: Benson Henderson doll right here, yeah. so I, I'm get, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling I'm there it pumped is. up. I'm ready. He's staring at me. So,
2: Consider, you You're not fighting Pitbull. You're fighting mm-hmm. Benson. Yes, sir. Considering what happened between you two uh, back in June, were there any words exchanged? Anything happened there?
11: No, and, and I think under different circumstances, I think he would have been able to... Um, Put his disgust on display, okay. but, but but like I said, he has to focus. He had to focus on that Benson Henderson fight. That's a, yeah. a very tough guy against a former UFC champion, and the only way that he will get to fight me is if he would have won that fight. And know, um, yeah, I think we can end up setting up a fight down the road because he obviously hates my guts. So why does he hate your just, gut so much?
2: What's, um, what's not to like? Allegedly,
11: <laughs> I mean, allegedly, I talked about his family. I think he took it personally. I think, I think, obviously you know, knocking out his brother pretty bad, you yeah. know, and, and and I told him I would, uh, you know, I would kill him. I mean, I, I really do think if, if I stepped in the cage with him, I would tear him limb from limb, you know, and, and that's just the confidence that I have. And he's, he's a puffed up 135 pounder. He's, he's not, he's not even a 145 pounder, yeah. you know, in my opinion, he's five foot two and a half. And it's, you know, I don't know, but, uh, I don't know. It, it, I think that fight will probably eventually happen, but I think he, he thought I'd talked about his family, and I think it, in his mind that thought yeah, that meant like wife and kids and grandma and, gra- grandma and grandparents and that kind of stuff, but obviously Jeez. just the just the pitbull brothers.
2: Considering you say that he's a puffed-up 135er, he was fighting a guy who in his last fight was fighting for the 170-pound title. Do you think he bit off more than he could chew And Do you believe that that may have led to the injury? It was pretty gruesome.
11: No, you know, I think the human body is, I mean – when it comes to the way that our bodies are made, I don't think there's much of a difference between the bone density of a one thirty-five or one forty-five or one seventy-pounder. So I don't think the I don't think the leg break actually had much to do with the the size difference necessarily. Okay. You know, I think it was a it was a badly timed kick that a at a, a well blocked kick, um, but I think he definitely bit off more than he could chew in that fight. Even though. I mean, if, if that fight keeps going yeah. the way it was going, I mean, I, I don't think Benson was winning the fight. Yeah, because right I thought now.
2: he lost the first.
11: Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he was he was very inactive. You know,
2: I think. Uh, what do you make of that? Do you think he was gun shy after what happened in the last fight? Possibly didn't you know? seem like himself.
11: Right. True, but I, I will say, I mean, the the only way that. I think Benson loses that fight is possibly getting clipped with a really bad right hand. You know, a big right hand because Pitbull has power. So I think implementing that game plan of pushing Pitbull, like chasing Pitbull around the cage and putting Pitbull up, cocked and ready on that back foot, ready to ready to throw that right hand. He was putting himself in harm's way. Um, but... I think he, it was cool to see Benson actually be the aggressor I think he took the he took the backseat against Kreshkov and Kreshkov crushed him mm. you know and Kreshkov's a 6 foot 2 170 pound legitimate welterweight and you know we're going to see with Warren McDonald coming over I don't know if they fight next or what happens but we're going to see how good Kreshkov is I think you know I, I not to sit over here and toot the bell to him but that guy in particular I think he's a tough fighter I think the fighter that we saw Ben, uh, ben Askren dismantle and make him look like you know a little child yeah. is not the same Koreshkov off, um, especially against the guy who will stand and trade with him. So yeah, he's a very, very tough guy and we'll see.
2: Okay. So you were there front row when they introduced Rory. Yes, sir. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because you're kind of one of these OG Bellator guys mm-hmm. now. It's crazy that the organization has been around so long that there can be such a thing Yeah, right to see a rory mcdonald come out with the canadian flags the red carpet and all this this is you know and this is a year where benson comes over matt matreon comes over mm-hmm. now rory which you can make the case is the biggest one yet for sure what are you thinking i think it's great you know i uh you know i don't know
11: the details obviously i didn't even know he was going to get it announced that night but okay uh, you know i think like, like he said there on the broadcast he, he made he was made an offer that he could not refuse and that nobody could match and that's kind of the trend, you know. You're, you're seeing that now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I there's I, there's pros and cons of, of both organizations. I'm sure. I, I can not attest to to the UFC fighting in the UFC. Um, but you know, he he seems like he he made the right decision for himself. And uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. You know, the, the good thing for me is I think that's a fight that I could have in my future. I, I would definitely step up to 170 and and, and make wow. that fight happen. I want the biggest fights that Bellator has to offer, and I think Benson Henderson next. I still have unfinished business with Josh Thompson. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting at one ninety right now, so I'm not wouldn't be too tiny of a, wow. of a welterweight, you know? That's Whether it be for the for the belt or not for the belt. I mean, I want big fights, I want exciting fights, and I want fights that fans are gonna put their eyeballs on.
2: So before I ask you about Josh, um, as you know free agency has become a big thing this year, mm-hmm. Rory, the latest example, but you decided not to test free agency. Yeah. Why?
11: Uh very similar to uh to Rory, I I I think when you're made offers that are, that are tough to, to refuse, it's man with me, I'm, I'm in a unique situation cause I'm not just a Bellator guy. I am a guy who has one of the biggest trilogies in the sport staring me, you know, breathing down my neck. I, yeah. that fight with Eddie Alvarez is going to happen. I don't know if it happens in Bellator. I don't know if it happens the UFC. I don't know if it happens in world series of fighting or if it happens in his backyard in Phil, <laughs> it's going to happen. That trilogy is going to happen. And that's something that people want to see. Um, so it, I'm in that unique situation. And then you have, you know, you got, you got that Conor McGregor fight and you got those those big, big, big fights. But for me, man, I, I'm, I've been with the company now for a long time, six years, and they've taken care of me. I've taken care of them. I've helped build the, build the company. Here I am champion again. I'm about to, I think, dismantle one of the biggest names that we have in Vincent Henderson to get another big fight against Josh. And the fights are getting bigger. And, and you can see that happening. And at the end, of the end of the day, I'm still just 30 years old. I just now have hit my prime through my first punch in my entire life at 22 years old wow. you know so i've been in the sport for eight years yeah so i think the road that i have taken i haven't taken any damage up until i started fighting which was at 22 you know so i've only been taking damage at the last six eight years and uh you know i have a lot of a lot of time left in this sport so this this last contract i signed wasn't for the rest of my career by any means how many fights left Oh, uh, a few, a few, a few. What you uh, want to say? I don't know. I don't know. Well, why, why? I know. I know. We had this conversation. Why in baseball, yeah, basketball? Well, let's is just it's say. So I taboo? Just,
2: let's just say. I just find. I just signed a I'm deal. I'm Not asking you for the amount. No, I'm just saying the amount, of, the number of fights, not the the number, not the dollar amount. Wait, what? I'm not asking. No, Yo, you, you're asking me for the
11: number of fights.
2: Yeah, I'm not asking you for the dollars. It's, uh, it, it's more than three and less than eight. Okay. There you <laughs> go. That's good. That's a good <laughs> Okay, so so I was in Atlanta for UFC 201, and Eddie Alvarez was doing a Q and A. Okay. And someone asked him about you. I don't remember what the question was, but he and I saw that you tweeted a little bit after, and cool. you kind of took it as a compliment. Absolutely. I took it as an insult. What he was saying.
11: What? What? What did he say? He let's, was let's saying give the fans what he said. I, I, I
2: wish I wish I had the damn clip. Oh you no! Know? I
11: got! It, I got! It, I got it. He said that. You to test too Yeah. Too bad he yeah. didn't want to sign with the UFC, and we could have made some magic. Yeah. Or, or something. And. I agree with him, but at the end of the day, Eddie, freaking protect your chin. Don't, don't freaking, don't. You know, hold on to that belt. Okay. You know, at, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm 30 years old. Yeah. He's been fighting since he was 18 years old. I'm still green in the sport, right? And I'm just now hitting my stride. I'm just now hitting my full potential, and I feel like I have another four, five, six years left in the sport. A full potential, full bore ahead with with power and and speed and accuracy, and I'm getting better. So I, I at the end of the day. Man, I got a long time left in the sport to make magic. And like I said, whether it happens in this organization, that organization, or in his backyard in Philly, that fight is going to happen. So
2: I just hope he can hang on long enough to, to let it happen. So. I feel like in a weird way, you're the biggest Eddie Alvarez fan because the better Absolutely. he does, the better it makes you look. True, but I mean, at the end of the day, if I
11: can take, you know, if I can take my own pride out of it and I can just put on my fan hat, and he's 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 the kind of guy you need in this sport. You know, hmm. just the other day I was on on uh, Luke's show and we were talking about. I I think that he beats Conor McGregor nine times out of ten. You cannot ever count Conor Conor out, but Eddie's Eddie's got. I think the full package. I think he's a very very tough fighter, and you know it, it does it, it definitely selfishly does well for my career if he yeah. does well. But at the end of the day, when you have shared the cage with somebody for almost fifty minutes and beat the tar out of each other for you you and the fans' enjoyment. And you know why he fights. He fights to put food on the table for his wife and his kids. And he, you know, moved back to Philly to be with his wife and kids to to make the sacrifices to take care of the people that are most important to him. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy, you know, that says that says speaks volumes about a person. You know, so I am a fan of him. I'm a fan of his fight style. I want to fight him again. He wants to fight me. I just saw him, you know, a couple months ago at Black Zillions. It, it's a hey, what's up? How you doing? Wish you the best. Stay healthy. God bless you. Were you in the of, same gym training? Um, he came down for like I um, I don't know some kind of bachelor party or something. Okay, okay. Or, you know, And he was he was just in town for two days and, and worked out with somebody. He was there and I was hitting mitts or something. And all of a sudden he oh wow I saw him out of the corner of my eye and huh. it was, you know it was kind of like one of those what's up bro you know like yeah uh, you know, like I'm supposed to freaking hate you but yeah, actually yeah. you know it's not a big deal whatever yeah, yeah. And if I ever have to fight you again. We know what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. You know, and and that's the I don't know, that's just the confidence I have in in that
2: situation. So I believe every word you said. For some reason, I feel like you don't feel the same way about Will Brooks. Ooh. Why? What's that, the difference? difference? You shared the cage with him, man. I could,
11: I could name about five hundred different uh, things, but <laughs> but uh, Eddie is a stand up guy, and and Will's not. I I don't I don't know. I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay. I just know that I've you know in. And I'm not in a position to uh, I'm not in a position to say anything good or bad about him. Okay. You know, I, I think, you know, I've lost to the guy. I can sit here and humble myself and say I have losses on my record to that man. So anything I say can be taken out of context or can be taken as saltiness or it can be taken as, um, you know, of course I'm I'm upset at him because I lost to him. So it's it's one of those things that you don't really get into. But I think, you know, I mean he has a, he has a reputation. I have mine and you have yours and. That's Benson a, has his well, know, how do you feel about this man man you can't say a, a bad thing about him so it's uh it's tough it's tough to uh it's tough to sell a fight against a guy who you know is i, I think he's a good man i think he's a good person i think he's uh probably a great father and a great husband yeah. um when it comes to stepping into the cage i i think he can't hang with me you know i mm. think he's he's a former u f c champion did great has has wins over the the big one of the biggest names in MMA right now Nate Diaz, um, you know so does Josh Thompson so I mean it's I have I have some cool fights ahead of me um, I'm excited for November nineteenth in San Jose on Spike TV stepping in the cage against a guy that I've wanted to fight and you know for a long time you know back in 2011 12 13 when when I was the champion he was a champion in UFC so they were always talking okay Benson's yeah. number one Chandler was number three or five and who's who you know who, who's the best champion now we finally get to see it I think it's the perfect time for me. I think it's the wrong time for him. And, uh, it's going to be sweet to, uh, to step in the cage with
2: him. Now what happened with Josh? Because it seemed like that Mm -hmm. was the fight that you wanted first.
11: It is, but I think this is, this is the fight that, that has presented itself. Is he not available? I don't think so. I I told, I told the guys, I told Bellator, I want to fight Josh. You know, we have some unfinished business. I moved all the way across the country, away from my wife for nine weeks. And, uh, just for, just to get a phone call on a Friday night from Dave Martin, my manager. And, that it was one of the biggest letdowns of my life. And then I had to go back into training camp for eight more weeks and spend a whole nother two months away from my wife. You know, so it's I have some unfinished business and um he's a he's a he's a big name with some big wins over Nate Diaz and Strike Force Champion yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean that so I have some I have some big fights ahead of me and Josh will have his time. I mean he when he came over to this Organization. He talked about fighting me and he said my name and he said, I want to fight Michael Chandler. So I hope he still feels that way. And even if he doesn't feel that way, he can have half my person step into the cage. I don't care. I want that fight. You know, wow. so that's that's a that's a big fight that I want. I want the Benson fight. And like I said, I'll pack on some pounds and go up and fight Rory too. So let's do it.
2: Without naming names, do you get a lot of people reach Because since you're one of the faces of Bellator, do you get a lot of people in other organizations reach out to you and say, what's it like over there? What's it like fighting for Coker? what's it like? Do you, do you get a lot Man, of people?
11: Man, I, I have one in mind that just, that is just Always getting, hitting you just up. Getting un- no, no, but I, I, I spoke to him and, and he's, he has... Uh, you know, I, I think probably recently re-signed with with his his organization, oh, what the hell? and uh, he's getting underpaid probably. But oh. whatever. I mean, I, I I think he was asking for advice. Yeah, I mean, it happens. I mean, because at the end of the day, I think.
2: Can I take a guess who it is, or you
11: won't? No, say. don't take okay. a guess because <laughs> I probably can't do it. Right. Right. But uh, you know, I think uh, I appreciate you not. Yeah, taking okay. a guess. <laughs> like, uh,
1: uh
11: But I think uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where. I feel like I'm kind of an unapproachable guy. I'm I'm not the kind. I have I have an ego. I'm I I am confident in who I am. But at the end of the day, I love Bellator. I love what the UFC has done since 1993. I wouldn't be sitting here and being able to do what what I do without the hard work that the UFC people have put in since for the last 20 something years. But at the end of the day, we're the ones taking the punches. So at the end of the day, when it comes to Scott Coker and Dana White and that kind of stuff, do I take their side or do I take the guy? who is getting his face beat in yep. for everyone's entertainment and yep. has to scratch pennies. You know, I, I, it's cool to see the direction that, that mixed martial arts is going and we're making more money as, as fighters. And I want to see guys make more money and selfishly, I want to see more guys come on over. I, I have confidence when I signed this last deal, it wasn't just a, Oh, I'm so happy to be here. And you know, maybe you can sign a top 20 guy. I said, I want the biggest names in the sport. If I'm staying here and I'm signing for this, New contract for however many fights or however many years it is. <laughs> I I want you guys to continue to fight. Sign big guys, and then they signed Benson, and now they, f- they signed Rory, who's not in my weight class, but he's he's still a possibility. I, I I'm excited about it. So,
2: do you feel though that there's still a long way to go before you're paid what you're worth? Man, what
11: what are we worth? You know, I think it, it's tough because this this sport is still in its infancy. I mean, it's not boxing; these these boxing guys are making a ton of money. Yeah. But I mean, now you see. You know, Connor and Nate's last base yeah. purse before pay-per-view and stuff, That's it's unprecedented in numbers. So when those when that ceiling, when that glass ceiling keeps getting broke more and more and more times and that, that number keeps getting higher and higher, it should increase that pay. But at the end of the day, I am also the kind of guy who I believe that I've worked extremely hard since I was 14 years old and made all the right decisions to be where I am right now. And there's other guys who are complaining about their pay who... Would probably be teaching jiu jitsu at a school making, you know, whatever, or a car mechanic or this. And there are certain guys that should not be complaining because they are given an opportunity to be put on a platform to be able to do this kind of stuff and make a great living and provide for their family. So it's mixed martial arts is a, is a mixed bag of different people and different, um, you know, different, different personalities and whatnot. And some of us, some of us have worked to get to where we are. We've all worked extremely hard to where we are. But at the end of the day, in 20 years, 30 years, how am I going to feel? How how sharp am I going to be? H- what damage have I taken? What, you know, knees and elbows and shoulders and back and all that kind of stuff. How is all that going to feel, you know? So at the end of the day, I know I have confidence that when I lay my head at night, I'm doing what I'm what God called me to do. And I wake up and I train hard and hope for the best. So.
2: 30 years ago, a great collegiate wrestler didn't have this avenue, Absolutely right? If MMA wasn't around, if there was no UFC and it didn't, Propel these other organizations to come about. What do you think you'd be doing after your college career?
11: You know, I think um, I'm in a way different spot when it comes to just self education and 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 just where I'm at mentally than I probably would have been if I would have went right into the workforce. Or, you know, when I graduated, I, I spent a year coaching at the University of Missouri. One of the one of the most gratifying things in my life you know these 18 year old kids come in they got the whole their whole life ahead of them i'm this you know 22 year old guy just graduated from college and just wanted one more shot to throw on that black and gold singlet for coach smith you know (laughs) even to this day if i had an opportunity sometimes i feel if i had an opportunity to 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 walk away from this and be able to go wrestle one more year at mizzou you know it would it would be it would be worth it because it's college wrestling is, is, is amazing, you know? So it it was still one of the greatest experiences of my life and it wasn't college. It was, it was just the wrestling aspect of it. So, you know, I I think I would be around coaching, but you know, I I got a degree in personal finance and and I would probably be, you know, doing something along those lines, but I don't, I wouldn't be able to see myself, you know, sitting at a a desk. I'd be, you know, just get a little antsy. You know, I just took a vacation to, to Europe and I, a week and a half into it, I'm just like, ready to get back to training and and business calls and trying to figure out the future and figure out what's up. So I'm, I'm just that kind of guy. And I think I would be doing something with wrestling coaching, but not full time. And you know, something with finance or something like that, but I I feel glad that I get to do what I do.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously you're very good at it. Um, I follow you on Instagram and I, where were you? I forget where you were in uh, Europe. Where were you just... We went to London for the Bellator show. That's right. Then we, went, right. Then we went to
11: uh, Rome and Venice and Italy, and then we went to Santorini and Greece. You or, and your Santorini wife. Santorini and Athens and Greece. This yeah. was just a vacation. Just me and Bree. Yeah, that was our... That your was our wife seems trip. like a
2: very... She's a, a doctor or a nurse?
11: She's a physician assistant, so okay. it's, it's uh, a lot more autonomy than a nurse. I mean, she... And, but it's not exactly a doctor. PAs, most of the time, When you if, if you came into an ER right now and someone walked in with, with a white coat... You would most likely see a PA. PA. The way that healthcare system is going right now, physician assistants have more have just as much autonomy as a doctor. They just have to have their stuff signed off on. So my wife sees people come in decapitated, broken oh arms, my. broken legs, crazy stuff, and she saves their lives with no, quote-unquote, doctors around. Okay. They're there to fall on if, if, if need be, but, I mean, she's... She is crazy. She's she's kind of a sick individual. She she'll show me like a YouTube video and I'll almost
2: puke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff makes me a little queasy. But this is this is the utmost compliment. Oh boy, I feel (laughs) like she is not your typical fighter wife. She's, she's very straight, you know, she's, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Is,
11: you, you get what Dude, I'm saying? I'll freaking start crying right now, yeah, chill out right now, no. But I
2: mean, she. yeah, she's- I'm, I'm giving yeah. her a compliment. She no, just seems sure. like a very smart, just, I'm just looking at pictures here yeah. of you, on your Instagram, and she's like, I'm like, this is not your typical fighter wife. Yeah. What does she think of you doing this for a living?
11: Well, I mean, I think it does help that she sees literally yeah. nasty stuff coming through the ER, you know, but she had never, the the greatest thing about her is she was not an MMA fan, had never seen an MMA fight. Her and I first started talking, I had just, I had just uh, fought Akahiro Gono and, mm. um, you know, I had sent her the video and then her first fight ended up being, this is, this is actually a pretty cool story, a pretty cool road. Um, actually not for her, but, you <laughs> know, she, she came in and we start, we, we get together and, and I, she comes to my first fight against Dave Rickles knock him out in 44 seconds, jump up in the cage. And I'm like, Oh, great. You know? And she's, she's probably thinking, man, this is great. This is easy. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going to be awesome. And then the next 688 days, we did not share a win together. The next 688 yeah. that days. That was during your losing streak. That was my losing streak. So, oh my so I broke her in with a 44 second, you know, win. And then she was just with me and just, man, for 688 days through the Alvarez loss. And then the Brooks and then the Brooks, the injury before the Brooks fight lost that fight. And then, lost again to him and then changing camps and just moving all over the place. And now I'm going to leave her again for Florida. And she's just, I think, you know, all you young fighters who are looking for a woman don't, don't necessarily find someone who just supports you, but find somebody who supports themselves and they, and they're okay on their own. Yeah, Yeah, You know, I think that that's what works out so well for us is that, she she gets excited when I go to training camp, so she can focus on what she loves to do. You know, she she can focus on going to the ER. She can focus on her fitness. She can focus on her diet. She can focus on all that kind of stuff. Because when I'm around, all she wants to do is serve me. She just she's an amazing person, yeah. amazing support system. And we have cried through the losses, and we have been ecstatic through the wins. And you know, she's a when truly when you find your helpmate, your soulmate, it's a it's a cool thing. So
2: during that 688 days, did you ever think about stop fighting?
11: <laughs> no, I don't think I. I don't think I stopped, ever thought about stopping fighting. You know, I think I still, I, I still knew that, that there was a calling on my life to do great things in this sport. And man, I, I tell you, losing that first fight, you, you lose that confidence. And, mm. and, and I think that's what happened. You, you, I never could have saw myself losing a fight. You know, I was 12 and 0 with 10, 10 finishes in the, and seven of them in the first round, just running through people, and ranked top three, top five in the world, and one of them was finishing Eddie Alvarez, so it was it was hard to see how I could possibly lose. And then all of a sudden you lose, and you let that that seed of doubt get planted in your head, and that thing will just fester and it'll grow, and it, and those roots will grow strong. If if you don't chop that sucker down, dig it up, you know, um, and and that's really what happened, and, and I think. You lose a little bit of belief in yourself. You lose a little bit of belief in your your abilities. You're you're questioning your your training camp or your tre- you're questioning this. But I never questioned whether or not I should be in this sport. Um, but you know, that, that second loss to Will Brooks, man, getting, you know, TKO'd or whatever, you you think, shoot, did the wars did those wars with Eddie and the wars with this and the wars with that, did, did has that finally caught up? Do I have a chin anymore? And it, it, I absolutely do have a chin. You know, it, yeah. it was just one of those things you get caught on the button and you, you dust yourself off and you, you know, cry like a baby and pull yourself back up and get back at it. So
2: I feel like those moments make you appreciate these moments now even more, right? They do, you know, and, and it's so hard to see because I mean, at the end of the day,
11: if you, you know, if something bad happens to you, but something good comes of it, was it really a bad thing? You uh. know, that's, that's life's question and so many bad things have happened in your career so many bad (laughs) things have happened in our career but and and for a moment you can feel sorry for yourself or for a moment you can listen to the quote-unquote haters and you can you can buy into all that stuff oh chandler wasn't as good as he thought he was blah 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 blah, 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 all that kind of stuff and i did buy into it and then you know just self continued self-education is so important man and and visualization and that kind of stuff I, i graduated college in 2009 stopped learning for a couple of years. And then now I, if I'm not reading a book or reading an article or, or, um, you know, joining this group or talking to this group or, or seeking wise counsel everywhere I possibly can, I'm, I'm really doing myself a disservice. Cause just cause you're done with school, your know, traditional school doesn't mean you can't continue to learn. And, and that learning breeds confidence and that confidence breeds wins. And, you know, here I am. And I feel better at 30 years old than I ever have. So
2: you're done motivational speaking. I feel like you'd be uh, very good at that. I, I've thought about it. i uh, have that sort of vibe to you. you. get people very excited and no, I don't confident. know.
11: I don't even know what I'm saying. The time. It's <laughs> just, it's just coming out for real though. You know, you should consider it. I guess. I mean, I, I, um, I, I, am part of zig have you heard of zig ziglar i'm part of his um zig ziglar zig ziglar was the great one of the greatest motivational okay i think guys of all time and he's got so many books and so many audio tapes and that kind of stuff so i spend a lot of time listening to him a lot of time reading his book i've actually went to his Ziglar ziggler Ziegler certified um legacy course and they have a um, essentials of public speaking and that kind of stuff i think that's definitely something that's going to be in my future yeah you know i uh when i'm done fighting i i want to be able to say i did the best that i that i could with what i had and um you know i'm excited to to kind of just level with people because at the end of the day it's cool that i'm a fighter and all that kind of stuff but i'm just a human being who has gone through some ups and gone through some downs mm-hmm. and we're all just part of this one big human race you know so it's a it's an interesting it's just cool to be on be put on a platform and be able to do this kind of stuff so
2: well next for you is november 19th benson henderson title fight yes sir the shark tank yeah. sap center Yep. that main event uh yes okay man, and be.
11: then uh, Michael Venom Page versus Fern- Francisco. Gonzalez. Yes, Fernando or Francisco I think it's Fernando Fernando Gonzalez so like the f- eighth time they booked that fight he oh, keeps getting yeah, injured that's right yeah so it'll be it'll be good man anytime anytime you share you know share the same card as MVP that yes uh, and Nick obviously Taylor. they're
2: gonna stack the deck that's Coker's you know yeah. backyard yeah um so you're here with Luke Rockhold we're mm-hmm. up against the clock yes, sir. um. So we're going to say goodbye to you. Okay. But goodbye. it's been, fe- you know, because I know Luke, the way he is, he's probably I know, a I was, back there. He's like, oh, ah, yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. Where's well, my love. <laughs> Where's my airtime? Motivational stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But man, it's so great to have you in studio. Thank you what a very treat much. This has Thank been. you for having me. Oh, that my gosh. Uh, anytime, you are welcome here. All right, and well, congrats on all your success. Um, and I can't wait for this fight. It, 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 when you break it down like that, I, I forgot that you guys were champ at the same time. Exact same time. So I've been studying to fight
11: this guy, this guy right here. I hope they use that as part of
2: the I know. I. Studying
11: to fight this guy for a long time, so I mean, it's I'm not going to sit here and say I know him like the back of my hand, but I pretty much know him like the back of my hand. And damn, it, and I think back when he was champion in the UFC, he would have had a better chance of beating me, and now not so much. So I'm just excited to go out there get a finish, and hopefully Josh is next, and then Rory and Pitbull, and we got some big fights coming keep up.
2: Mentioning so. Rory by the way, it's very yeah, interesting. man.
11: I'm just keep yeah. mentioning this. He's I saw him, i us sizing him up. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. said, you know, congrats on the signing. Yep, you know, you yep. you deserve it, man. Everybody deserves a. A Bellator, you know, red panty contract, I guess. We can start calling it a Bellator red panty contract. That's
2: right. A <laughs> um, lifetime achievement award, <laughs> you so to speak. Um, exactly. But I'm very happy for you. Can't wait for that fight. Great stuff this weekend. You were all over the place getting in there, the mm-hmm. face-offs and all that. Yeah, sure. It was good. It was good. So thank You're you good. very much for coming in and uh, keep up repping that, uh, the three stripes yeah, over three, there. Yeah, three stripe Where Army, can people yeah. get that stuff?
11: Uh, it is acsgear.com. Okay. And, uh, gear, apparel, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a great company. They've Obviously, Adidas has been around since the beginning of that sports is true. so yep. um Adi Dassler Adi
2: Dassler that's the guy's name did you know that I didn't? know You that. need to look don't up. a little him, don't more. Talk. Okay, you know, son of. Uh, you could bring back. in Luke, guys. We're gonna do this uh, change on the fly, like a hockey game. Oh boy, here we go. And you bring guys will swap it up. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you very, very much, much, Mike. All the best to you and your is. family. Here comes Luke Rockhold. <laughs> oh there he gosh. is. Shut this place down. <laughs> here we we're, go. we're doing it on the fly, Luke. So just uh, welcome, jump. Welcome to the Oh, what do I got here? It's a great. Stay charged
12: on the go. Look at
2: this, Luke Rockhold. Hooking me up with a. Is this a portable battery? I believe. Yes, thank you. I could use one of those. Look at this. Uh, Mike, again, thank you very much. Safe travels. Enjoy New York City. Don't get in too much trouble. I'll tell your wife. Yeah. (laughs) I know Luke over here can be a bad influence (laughs) at times. All See you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Chandler. There he goes, the Bellator Lightweight Champion. And here comes Luke Rockhold. How about this? What's up, guys? How are you doing? This is exciting. Welcome back. I'm very sweaty, so I don't want to uh, shake your hand. Germaphobe. I am. (laughs) I like it. You're looking very California today with the shorts.
12: Casually Just got a nice workout in. We had a photo shoot and... Worked out. Are you all, here for the same morning? reason? Yeah, we have that. And then uh, I got some other stuff next week, too. I got Fashion Week. So,
2: Wait, you're staying here for a whole week? We can <laughs> hang out. We can party. Whole,
12: <laughs> I don't do that anymore.
2: You don't do that? Mm-hmm. I no. Mean, oh, that's my, my style. Wait, let me just tell the world, because this is happening on the fly. Luke Rockhold in studio now. There we go. Okay. So you were at the uh, Adidas thing, right? Yep. How are they treating you there? Uh, <clears throat> they're treating me well. A little bit different than his situation because you fight for the UFC, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Were you afraid that you were going to lose that deal once the Reebok deal came into play?
12: Uh, it just depends on what type of deal we would lose, you know. Okay. Because there, there, there was potential for a better deal. Of Has course. it
2: affected your deal at all?
12: Uh, it, it was too. It was too late to know, really. Oh, okay. They, they, they already kind of. They had knowledge of the of the deal happening and so they were still adamant about signing us and making this deal happen so it was it was cool to have so now i can double dip okay so you don't mind i i don't mind i mean i i, I like being with adidas sure i'm, I'm stoked to, to be on board with the team and uh, and see where this goes you now know what the, is the grapes grapes is our, our charging company
2: you you own this company?
12: Yeah, we have I got a How piece of that? the company.
2: Look at you. So we're doing
12: some Entrepreneur. things. We're, we're doing some things and uh you know, check us out. We have got some brand what's, new. What's that? The company? It's, it's been around for a little bit and we got uh we got a new series of of product coming out and so look for some some good things
2: from the great. Wow. Okay. Um okay, there's a lot to discuss but let's get the the big news out right out of the way, okay? Mm, right. Big news? Well, I mean, you're all over the place on <coughs> Friday. You know, I cover MMA for a living, but I can't Mm -hmm. can't ignore this stuff. Uh, Entertainment Tonight's talking about you. TMZ is talking about you. You're big news, my man. When I said that Luke Rockhold was going to be on this show, there was only (laughs) one question that was asked of me. You know what that is, right? Let me see your pinky. Where's your, where's your hand? What? Let me see what's going on over there. <laughs> smiley face about? pinkies. What's going on over there? There's
12: no smiley face. Let me see. Look at that. There's no smiley face. Oh, there it face. is.
2: <laughs> it's gone away. What's happened to you? Have you gone soft on us? No, I've gone back
12: to working out, you
2: know? Oh, okay. Things don't last. <laughs> Wait, what happened? That's it? ah. Uh. Just
12: fades so quickly, you know?
2: Wow. It's what a metaphor out, weird, for weird, life weird, weird and how love. Weird how that works. Is it, are, are we being serious right now? Uh, halfway. What happened? Wait a second. Can I just lay it out on the table? What? All these reports came out. TMZ put it out there. UFC.com put it out there, for God's sake. Somebody
12: somebody told me they heard it on ESPN. Since when is ESPN? They
2: care about these things.
12: When are they acknowledging love,
2: love? love life? Yeah. This is big. Yeah. So Luke, it said Luke Rockhold is dating Demi Lovato. Yeah. And now you're saying it's no more two days later.
12: No, I never said that. Oh, okay. I said the tattoo is no more.
2: Uh, what was that? Because you put it out there, she put it out there. You weren't in the same picture, but yeah. it seemed like there was a lot of lovey-dovey stuff going on.
12: I don't know. A the, the few of my friends have the tattoo too.
2: Oh, really? Is that true? What does this mean? Is this like the tear on someone's face? But this love version? It's just just being happy in life, you know? But it's not a real tattoo. Or is it? Does it? Does it rub off? I don't know. What is that? That's not even a smiley face. It's just like three dots. It was (laughs) okay. You went to a bad tattoo artist. It just needs. I need to get the five-year plan. Is that your first tattoo? You don't have another one that I know of.
12: I got a. I got a some couple weird tattoos.
2: Okay, where are they? Uh, If you don't mind me asking. (laughs) (laughs) I got one on my toe. Oh, on your toe. Interesting. Same spot, like underneath.
12: Uh, close. No, it's on the side. What is it? It's a mustache.
2: It was rubbed off again.
12: Interesting. Tattoos don't hold well on. Mustache on a toe, smiley
2: face on a finger. You're a strange guy.
12: I only live once, you know. That's right. You know, do. So are you off the market? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, you know, I'm not one to talk. Okay. I don't kiss and tell. That's right. I don't kiss and tell. You you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future.
2: Are you happy? I'm happy. Oh, wow. Life's good. Have you found love? In the right place.
12: <laughs> Jimmy's a nice girl. She, wow. She's got a nice heart. Big MMA fan. Big heart. Yeah, she's a big fan. Trains. Have with, you seen her train? She can, with Jay Glazer. Ripped some pads. Yeah. I was impressed. I was like, damn. You've trained with her. <clears throat> did Jay she, Glazer set this up? I, what you Please, please tell about? me no. Jay did not. Know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even here to talk about that. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not doing my job if I don't ask you. I mean, UFC.com put it out there then it makes it part of my job. Yeah. Do you feel like they're Lord, trying to capitalize? Nor can I confirm or deny. Okay, fair enough. Do you feel like they're trying to capitalize on this? Like it was weird to see UFC.com put it out, wasn't it? It, it was interesting
12: to hear all the PR team hit me up. And all of a sudden. It they, they, they was like the best thing that ever happened to their day. Like their week, it was like, <laughs> everyone like blew me up. I was like, slow down.
2: Yeah, chill all out. Right. Trying to ruin this thing for you or what? Um, what? What are you talking about? Well, I mean, they, they're trying to blow it up. You want to you be private. It's your private life
12: whatever happens you know? okay whatever is going on I don't know but who leaked it uh, yeah. I don't know do you ever see Frozen the movie I watch it all the time with my niece let it go yeah let it go you know how many views let that thing has on, on, on I, like- I sit there and I watch it it puts her to like Calms her every time. Every it's my how old to, is she? It's my go-to song. She's uh, she's almost two. Funny how that
2: works. Four hundred and seventy-eight million views on YouTube. I think that's
12: how it happens because you just sit there and it's like a calming effect. Of course, for like young Play it kids. over and, and so over, like the Lion King. That's know, right. Yeah, Circle of Life. That was the that's go-to good forever. Now you got Frozen, so you got to you know double stack.
2: Now, just curious because uh, I've seen her hang out with Chris Weidman before. Are we no longer fans of his because of that? Like, has she changed sides? Uh She's a, she was an MMA fan, and she,
12: she had met, she'd ran into Chris. Or
2: she but now she has seen the
12: nice light. She, she has seen the light.
2: Um, how's life, well, in all honesty? It's post, good. We, we've talked once, post-199. Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting back on track? Are you getting back to yourself? Are, are you over what happened in Inglewood that night? You got to get over it. You know? Yeah.
12: That, that's the sport. I, I let my guard down. I did, you know, prepared foolishly, and I put, went in there with a bad mindset, and uh, I paid for it. I'll pick myself up I'll rebuild myself like I always have and uh, I'll, I'll do what I need to do to get back on top I know what I'm capable of and so I just got to go out there and fight with the with the mindset that got me here and and, and you can't take anybody for granted that just it was it was uh it was a mistake and I, I won't make it again
2: we talked to uh, RDA at the top of the show and he said that he's noticed a lot of people treat him differently since he lost to Alvarez mm. have you noticed that as well
12: I, I feel like I've it's a matter of – you know the circle you keep yeah of course you know and I feel very comfortable in my circle everything's good of course certain certain things could be better in, in certain respects but like what I'm doing well I, I got I got I'm here next week for fashion week I've got some some big contracts that we're working up right now and what, what are you doing for fashion week I'm just meeting with some some top brands and uh and talking about some some deals we could potentially do and jump in oh. that market so as far as modeling as far as modeling yeah
2: look at you are you gonna be walking the runway? I'm about getting paid. Yeah. You wanna get paid? I'm not, I'm
12: not walking runways, but uh, I'll be I'll be at some of the shows for sure.
2: Front and center. Which brands are we talking about? Can you say or is it a secret?
12: Uh we'll keep it under the wraps, but we're talking the top top tier brands.
2: Wow. When is Fashion Week? Like
12: uh, it's gonna start I believe the seventh, the sixth, seventh. Okay. So, so are you so, gonna stay yeah. here
2: the whole time or are you gonna I'll
12: be here. I'm gonna go down and get some training. I got a charity and uh in Charlotte and I'm going to run down and get some training with Mr. Hooft huh. in, uh, down in Boca, so okay. I'm going to go hang out there for a few days and then come back and, and get to work.
2: Now you say you, you, you want to get paid, you're about getting paid. Is there more money to be made in that world than your world, or is it about double dipping? What, what are you thinking
12: I'm, I'm a fighter at heart, yeah, but I'm, I'm here to get paid, and so if'm going if there's more potential there, I'll take it, and we're talking big numbers, so really. So, I'm, I could laugh and let my body heal and, and wait for the times right to come back and fight when, when, when it makes sense.
2: Huh. Because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I've heard of what they want to do as far as the middleweight division. Yeah. And it involves the city.
12: It does involve the city.
2: It involves like sort of like a four-man tournament, if you will. Yeah. Weidman, Jacare, you, Romero. How do you feel about There's these? There's potential in that. How do you feel about these ideas?
12: I feel like let's make it worth my while.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like things have changed? since you lost to Bisping as far as the relationship with the UFC?
12: No, I have a good relationship with the UFC for sure. Uh, It's just they're always going to try to it's business. They're going to make things to their advantage, of course. Yeah. Try to take advantage of certain certain things and put you in a place and, and do what they can. It's, it's business. It's how it is. And guess what? I got my own business on the side, and I can stand my ground, too. And I can, I can take some time off,
2: you know? Mm. And I you can want make some it? money. Do you want to take time I don't,
12: off? I, don't, I prefer not to take too much oh. time off, you know? But I, I definitely want to fight. I want to get back to that title, and I want to get my shot. So uh, it's about making making the— making the right move next and, and making it worth my while. I'm not just going to go out there and put my body on the line. And, and when I can get paid that much more in this world. Yeah. 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 So if they make it worth my while, I'd love to come back. This is, this is what I love to do. I love to fight. Yeah. But it's got to make sense.
2: If the stars aligned and everything was cool, um, does November sound good to you? Like, is, is that a good time frame fighting MSG? Do you, do you like that or would you want a little more time?
12: November sounds great. Okay. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that.
2: But it has but to make sense. But at the same
12: sense. time, if I'm going to go put my body yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and put off deals in this world, yeah. it's got to make sense in my world. I mean, I, if I'm going to put down deals that are worth more than what I'm fighting for and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding a shoot or something I had I need to do, it just doesn't make sense. I'm going to go beat my body down and put my myself through hell. I love the reward at the end. Sure. But the reward's got to be worth
2: it. Have you put off deals in the past? For fighting, that you feel like, man, I shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake.
12: No, I haven't. My opportunities are have grown, and I haven't had these. They're coming now. Yeah, it's coming is, more. How, and how more did this now. start?
2: I mean, we all know that you're a drop dead gorgeous individual. I mean, there's no denying some, that. Some people approach me and, okay. and they,
12: you know, they said they could do some big things for me, and so I. I how do you enter? I dabble with that, and uh, how do you enter? It? You, you get an agent. There's a, there's a process. You get okay. an agent. And they they have steps to kind of do what they want, their, their master plan on making something happen. And, and we're, we're on our way.
2: What does the captain of AKA Daniel Cormier say about all of this? I feel like he's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> when he finds out that you're going into modeling, I don't know how he's going to react to this.
12: DC has a, he has an idea.
2: He has an idea. <laughs> what did he say? Like, I know, but in all honesty, have you talked to him about what's going on and, you know, trying to get paid more and where you're at in your career? I mean, is it fair to say that you're sort of at a crossroads now? Is this, is that an accurate statement? I wouldn't say a crossroads at all. Okay.
12: No, I'm just dabbling in a different market and supplementing and doing what I need to do. I'll fight soon, no doubt. Uh, But just, it's got to make sense.
2: No different than what he does for Fox, basically. Supplement his income, right? Just outside of the fighting world, it so happens.
12: It just, that's what you got to do these days. Yeah. Sometimes. Would you prefer not to do that? It's nice to not have to fight every day for a living. Yeah, So it's nice to d- get something a little on the lighter side, but I love fighting. I love fighting. I love getting in there and I, and I want to, but it's got...
2: You think you can make seven good. figures in this world? Like, what are we talking? I know nothing about it. Yeah. you can make Wow. Seven figures. So like these magazines that my wife gets, Vogue and things like that with these nice spreads and you're on like some boat in the water and, and, and you're not wearing much and there's some woman like this. We're talking like high end fashion stuff like that, right? Photo shoots.
12: Depends on who you're aligning yourself with.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to do any chintzy stuff.
12: Yeah, nah, we, wouldn't, we
2: wouldn't. We're talking high end. Just go big or go home. That's, how, that's how it's always been. That's with me, so. <laughs> hey, have you uh, have you thought about this in the past? Like, have you wanted to become a I, fashion model? I, it
12: hasn't been a big thought of mine. I've had some people try to mention it here and yeah. there, uh, but uh, the people who approached me had, had had big plans and big, you know. So they and, came and they to came came first. me with yeah big ideas and Interesting. so and so they they had a high aspirations and told me what they potentially could do. And so I said, Hey, let's go do
2: this. Let's do it. Uh, post one ninety nine, They approached you before. Uh, okay. Yeah. And nothing changed. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan Joban. Yeah. He's in that world. Mm-hmm. You talk to him.
12: I haven't really talked to him. I have met him once. Okay. You're not impressed with this game, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Might have similar representation.
2: Oh, is that good or bad? Cause I feel with like hi- with higher aspirations. You have the higher aspiration, (laughs) but because if they're both representing you, like how are them? Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, what is it like now that it's sort of this reality of Bisping fighting Hendo and they're doing press conferences? Do you see any of that or do you block it all out?
12: I haven't seen it. I hear a little bit here and there from friends mentioning it.
2: Does it make you sick? I just don't really. It's kind of surreal. You see the press conference and Bisping's standing there and he's about to fight my, um, Dan Henderson for the belt. Like it, does, it feels like some sort of alternate universe that we're in.
12: It feels a little weird at times. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, just Bisping doing his thing running his mouth and I, Dan's staying cool. Somebody told me about like him just saying, I'm going to make you retire. And Dan's like, I already tried to retire.
2: Yeah. He he's says like, that he's going to retire, <laughs> win or lose. Do you believe him? Yeah, I do believe Dan. Is that but, kind of crazy that they're giving him the title shot knowing that? I.
12: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was surprised. Like That might deter them from from making that choice. Yeah, but they're... But he he stood firm to what he was saying, and and they still granted him the shot. So, good for Dan.
2: You know him. You've trained with him. Yeah. Have you talked to him since this fight has been made? Yeah. I I talked to him right, like, the day before it was being made. Wow. About what? About the fight. About, like, fighting Bisping, or just about the whole weird circumstances?
12: About what they were potentially going to do because it was all up in there no one knew what What did you say about
2: on. it what did you tell him
12: i just asked him what, what was going on well oh, you reached out saying, to him no we were hanging by the pool in okay. las vegas together okay <laughs> and uh and we we're just talking like we normally do dan's a good friend of mine I yeah was like it's gonna be open it's we're not gonna lie to each other sure i'm i'm on all supportive of him and i still i'm i hope he goes out there and puts this guy to sleep will you help him prepare We'll see. We'll see. I might go down there if I have time. I'm just a little busy right now. I'm sure. bouncing all over the place. So All this stuff. Um, but I, I have. I've helped Dan many times. I've, I've gone down there and I've trained with him. I'm very comfortable there and with all the people and I know his family. And so if, if I have the opportunity, I, I'd go help him for sure.
2: Um, are you rooting for Dan not only because he's your friend, but if he wins, that means it vacates the title and sort of expedites things? Or do you want Bisping to keep the belt because then you could get the rematch for the belt? What are you thinking? I'm on both sides. I mean, yeah, it's of, kind course, of, work. of
12: course. I would love to fight Bisbee. I would love to, to be nothing the guy more. That beat him. Nothing.
2: That's the dream fight for you at this point. If you had your way, is that the number one? But, I mean, it
12: it it sounds appealing. Yeah. <laughs> like going out there and getting to to finish that one. You know, I I put him away fairly easy the first time, and I got caught the second time, and so I'd love to go solidify. You know, who the better fighter is, mm. and so that would be nice. But I'm not going to hold to it. I'm not going to hold on to that and like make that be my. My dying desire, you know, to have that fight. Uh, hmm. I hope Dan goes out there and wins. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a friend of Dan, and I don't really care if, if I get that as much. I'd rather have Dan go out there and put him to sleep. There'd be, it'd be sweet both
2: ways. Why were you talking about Anderson Silva not that long ago? Uh, it's a fight I've always wanted. It's a fight I have even I've at been. this stage. Even at this
12: stage, I think he still kept, you know, some somewhat relevant in that fight. I think he still proved he's dangerous. He went in there and hung with DC, yeah, hurt DC a little bit in the fight, and DC couldn't finish him. Huh. So uh, that's the light heavyweight champion right there. So it's damn. all shade on DC, huh? No, I'm, I'm just saying he's still tough. I'm saying
2: he's still he tough. Still he's still, tough. still out there. On three days he had a
12: controversial fight with Bisbee. That's right. That's so right. I go out there and put him away. I think that makes a big statement. It's a big And, and it's and it's a fight. He wanted, he called me out, was on, on the strike force. I tried to make it happen, but they made me fight Vitor first. And so I got set back and that. And then uh, and now the fight of course Anderson's not gonna be around for that much longer. And so a fight ask, I've
2: always wanted. Did you ask about it?
12: I, I inquired about it and, and they they want, they have other ideas, so I feel I mean, like... I didn't hear him say anything back, so...
2: I feel try, like... It, tried to push it. This is the time to make the Jacare fight, if everything makes sense financially. Th-
12: that's the fight everyone wants to see. Yeah. I, m- me and Jacare had a, had a great five-round fight, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I want to go out there, and I want to win a fight that's going to solidify my title shot. Yeah. I don't want to fight Somewhere. a guy and then have that other fight come, and then there's a question mark, who gets the title shot. That's stupid. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to go out there and put my body on the line... I'm going to go fight, and I'm going to go beat the guy so I get the shot. Right. I don't want there to be a question, who
2: gets what. Right. So, So, the scenario... So,
12: everything's got to make sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think happens?
12: I don't know. We'll see.
2: Do you think you'll fight in New York, based on where things are right now? We'll see. We'll see. Are you confident? I'd love
12: to fight in New York. I'd love to fight in New York. It's a great stage. It's a great time to come back, but I'm not going to hold to it. It's not like it's not everything to me it there will be another new york event of course i'm young i'm healthy i've got a long career ahead of me so wouldn't make sense
2: if 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 you get you know hot and heavy in this uh fashion world fighting in new york could help that right might might not maybe they don't want you to fight are these people saying don't fight because it might mess up you might get a cut or something like that
12: Okay, I've never been cut in any of my fights. I've fought the best guys in the world. <laughs> Headbutt, you know, accidental. It happened. Things
2: happened. Yeah, yeah, of course.
12: But I've, no, there's no, there's no holding back. I'm going to do what I do.
2: Okay. That hasn't been thrown out there. Like, we'd prefer if you don't fight, if we're going to get in business with you. No, no. Fight, <laughs> fight.
12: They're all for my fighting. They, they uh, believe me as a fighter and everybody else too. So. Would,
2: would it be fair to say you're putting things on pause right now as far as fighting is concerned? i'm just looking to stack some cash yeah yeah do you feel like you've been underpaid yeah 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 even as champion uh
12: i've gotten taken care of one time one
2: time (laughs) we'll see we'll
12: see yeah which time was that we've 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 made some pretty good money as champion this this year has been been pretty good damn pretty damn good year
2: but you only had one fight as champion technically
12: technically yeah so i won the belt and then i had yeah championship fight so was that the time i've, I've been i've been taking care of one of those yeah and and I, I i'm not uh completely stoked on the next
2: yeah because it changes you got pay-per-view points things change yeah we'll see it's a strange thing we'll see, with how it, all,
12: sport. We'll see how it all irons out you never know what's going to happen yeah you know we're still we're still waiting for for
2: pay-per-views oh really For one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It takes that long, I can, yeah, wow, I didn't realize it took the, as far as the numbers or the payment as as
12: far as uh as payment okay, were you at two o two i was uh at two o two yeah, I was <laughs> were you in attendance or you were in vegas it was uh i it was at my friend's a good friend of mine this bachelor party, oh, and so we actually were up at the Hyde lounge upstairs.
2: what were you guys doing what was the the main attraction of the the bachelor party? The main attraction of the bachelor party. Yeah. What'd you guys do? Like what kind of debauchery did you get involved in? I am not the one to get you in any say. kind of debauchery. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, is that uh, you do have bachelor parties? Yeah. I mean, we not good, mine. We
12: had a good time. You know, we, we, uh, we hit, hit the clubs. Yeah. Uh, Some of my friends managed Calvin Harris. We had a nice night there. Calvin yeah. Harris. What's that? Is that a club? He's a, no, he's a DJ. Okay. So, <laughs> so we went to the club. We just, we did everything that you could do in Vegas. We had, we had three of the hangover suites. Oh wow! Yeah, so, there's such a thing. Yeah. Oh, which hotel? Thing. Caesar's. Oh, look at you! Yeah. So it was pretty.
2: Piano cool. and everything. It was fun.
12: Yeah. Who do you think won the fight? Uh, Connor. I I didn't. We were up there and I'd, I I kind of lost.
2: Uh yeah. It's hard to scroll. I stopped I
12: stopped paying attention after the third because I thought it was going to be similar to the last time around and I didn't realize good, yeah. Connor came back. Then I re-engaged myself in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> you're up. So you're up there so high. So it's right, like right, I'm right. not like right there to do it. I was hanging out with a bunch of bunch of wild lunatics and so. Um. I went back and watched the fight Oh, and, and Connor, Connor took the fourth round and, and he, and he took the second round. So Nate, Nate, uh, had, had chances to finish the fight. I think he looked even closer to finishing the fight yep. than Connor did, but, uh, but you can't Connor won one, two and, and four, you know, uh, Nate's a good friend of mine and I'm all for him. i I thought it was over. I thought it was over after the third. I thought it was easy, but sure. Connor, Connor showed heart and he came back in the fourth and, and, uh, he did his thing, so that was that was his dominant round, and then he had those two knockdowns in the second. It was clearly uh, he had the first three minutes of that round too.
2: Did you see their disclosed pay? Yeah, three and two mil. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, imagine pay per views. I don't know. Yeah, what did I mean, they I mean, what I mean, did they, I mean, they was... say?
12: The early numbers on that one?
2: Oh yeah, uh, better than two hundred. Better than two hundred? Yeah. Saying, it hit saying, saying Oh, more one point two ish. That's what Dave Meltzer reported, but it's still a bit early. But that's the they're saying it's the third most ever behind uh, one hundred. One ninety six, and then two hundred two. So that means Connor and Nate have two of the three highest. Is that insane? When you
12: got a good rivalry, yeah. You know, Connor's done some amazing things in the sport. You can't can't take anything away
2: from the guy. You got a few good rivalries. At this point, what do we have? We have Weidman. We've got Jacare. We've got Bisping. That's three right there. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to fight. Trust me. (laughs) I'd
12: love it <laughs> I like them all
2: I like them all alright did you see Rory signed with Bellator I did yeah what do you think of that I'm good for him how many fights you have left on your contract
12: I have a few so I'm not going anywhere okay
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to figure you out right now you're always
12: I'm not going anywhere They're the one dabbling in the, in the modeling all, I'll hang with that and I'll, I'll stack some chips over there for a while
2: okay so one of those like tent events where i see like uh, anna wintour and stuff i'm going to see you sitting right next to her we'll see wow okay we'll see all right well once he checks his phone i think it's time to go so luke <laughs> he'll say goodbye <laughs> you've had enough A- anything else you want to say as far as the tabloids are concerned is it all bs are we off the market what can we tell these people who are tuning in today to hear from you for the first time breaking your silence on this show your yeah. favorite program
12: my favorite program, my silence. I never thought I was silent, but you're just going to have to wait and see.
2: Okay. Love is a beautiful thing. Love is love. Mm. Well, I wish you the it best. Can, it
12: can be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let it go, Luke. Let it go. Yeah. Uh, there he is, Wouldn't Luke you, Rockhold. What's that?
12: Yeah. Wouldn't you like that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. What, I don't know. Yeah. I, Syracuse, baby. Keep up on your on your set here. I haven't seen it in a while. Well, thank you. Yeah. It looks
2: nice. Do you have a round five uh, figurine?
12: Round five, figure no, I don't
2: actually. Like these guys, they never made one. Ah, uh,
12: no, they just stopped right at the time I was I was coming in.
2: Well, that's BS. Look at my guy, New York Rick. He puts a, a Vitor Belfort one up there just to piss you off. I mean, really? <laughs> Come on, man.
12: I could care less.
2: All right. Look at Brian Stann. He's looking good over there. He's Look looking, looking good over there. Got a nice haircut. Tito Ortiz got a little Carlos Condit. Did you watch the fights on Saturday? I uh, yeah, I did, yeah. What do you think of the main event, Damien May? He's something else, huh? Damien May is, is a stud. Yeah, it's unbelievable watching this guy. How mm-hmm. do people not appreciate him?
12: His he, only loss is to
2: Jake, right? At, uh, Rory. Damien. Rory, yeah, he lost to Rory too. Yeah, right? okay. UFC one seventy, I believe. Oh. Same card as uh, DC versus Pat Cummins, that historic fight.
12: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? He pieced him up on the feet, huh? Actually, he, uh,
2: Rory beat him better than Jake beat him. Like that was a more definitive win.
12: I kind of remember it now. It's coming back. Was it, that was, yeah, Damien's come back a long way. He just kind of has a different mindset now. You can see he's just. Amazing, He's yeah. not, not going to mess around with it. There's no bullshit. He's going to come he's forward. He's going for mid- the finish. every time. And he's, he's choking guys. With, he's not even on the neck. So It's amazing, right? He's very, very tough. Ta- very strong. Very, very talented. And so the, that division, I mean, he, how do you deny the guy a title shot? I think he's. How many has he won in a row? Six in a row. In a row. But Wonderboy, Wonder
2: I think he has seven, I believe. If yeah, Wonderboy's
12: Wonder there too, of course. But, you know, you, you would imagine he's next. And don't really see many people stopping him.
2: Paige Van Zandt flying switch kick. You see that? Oh, my God. the hell is that? Oh, my God. Have you ever landed one of those? I feel like you have. have you landed one against Jacare?
12: I threw a couple against Jacare. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But did you drop him?
12: No, I didn't drop him.
2: I was, he's no back rolling I, I, I
12: was wondering what was going on in that fight she kept dancing around oh, and like sh- on the outside I, I I didn't see that fight going that way I thought she would engage and try to wear her down and and uh and she was she was definitely behind and she kept throwing these weird kicks I'm like what is she amazing doing? and all of a sudden out of nowhere it's
2: pretty sweet and what do you think of Pettis at 145
12: I think he looks great
2: you do I, I, yeah. I thought he looked a little emaciated you think look at his face his yeah. ears were like sticking out. I don't know. Just fought. Be, he fought good. He fought good. But I mean, what kind of damage did he do to his body getting down to 145? I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like this whole weight cutting thing. Do away with it.
12: Yeah, it, they should just increase the weight classes. I don't know. Put don't more in there. Well, every 10 pounds, just yeah. like they
2: do in, in the lower weight class. 185,
12: yeah. 175, 165, 155, Yeah, why does it have to jump? Right. Boxing has every five pounds.
2: Like Rashad Evans going from 205 to 185 is crazy to me.
12: That's yeah. 20 pounds. I don't know. You don't see boxers do that. Yeah, I wonder how big Rashad is right now. I'm going to go down to we, Boca and train with him. Well, he just spoke to us. He's 217. Is, 217 right now? Yeah. Come
2: you weren't Rashad. listening earlier? <laughs> he was on the show. Rashad.
12: Yeah. Come on.
2: But he says let's he loses. Even, let's even this out a little bit. He loses six pounds. Maybe he's a little less. He goes to 209. So maybe he's 215. He says he, he loses six pounds when he works out, but then he gains it back by the end of the night. Do you lose six pounds when you work out? Yeah. Oh, okay. It depends. I wish I could lose six depends pounds on the workout. For sure. Um, yep. All right. Well, we will let you go. Great mm-hmm. stuff. Keep us yeah. posted on the fashion.
12: Yeah, it will be. A,
2: and thank you for this. I could use one of these. Yeah, they're great. I'm tweeting so much these days. I on the, the road, you juice. gotta
12: you gotta have a little extra juice on yourself. Great. Uh, interesting
2: to note that uh, noted anti PED user Luke Rockhold is selling juice. i have just <laughs> <laughs> hey, gotta get your grapes in. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I like the name. What does it mean, by the way? Grapes.
12: Hey, actually, actually, the resveratrol in the grapes what helps build your testosterone for real. So naturally, you got to do what you can. Look right? at you.
2: Is that is that where it comes from?
12: Resveratrol. Yeah, and red wine. Yeah oh i see i see at can help release the hormone okay overnight so you know i like it little things you have to kind of study up and know yeah you're you very keep smart up with all these cheaters
2: uh 15, <laughs> 15 hours of talk time 12 hours of internet video use 60 hours of audio playback a fully charged grapes charger provide okay i thought that was some sort yeah. of tagline
12: our next series is coming out too we're gonna have a why do you get into this capable? why not I know we had some friends and we had we had an avenue and uh, it was we'll a great cool right idea. Here. We put, we made it happen. So
2: watch the sales skyrocket after today. We'll we'll put you to the test. <laughs> this <laughs> will be very worth then, your then while.
12: We'll, then we'll, so if this happens, then we'll then we'll drop some more.
2: Okay. Some bombs on the show next time. Why wow, you were holding back? Is that what you're saying? Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> after today, you're getting a new UFC contract. You're getting a fashion deal. You and Demi are going to go run off to somewhere hopefully don't elope I, I, don't, I don't condone and uh, these are going to skyrocket <laughs> it's a pleasure Ariel. yes my hands are sweaty so I'll do that to you uh, thank you Luke we're actually going to keep the train moving along as, as you can walk out we're going to do it like this alright let's walk look at this there he goes Luke Rockhold making that walk <laughs> the walk of shame wow. those are nice shorts by the way those Adidas shorts yeah, Adidas I like those in, in all honesty thank you for coming man I appreciate it it's been a pleasure all the best with the fashion stuff there he goes Luke Rockhold the man Stopping by. Look at that. That was great. That was a lot of fun. Luke Rockhold. Michael Chandler in studio. Thank you to the guys over at uh, Adidas and Dave Martin for hooking us up. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, wanted to, I, know, I know a lot of people like to hear from New York Rick, so I wanted to have a word with him if he's around, if he's available. I'm here. Oh, there he is. Mr. New York Rick himself. Uh, did we find a winner for uh, No Surrender? Immediately, we found a winner. Who
0: won? Uh it was our friend. I will tell you his name right now. Hold on. Hold what on. was the
2: question by the way? I didn't have
0: a chance to read it. So the question was, uh what did Josh Barnett posit that the currency in Belarus was? Oh, okay. <laughs> and he the answer was chicken feet. Okay. And our friend Nate Higgins is our winner. Nate Higgins. That's correct. I feel like I've heard this name before. Uh, he's a fan of the show. He's he's tweeted before. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um and uh, so you, do you know what calvin harris is yeah he's a big dj all right come on i don't listen to, to music and i know calvin harris i mean i think he was linked to taylor swift at some point i don't know page right. confirm yeah.
2: yes taylor swift linked to taylor swift how about that so we got demi lovato we got taylor swift all kinds of luminaries. This is this is how we do on the MMA hour. Is there anything we need to touch on before we go? I know that you didn't get as much airtime. Uh, you have to understand, York Rick very disappointed today. He's like, oh, there's too many guests. There's not enough time for me. I want to talk about things. I want to show off my my latest hairdo, whatever. Very upset. I mean, that's, he was that's not, why I appreciate you doing this. He was not happy that we had some of the biggest names in the sports stopping by, begging us. To be in studio. He wanted his airtime, so I wanted to make sure I got you at least a couple of minutes. Thank you. I appreciate that. So is there anything? Yeah.
0: Maybe let's answer some questions. <laughs> let's answer two. Let's answer one. Okay, fine. One. Um, and it's the only one that's, that's really important at this point. Okay. Ma- Maya
2: or Wonder Boy? Who's oh, wow. it going to be? You're right. Uh, it's got to be, you know what? Uh, I think you got to go with Wonderboy. See, I love this thing. Everyone's like, what have you done for me lately? Wonderboy wins. Like, oh, I give him a title shot. Maya wins. Oh, I give him a title shot. It's kind of like what Max Holloway was referring to, right? It's exactly what Max Holloway was referring to. Give Wonderboy the title shot if that's what we're going to do. Uh, let GSP fight in Toronto. At this point, I guess Nick Diaz, whatever. And then let Maya wait. <laughs> that's what you say? For <laughs> GSP's return? Eh, whatever. Well, I mean,
0: like... Anybody, it, huh? Well, it's clear whatever. he's not
2: getting the title shot. So we, we could just, you know, move on from that. Um, Wonder Boy, Maya, and then there you go. Maya doesn't deserve it? More than Wonder Boy? Yeah. I feel like we already promised Wonder Boy the title shot. Like, Dana White already went out and said it. Now, not taking anything away. Yeah, Dana White says a lot of things. He does say a lot of things. Can we talk about this thing with GSP for a second? I mean, is there any more annoying storyline, if you will? Uh, Not the right words, but, you know, he continues to... It's like this game of chicken. You're not going to come back. I dare you to come back. You're never going to come back. Like, why does he keep saying this about GSP? A, doesn't GSP deserve a little more respect than that? And B, hasn't he made it crystal clear that he wants to return? Like, at this point, yes, but he's getting tested. He says he wants to come back. Like, What more does this guy have to do to actually gain your trust here on this one? Well, he keeps
0: saying he's going to come back, but I imagine the UFC hasn't gotten a fight for him yet. So, if if he if he wants to really, you know come back then you should have a fight put together saying saying i'm gonna come back you know
2: is is one thing but you don't find that his uh his responses as far as gsp's return to be a little strange i think both sides are playing it i think no i think gsp has been crystal clear i think dana white should come out and say like look we would love to have gsp back are you kidding basically what tom wright said during the post fight press conference on saturday night like it's up to george but if he wants to come back, the door is open. But we would love to have one of the greatest ever to come in.
0: Completely agree. And they keep opening the door for him. But if he wants to come back, then book book to fight somebody.
2: Well, maybe they just can't
0: figure that part out.
2: No. Then. I think this idea that he's like playing possum. No, GSP
0: is not playing possum. Yeah. Um, but he's also not. Call, who, who's he? Who's he called out? Who's he trying to fight? Bisping? That's it? Like, Who have we heard? That's a realistic
2: Woodley, fight. he said he'd fight. Bisping, he said he'd fight. He said he'd fight Nick Diaz, just last week, to our own Mark Ramondi. So, I mean, if so I'm being honest, guys. he's actually called more people out than he's ever called out in his entire career. Yeah, and so, so fight somebody. Let's, let's see well, what it. What do you mean fight somebody? They have to damn book him. Yeah, he, well, he has to sign. They have to sign. No, well, let there, There's some contract issues there, but he's put his money where his mouth is, in my opinion. No doubt he's, gone he's coming into, back. He's gone in the testing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt he's coming back. there's no question there enough um also dc not fighting rumble you got your wish no way it's gonna happen by the way what what do you mean well they're saying rumble versus john jones john jones has a lot of hurdles to get over
0: well i mean i'm not like i'm not dying to see that either as i said nothing in this division the whole
2: thing is so bizarre like the obvious fight is dc versus rumble uh, you can't talk about John Jones fights before he gets through USADA and the NAC the NAC is the real wild card here
0: this is true who knows how long he'll really be out I mean I, uh, that division's a mess
2: Cowboy signed a new deal Cowboy um, signed a new deal Nick Diaz is okay by the way Ronda Rousey not fighting in New York Gunnar Nelson coming back against Dung Young Kim all these things happened last week it was a big week it was a big week uh, worth noting we are off next Monday Due to Labor Day. We're back next Tuesday, same time and place, correct? Next Tuesday. Next choo choo Tuesday. We are back uh, due to Labor Day. So make note of that. I gave you an extra long show this week so that you can you can be okay on Monday while you miss us. Back Tuesday, and then Wednesday, how about it? Last thing, let's end on this. Wednesday, we're off to Cleveland. The land, which I found out on Saturday, people don't like when you call it the land. I'm sorry. <laughs> CM Punk. It's actually happening. Well, Feelings? now it is not after you just said that. <laughs> Feelings as we approach it? Thoughts? Impressions? Um,
0: the same that I've always thought. Why, why does anybody not want to see this happen? Like, Why it's are so, people so negative? It, it's
2: so annoying. He's not taking anyone's slot. No one was earmarked to be right. the fourth fight on pay-per-view at UFC 203. Like, Did you see the undercard on Saturday night? Come on. You know, it's, it's crazy to me. And, and one thing that's interesting is like, he's the complete opposite of his pro wrestling persona, pro wrestling persona. He was brash. He was cocky. He was dropping bombs. He's calm. He's, he's, um, he's calm. He's, he's very humble. He's very down to earth. Like he's not, Mickey Gall is talking more smack about punk than punk is talking about him. He's, and he's reserved. He's not the guy who's trying
0: to get in front of the spotlight. People want to bring him into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's a very strange thing, but I, I, I find those who are holding on to this idea that it's sacrilege that he's fighting in the UFC to be, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, now you're just complaining to complain. Yeah. I'm and- interested to see how it goes, but I'm not... I don't. I don't know. Do you if I al, like do you, his odds? Do you also notice that more people are pulling for him? Like the longer this went, it actually ended up helping him because he became someone who a but, lot of people were rooting against, and now that's sort of turning the tide in his favor in a weird way. Okay, this is truly the last question. Yes, but
0: <laughs> have people lost interest? It's been a very long time. Have is did they lose some people that were initially interested and now are saying uh, I don't even care anymore?
2: Um. I think it lost a lot of momentum. I don't think it's as big as it was when he made the announcement at UFC 181. And kind of weird, that was the last time Pettis won via guillotine, or won, period. And then here he is, his teammate winning two weekends. It's just kind of weird how all these things are working out with Rory and all that. Anyway, um, certainly lost momentum, certainly not as big. I think come Saturday, September 10th, it will be a pretty big deal and it will definitely boost the pay-per-view. How much? Who knows? He doesn't have the WWE pushing him like Brock did because of his relationship with him. But I think a lot of people will get behind the story. I think if you've missed the, the docu-series airing on FS1 and it's a shame it's only airing on FS1. I wish it was on like an FX or a Fox where it got more eyeballs, but so be it. I think you're missing out. It tells a great story. They've done a very good job with him. And they've also done, by the way, a great job with Mickey Gall. I think they've done a great job of propping him up. So if he wins, you've got something there. Uh, I think the promotion for this fight has been has been exceptional. So kudos, kudos for that. All right, we're out of here. All right, there you go. See ya again. Tuesday, back off next Monday. You can hit my music. What a fun, what a fun Monday. This is the way to start the week, right? so much going on, so many fun things pleasure to do this show as always look at that Wheaties box, Anthony Pettis back on track, you can feel the happiness just radiating off his body so happy, look at Paige Van Zandt. what a moment that was didn't get a lot of time to talk about Jim Miller and Joe Lozon but those two can fight 10 more times and I don't think a lot of people would be upset and of course, what more can be said about Damien Maya? The guy has reinvented himself in a weird way, sticking to his bread and butter, but he has certainly reinvented himself as a 170-pounder, had the two-fight losing streak against Shields and Rory, and since then he's been undefeated and has taken very too little damage very little damage in all of his fights virtually none it's amazing anyhow thank you very much to Paige Van Zandt for stopping by great stuff from her again congratulations on that incredible kick thank you very much to Rafael dos Santos good luck to him on November 5th thank you very much to Rashad Evans outstanding stuff if you missed it do check out what Rashad Evans had to say thank you very much to AJ McKee congrats to both him and his cousin Joey Davis thank you very much to Max Holloway best of luck to him congratulations to canada's own rory mcdonald on his new contract good luck to josh barnett big fight this saturday thank you very much to michael chandler and luke rockhold for stopping by in studio off on monday back on tuesday same time and place until then i say peace